0: This week on Ultra Sixty Four, we are saying goodbye to the Nintendo Sixty Four once and for all. Sniff, sniff, woohoo! Can you can you play taps? Burp, 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 tap, 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 tappity, tappity, tap, 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 tap
1: Gonna ask you if you could sing taps, and then I remembered it had no lyrics. Taps, 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 <laughs> taps, taps, taps.
0: taps. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ultra Sixty Four. We are, for the very last
1: time, the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo Sixty Four podcast. And get ready. Strap into your seats because you're about to have the most comprehensivest episode ever. We
0: are really living up to that title because. Uh, for the listeners, we have finished our Nintendo 64 playthrough. We've played every single game that was released in North America. Uh, and we finished that up last week with a little game called Tonic Trouble. <laughs> a little uh, big game. Little big masterpiece <laughs> of a game called Tonic Trouble. And this week is our
1: uh, uh, victory lap, I guess yeah, you could call it. Yeah, it's a time it. to it's look our... back, yeah. explore the memories. You know, maybe get a little handsy. Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna get real handsy. It, it's <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean we, that's the that's the climax of this episode is you and I kiss, right? Oh like. yeah, that's what it's been building up <laughs> yeah, to for a
0: while. I think the tension is very real. It's a Mulder Scully thing. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why everyone listens to podcasts with the <laughs> hosted by white dudes is the will they won't they dynamic. They might kiss. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it's been uh a little over
0: three years since we started this show. Yeah. And like holy shit it feels like it went by super fast even though i know obviously it didn't the world got so much worse
1: yeah but- I, I can i can't even remember a time before th- two three years ago <laughs> like it was, i know it, yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our sort of memories just got compressed in the last year i was have uh, been listening to some older podcasts that i've gotten mm-hmm. into and people were complaining about how horrible 2016 was oh boy <laughs> oh boy like- they didn't even know they had yeah. no idea Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun thing as we, uh, reinforce, we got, that's three years with a, uh, episode every week, every single week, pat pat us on the back.
0: uh, You know, I, I, I am personally, I am very proud of that. I'm very proud of that record. I think, uh, I, I think we, we stuck with it Mm -hmm. and I I wasn't sure we were gonna make
1: it. No, the I didn't know we way, were gonna make
0: it either. But we've had some amazing support uh, mm-hmm. from from friends and f- listeners and guests and everybody, and it's it's just been incredibly fun. We're both really excited about the next chapter when we're going into the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But I think we want this episode. To kind of celebrate all things Nintendo sixty four and why the fuck not all things Ultra Sixty Four. Yeah. Let's just fuck No, we discovered a lot.
1: And uh I, I do want to emphasize, like really it was I think more than anything, like us having friends is all well and good. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very we're very pro friends on this podcast. Oh, yeah. But it was really like the listenership and especially in just this last year, yeah. Sort of the, the rise in the letters that we got yeah. and just this knowledge that, oh wow, people are listening to the show and enjoy it is really the thing that Keeps me being excited about it and not not whining too much.
0: No, you know, I will say you you've not whined, you have not complained, you've shown up every week and and uh, stuck it out with me, and I really appreciate that. And I I echo that as well. Like. We're, we're a small show, you know. We, we don't have a big corporate money behind us. We're recording this out of my so, house. Uh, yeah,
1: if you if you are a big corporation, you have some money. Throw we it we want us. big corporate money behind us. Oh, yeah, it. no, we want to sell out, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, first given opportunity. But, you know, it's meant a lot that we've had like such a cool and vocal audience from like around yeah, the world that's and, really cool. and hearing from people saying that like we helped them get through like all this coronavirus nonsense and helped kind of ease <laughs> sure, through the, the implication stress. is
1: that we're through it which we're very nice. right not. yeah yeah but,
0: uh, yeah but you know, that's meant a lot. That really has. And uh so yeah. We're we're drinking a little bit on this show sure. too. It should be noted. We have like a six pack here.
1: I have a cherry ghost. A cherry I, go- I don't
0: know. what is a ghost? It's a. I don't know exactly. It's like a sour beer. Okay. Yeah. Well it
1: is kind of sour.
0: Yeah, there you go. So that that works out. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, a
1: bittersweet occasion. A sou- a sour sweet occasion.
0: So here's kind of the rough itinerary we had for this episode. I'm, call, and I,
1: I'm Babe Ruth in it. I'm calling our shot now. Yeah. Longest Ultra 64 episode ever. I think we can do it. Sure. And I,
0: I, think, uh, I think it's warranted. And so just letting people know, just strap yourself we're, in. L- I think we're, we're going to make it a languid one. We're going to take our time <laughs> with it. We're going to really swish it around in our mouths. You yeah. Know?
1: Get, so, get the hints of uh, <laughs> cider and
0: flavors. Yeah. Hold up the podcast to the light to see the legs. You know, yeah. all of that. Uh, but, uh, it's a, kind of the rough itinerary that we're looking at. I wanted to, uh, give some shout outs to some of the people who've helped support the show and, uh, have been really a great, uh, huge part of it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some statistics and some numbers and figures Ooh, we figured what's out. more fun
1: than that? Then lunch. Then lunch. <laughs> uh,
0: then, uh, yeah, then we're doing a Zoom call. Uh, no, and then, uh... We're gonna go we we're gonna give some awards, some like kind of little goofy awards for some of the games. Well I that think we that should out. be as we, could, we could, as we go as we go. Right, yeah, we can yeah, yeah. we can disperse it throughout. And then we uh, took the two lists that we have been keeping this entire show. Each of us have our own rankings.
1: You and thought that was just a hilarious bit of us oh choosing no. them. No, it has a purpose.
0: It was us actually making what I am going to go ahead and call the comprehensive list, uh, the comprehensive rankings of Nintendo 64 games from best to worst. Mm-hmm. Uh every and single one of them. We're gonna read all, we're gonna read you the entire aggregated list and then share our memories uh, of the games as they come up if they Whatever come
1: up. Whatever memories those may or may not be. And you know
0: what? That's the the crazy thing, maybe, is that I don't remember a good deal of these games. You sure. Know? I mean maybe
1: that's not crazy,
0: but we that played that. Crazy,
1: like Steve, tell me something about this thing you did for an hour two and a half years ago. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, uh,
0: yeah, that's not necessarily the way my world is. You have a
1: lot of works. skills, but uh, thankfully, that's not one of them. That's
0: not really one of them. No, um, so really, uh, right off the bat, I wanted to uh, just give a quick thank you to everybody who has been a guest on our show. We've had some so many great guests, really amazing guests. Uh, I've got them all listed here in the order of appearance, and I just want to give Ooh, okay. a shout out to everybody who has been on our show. That includes my wife, Nicole Vatisse, <laughs> uh, Rosie Crow, Dan Reese, Lindsey Pennington, Zach Strong, Betsy Sodaro, Scott Berger, Maggie May, Jessica Cartwright, Josiah Coolidge, Neil Crow, Jeremy Hatfield, Brendan Francis, Phil Ortego, Robert Bauer, Kim Turpin, Jared Galante, Emma, Emma Delaney, Michaela Nicholson, John Brandon, Ollie Brady, Kyle Duncan Graham, Katie Bray, Danielle Rupinski, Ky- Tyler Dietrich, Aaron George, Dion Fountain, Kathy Peacock-Duncan, Melanie Strickland, Emily Aguila, Dan Amrick, Caleb Sanders, Blair Gorman, Jeff Nelson, Natasha McFadden, Blake Getch, Bennett Williamson, Diana Goodman, Michael Raparez, Megan Sutton, Aiden Clements, Nate Pasma, Kevin Kim, Zoe Bronstein, Keith Granger, Jordan Smith, Jordan Collins, Andy Bowman, Elliot J. O'Neill, B.T. Calloway, T.L. Foster, Kaze Emanuar, Maddie Kopp, Corinne Kempen. Matthew Allen and Chris Antista. That's the Ooh, full list. We everyone who has guested on one of our episodes, in order from first to last, not from best to worst. <laughs> no, not. I mean, I probably like no, my yeah. Wife more no, than Chris. I mean, I like Chris sin, a lot though.
1: Since you started with your wife, yeah, you know, it, it you maybe know. it's from at least it starts with the best. It is, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, the
0: people who played the most games are Nicole, mm-hmm. Josiah, mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay, Dan, Rosie, and uh, Neil. I think rounds out that nice. That category, no, so, that's a, so. that's a fun yeah. crew.
1: That's that's just a fun list to be like oh yeah we know a lot of cool people yeah right? yeah it's
0: cool to, it's cool to read all those names i'm like oh i like all these people yeah nice Good for them
1: i also wanted to give
0: a shout out i don't mention them often enough but i want to give a shout out to the octopus project uh the amazing band that has let us use their song truck as our theme song i reached out to them like two years ago or something like that just on facebook i just said hey i'm a fan can I uh, use a little snippet of your song on my podcast? How much would you like for it? Mm-hmm. And they just said, you know what? We'll, we'll let you use it for free nice. because they're just awesome people. It, re- um, it
1: really fits the tone of the show. It's it's really, it's great, it really great does. theme music.
0: I think it's a fantastic theme song. Uh, check out theoctopusproject.com for any of their show dates once tours are happening again. They've got <laughs> a whole bunch of albums. They scored a major motion picture a couple years ago called Damsel with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just uh, really great musicians, and uh, we want to thank the Octopus Project for letting us use that song for so long. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to drink some more now sure. because I'm getting emotional. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> mm. a drink to stifle the pain. Sure. That's always a good, healthy habit. <laughs> All right. So, um,. How do you want to start the? Do should we? St-
1: are we already the list?
0: Do, 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 I don't or, think there we're was more well. Stuff? We're not quite there. I've got some like stats and stuff that oh. we can. Well, we can I mean, talk Well, I've even me do by the, surprise. Do, I don't know.
1: I don't know these stats.
0: I've just got kind of like. Well, they're similar to the ones that like um, Scott Berger uh, is a statistician and he compiled a couple of uh, uh, lists for us. Okay. Um, so
1: I thought we could go over some of those just to know what the gaps are. Um, maybe maybe when we get to those games, um, we'll okay, just, we'll just bring them up like the ones that. You liked more than I like. Just the differentials between our own tastes. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, um, so maybe I should kick us off here. I think kick us off uh, on this this giant list. So yeah, bear in mind, there's 297 games here. So you, like I said, buckle in. But we're gonna boot off with uh, the worst game on the Nintendo 64. Oh, one other thing I want to yeah. mention
0: we uh, we decided to kind of separate these. The, the list into, like, different oh, yeah. little chunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're kind of ranking them uh, in a couple of different categories. So, like, best of the best, we're calling the, ex- uh, uh, the, the Essentials. essentials. Uh, right under that would be the Great Games. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, things that we're calling the Deeper Cuts. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, the Filler. After that, the Bad Filler. <laughs> then we have Bad Games, and finally... Egregious. So yeah, And we, that's the section we're in right we now. We are starting
1: with the egregious. And so, yeah, to sort of preface this a little bit, these are the kind of games we've all played plenty of bad games. Oh, it sure. just happens. You get something, you're like, this is not great. But it's actually fairly rare to have the truly, truly bad game where seemingly nothing went right, no effort was put in, or it sort of offends you on a moral level. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I feel like all of those, all of these in this section really qualify for that.
1: And, and in some ways, I almost prefer the egregious game to the bad game. Right. Because much like an awful, awful movie, it kind of sticks with you a little more. It, it, it's really something unique. Sure. Um, it, it's something to, you almost want to gawk at. like Yeah, for a little as little opposed bit, like, to something you just kind of want to stop playing. I like, mean, don't get me wrong, you do want to stop playing this, but you get some laughs. But we are opinion.
0: also in a weird zone with some of these where I'm like, this is one of the worst games I've ever played but I also think people
1: should play it. Yeah. Like I want people to see it just so they know I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) And um, so m- maybe this is true of this first one, aka yeah. worst game on the system, Carmageddon 64, number, number two ninety seven, two ninety seven, bottom of the list, Carmageddon 64.
0: Uh, I don't really think there was ever any question that that was going to be. <laughs> After we played that game, well, I, think I mean, we're just Monster, like,
1: Oof. The, the next game on the list lived there for a while. It lived and, there for a while, but yeah, but it,
0: Carmageddon uh, was just such a unique blend of like shitty gameplay bad concept no, like, no
1: effort taken no and they, effort the, the only thing that you have ca- going for carmageddon is sort of the tastelessness of running over people sure which and, is already like it's one of those
0: things that's working against it sure. but also the fact that it's not on the n64 means the game yeah is just here pointless. you just are running
1: over zombies and it's they were just hard to find the whole game just feels tremendously glitchy and yeah it, it was a pre- it's a pretty excruciating game and it's hard to believe that it really ever got Released in the state that it did. Oh yeah, it's and,
0: it's monstrously bad. Uh, but definitely check it out because yeah, you, yeah. you got to see it. You got to see it. Ten stars. The next, uh, the second worst game on the list, two ninety six. Like you said, this is one that lived at the bottom yeah. of both of our lists for a long time, and it's not a game that we really saw coming. No. Or we, that we. It's really not expected. like an
1: infamous, like everyone talks about
0: how terrible this game. Is. No, but it it should be talked about in that manner, yep. and it is Monster Truck Madness sixty four. An early game from Rockstar Games. It's like a
1: this weird It's kind I of mean, a racing game yeah, it, if it, your it car doesn't wants, work. It's kind of wants to be a cart racer but with no physics. Right. Like it's imagine a racing game where your car car has no weight. Yeah. So you just like are essentially just flying through the level. Yeah, and you can yeah. go wherever you want, which sounds fun until you realize that. Any area that's not immediately around the track has Hmm. no design, and so you're just kind of driving into blackness.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's And, like, yeah, you you can go off track. You can go drive in the water for no reason. Like, your car flips over all the time. You can't do anything. This is one we actually had to go back and replay it a couple (laughs) months after we recorded the episode because, like, I think we both had that moment where we're like, were we exaggerating this? Like, is it
1: reconfirmed this really, its place.
0: Like, is this really... Yeah, but yeah, no, it absolutely belongs uh, in its place down here at the bottom.
1: So yeah, that one should definitely... Uh, if you're on the list for super terrible things, look out for that one. Yeah. Um, this other one has quite... A, the next on the list has quite a reputation for itself. Superman 64, number oh, 295. Yes. As we proved, not the worst game on the system, but... Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, uh, I don't know. That might be more of an indictment of
0: the N64 if Superman isn't the worst <laughs> sure. game on your console. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's that's one. You know, that came with some baggage. It came with the worst game ever made label attached to it. Sure, like yeah, right. They put it right people. on the box. I wish they did. Like, yeah. I think it would sell better if they yeah. did that. Yeah, and uh, damn, it, it lives down to that reputation. Like, even if we didn't, I didn't hate it as much as I might have the other I mean, two games. I mean, Superman, below like,
1: those, the, those other two games that are below it, your cars don't do what you want them to do. You essentially right. feel out of control the whole time. One right. thing you can say about Superman is he walks where you want him to walk.
0: I mean, yeah, eventually. Uh, That's
1: one of its superpowers, the ability to kind of walk.
0: And kind of the shocking thing we came to learn about that game is that the rings, you know, the game is famous for its flying through rings gameplay. Mm -hmm. And that's actually only one part of the game. But it's such a
1: hellish part. It's such a hellish part and it goes on
0: so long that I think most people gave up before they got to the end of the ring. (sighs) So you just think that's all there is. There's actually some incredibly terrible multiplayer there's some incredibly terrible indoor segments where you're (laughs) like fighting guys fighting robots in a dam it's a whole sloppy mess
1: yes Um, definitely definitely
0: speaking of sloppy mess (laughs) uh, number 294 the only (laughs) game we had to stop playing because it was making us physically sick
1: yeah bear in mind the three games are below the game that made us physically sick yeah this one
0: made us like feeling queasy (laughs) Uh, that's Transformers Beast Wars
1: Transmetals which is a 3D fighting game where you could morph between your vehicle form and your sort of uh robot animal form which is is a very cool premise sure um but in the 3d you're sort of the camera is just going crazy the whole time yeah uh panning in circles zooming in and out and just the whole there's just too much crap going on and like it's hard to see like it's hard you
0: don't know what what your character is doing sometimes your character will like Face away, who they're supposed yeah. to be fighting, and just be punching into the void.
1: Yeah, since you move in a 3D space, it's also incredibly difficult to actually hit your opponent. Like, and the characters are not well balanced. One of the your starting characters has full stats on oh, yeah. everything, and it's like, well, this doesn't feel right. No,
0: <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No, all right. Yeah, that's that's sure.
1: Um, the next one, you know. Sometimes this is a definitive list, but sometimes our personal tastes come in. I feel like this next game was one that very much rubbed us the wrong way. Oh yeah, uh, this is Aiden Chronicles: The First Mage, um, a game that we played pretty recently and is just an amazingly boring, unpolished RPG. It just looks like poo. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like poo. All of the characters are just amazingly uninteresting. Yeah. Um yet it still has its defenders online and I feel like the reason for that is it was one it was the only sort of uh, RPG on the system that has this kind of just very traditional fantasy tone Yeah. And, you know maybe if you're willing to slop through some of this there's something to be found here but man in these first two hours we played this game two hours yeah I'm um, just I don't know because we hate or hate ourselves oh right um, and, and like we really just wanted
0: I mean you have to give RPGs a little room to yeah. breathe and like to to find their footing but how much room yeah <laughs> has- after there's after there's a certain point like with the way I hit with Aiden Chronicles it's like I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where this battle system is good. Right. I don't think there's ever gonna be a moment where I
1: enjoy looking at what I'm looking at. Like right. it doesn't it really doesn't matter. Like you don't want to sit in this world. You don't want to look at it. And so no. for have a soul a such a slow-paced game, which is in this in tremendously unpleasant world, my main memory of this game is a, a moment in a cutscene where the camera just cut directly behind a character, and yeah. so it was just totally blocked. And it's just <laughs> like you know, you you get to control where the camera goes in this cutscene. Designers, like wh- what is the, going on? The
0: camera like situated between them, like yeah. it's looking at the shoulders of two people talking, but you don't see their faces. Yeah. Like it's
1: it's horribly. Now inab- this was your bottom game. This was, I believe, yeah, this right? ended yeah. at my bottom ranking, this and this was your very bottom ranking. You moment. know it. It's probably more polished than those other games, but it just found it so unpleasant and slow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of unpleasant and slow, <laughs> 291 is coming in with Super Bowling. Super yeah. Bowling, uh, maybe the rarest game on the system. Uh, depends on I, don't, I haven't checked the prices on it, sure. Lately,
1: I mean, probably it is pretty rare because it's not a game anyone wants, and yet it is still pretty valuable. Whereas, That's like, one of those things. Clay yeah. Fighter, you know. People they might Biden actually want defenders. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like here, no one's really excited about Super Bowling except for the person who wrote us last episode. Yeah, somebody <laughs> somebody wrote last episode and they yeah.
0: had a copy of Super Bowling and I hope they kept it because it's yeah. probably
1: worth a lot and that's really the only
0: thing that positive you can say for, yeah. about it. Uh, I think I vaguely remember like kind of anime looking characters and like, yeah, that sounds right. The bowling didn't even physics is all character? shitty though. And it had this terrible UI and like, yeah, was... that's,
1: that's the main memory I have of it too. It's yeah. the really bad UI of like you select, everything was divided into windows and you sort of select one window and then it gives you way, just way too many customizables right from the start. And you're just like, I just want to bowl. Like how how hard bowling yeah. should be the simplest thing ever to get yeah, into yeah, it, yeah. but like, it nope. should
0: be, and it it's all sloppy and horrible. Yeah, super bowling really sucks.
1: Uh, then I'm gonna give two two here. Yeah. Um this is two hundred eighty nine and two ninety NASCAR two thousand NASCAR ninety nine. Yeah, again, I you know we can't comment on this ability on the quality of these games because it was just unbelievably boring. It's so like boring. the car sort of drove and did what you wanted to do, but like. It all just felt so light. I mean, we we complained plenty. In these you're driving episodes. in
0: a one big circle. Like you don't even get the satisfaction of like taking off from the starting line. Your car's already, oh yeah, already in motion.
1: And it just it looks. We so couldn't boring. catch up to any of the cars ahead of us. this recurring theme, and it was just, I just couldn't imagine anyone wanting to play this. And no. like, if you like NASCAR, like, cool, that's great. But like, I'm sure NASCAR I'm is sure. thrilling, but this game is not. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, that's that's two of them. 2000, 2000 was slightly better than ninety nine, but that was kind of like <laughs> yeah, who cares? Who, who cares at this point? Uh number two eighty eight. Oh man, uh, this one is gonna make you its bitch. That is Die Katana. John, excuse me, John Romero's Die Katana. Yeah, just like to be it. clear,
1: just to be I'm clear, not Jocks to tease. No, Die Katana. Yeah,
0: yeah, his he, his name's all over this one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not Jean Rivets. <laughs> yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson's Die <laughs> Katana. <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man. What a, a miserably unplayable first person shooter. Uh, very distinctive and terrible and completely unique in different ways from the PC version yeah. of this game, like, which I played a little bit of as well, like also equally bad, but like this rode this huge wave of hype and it had this fascinating backstory behind it with all these different, like, I don't know, with them going so far excessive into, uh, uh, yeah, just 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 going way over the top with their development budget, and then turning out like this crappy game.
1: Yeah, big big ideas, but like you just have to have your fundamentals of like this game is fun and playable before you get into your sort of role playing game elements and everything that's thrown in. I
0: here. mean, if you really love shooting frogs and having really bad platforming segments, then uh, Daikatana—that's your game. Yeah.
1: Uh, the next one is going to start a theme here of games that we have very little to say about. Yeah, and that's a Chopper Attack mm-hmm. and. Yes, the game is just called Chopper Chopper Attack, the most boring generic name you could possibly think of, and it's basically the most boring generic game you could possibly think of. So that's...
0: I just realized we missed one. We missed one a ways back. Oh, that was my fault. I I skipped over it. Number 292, just under Aiden Chronicles and just below, or just above Aiden Chronicles, just below Super Bowling. Powerpuff Girls chemical extraction.
1: Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that one. That uh, that's that's a real stinker. That was an arena fighter based on the Powerpuff license. Um, Not a bad premise if you're going to use the Powerpuff ideas. But just uh tr- tremendously clunky, not fun to play. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh sorry, uh, we can go back to Chopper <laughs> Attack. Oh yeah,
1: because we have yeah. so much to say about Chopper Attack. I have attack. a lot more to say about yeah. Chopper attack. Let me, let me pull Personally, up my it, thesis
0: here. It deviates wildly from the Updike novel. Like <laughs> ridiculously.
1: <laughs> Wait, the Updike novel Chopper Attack? Yeah, you is know. Is that the... a sequel to Grapes of Wrath? <laughs> it is <laughs> Cannery Row. <laughs> that's that's Steinbeck, but oh, close. No. Those were both Steinbeck, weren't they? Those are both Steinbeck, God yeah, damn it. Yeah.
0: Updike is oh. uh running. John Updike run. write
1: in and tell us how you're not John Steinbeck.
0: Wait, is John Updike still alive? I want to say no. Okay, don't write in. Yeah, don't
1: write in. That'd be <laughs> creepy. I'd be scared. Ooh, John Updike. <laughs> the point is. Get us. Chopper attack sucks. Yes. That's the <laughs> takeaway from me not knowing the difference between John Updike and Stonston. I, I think that's the
0: lowest-rated midway game to make it on the list. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, running Midway. Running, but no,
1: not in the midway. More I just like the like bottom way. I just <laughs>
0: I just remember that game being incredibly brown.
1: Mm-hmm. Um okay. I'm they're, jo- they're gonna put that on the box. Incredibly yeah. proud.
0: <laughs> uh jumping back into shitty cartoon adaptations, uh, number two nine or two eighty-six, Rugrats Scavenger Hunt. This was a really bizarre, like kind of board game, but yeah. like
1: it's like Mario Party without any of the good parts.
0: Yeah, there's no <laughs> mini games. It's just literally traveling around the board looking for goo-gaws. And that's it. Like it, it, it was, it was so ill-conceived and just plain not fun.
1: My memory of this game is Lindsay telling the saddest story of having a Nintendo 64 <laughs> and this being the only game they had. And she tried. She made her parents play it with her, and then they never played it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's the level you want to play that game. But thank you, Lindsay, for donating this shitty game to <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: this little experiment. Uh, Next one, I I feel like this next one kind of caught us by surprise in the sense that it doesn't feel like it should be this low. Um, NBA Jam 99. Um, NBA Jam, you know, we felt like we knew what we were going into. You get some high-flying b-ball action, and how bad could it be? But this takes it a whole different route of being sort of more simulation, and it just felt tremendously glitchy, and there's none of the actual basketball mechanics worked very well. No, and like... You know, you have a good idea of what you get
0: with an NBA Jam,
1: right? and this, there's just for, none of that. Yeah, for what it's worth, this was a time where uh, I think Acclaim had ended up taking the license. Like, the license split, and what, right. the team that actually worked on NBA Jam worked on NBA Hangtime. Which we'll then, see yeah, yeah, we'll much see, better. Yes, and but uh, NBA Jam kept going with this other team, and they just had no idea what they were doing. No, no, not yeah, at all. So that's the... Uh, I mean, I guess if you count Na- if you don't count NASCAR, that's the worst traditional sports game on the N64. Yeah, NBA yeah, absolutely.
0: That's I I agree with that too. Uh, and then this is the last of the games making game. up our egregious section. A game I have a very personal vendetta against for really no reason aside from it's just horrible it's, and it but, just keeps cropping up in your life yeah. for some reason. And that is a game called Penny Racers. Uh, a incredibly bland, ugly-looking racing game starring little tin cars that feel very light and move very slow. Yeah.
1: It's uh, kind of like Revolt, um, if Revolt was awful and yes. didn't do any of the things that Revolt
0: does well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot else to say about Penny Racers. Uh, so, so we've got a yeah. split here. Do you want to do one of our awards while we're while we're in between like sections uh, of our oh. category here? Oh, I was I was going to
1: do it when we get to the games that uh, meet the awards. Oh, okay. And all just right. give it give it to them then. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I, got yeah. you, I got you. I got you. Um, you, you know, we still have two hundred eighty three games to get here, Steve. A, yeah, hey, no, take, <laughs> this, this podcast I'm, is going to be like five fucking hours long. I'm hoping it's, for that. All right, yeah, all right. I'm just, well, let's I'm going for it. Um, yeah. So pro- I'm not giving any awards to any of these games in the egregious category. <laughs> um, I have I have no awards to hand out. Do you have any o- egregious anything in the egregious uh, category? to give an award No, I don't believe so. All right. Um, so now we're moving on into the bad, just straight up bad games category. These are ones, uh, they just do not have very much to recommend them. They're not, they're not quite the total disasters that those other games we just talked about were, but their games, you, I can't think of any reason to really buy any of these games. Um, Starting on, we'll make this one really quick. Fox Sports College Hoops '99. I don't remember anything about that game. Don't remember a damn thing. It's the only college sports game we have. It, it, on it had the super terrible graphics, I believe. Super that's, terrible that, graphics. I think that's what I remember. Yeah, really,
0: really, just a lazy, bad sports game. Uh, at number 282, we have Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, uh, a
1: game that we were thinking might end up in the egregious category, like. Yeah. Another infamous game. Another being infamous super game. terrible. Yeah, but yeah. It
0: is no Superman 64. No, no. That's not saying it's good. It's definitely it's firmly in this lower edge of the bad games category. Uh, the one good thing I will say about this game is that it got me into watching the Batman Beyond TV show mm-hmm. and uh the movie that this was the tie-in for, which I liked quite a bit. So, nice. you know. So do that instead. Do that. Watch Batman Beyond the show, avoid this game. It's so boring.
1: Yeah. Uh next is Asteroids Hyper 64, based on the classic arcade game. Asteroid, based on the classic arcade game, Hyper 64. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Based on the classic arcade game, Asteroids, where you shoot asteroids out of the sky and it's all black and white. And this game basically is that same premise, but there's a bunch of kind of extra crap that just makes it more confusing.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, about the laziest possible port of asteroids you can imagine other than just straight up using the vector graphics like
1: the vector graphics like at the vector graphics would have been better because what I remember about this game is they had very colorful backgrounds that made it very hard to see the asteroids themselves. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like kind of defeating the purpose of the game. Uh, the next one at number
1: 280, and I don't remember why this game ranked so
0: low or why we hated it so no. badly. We
1: just have to trust in our past selves. I, I trust it's, it's accurate.
0: Top Gear Rally, uh, one of the many rally games oh, that we played. One, one of the many Top, top, many gear, top
1: games. gear games we played. We yeah, played this, both.
0: This was the first of the Top Gear games. I think it was just like a really uh, unpolished-looking racing game <laughs> that just was no fun to play. And this then, just... like,
1: weirdly, Top Rally 2 turned it t- turned it around. Yeah. This is going to be a recurring uh, thread. is us not remembering things about racing games. Yeah. Uh, next is NFL, I'm gonna do two here. Yeah. Uh, NFL Quarterback Club 2000. We didn't like any of the NFL Quarterback Club games, but this one was noticeably worse. Like, the frame rate and graphics all felt much chunkier. This was weird, too, because it's like... It, it came out after ninety
0: ninety nine looked so much better than two thousand. Yeah, it was
1: very weird. Yeah. And it, it set a weird trend of us kind of figuring out that usually the second game in a sports series was a step down. Yeah, weirdly. Which, um and next is NBA Jam two thousand. Um, I guess just bucking the trend I just said. Slightly better than NBA Jam ninety nine, but still no fun. That one got
0: a higher ranking solely for oh, is this the one with the cartoon bo- noise. Oh, the this, this was a boys. high
1: this was a high point in the podcast. Okay. All right, we, this is a moment of memories. Okay, yeah. We, well, yeah. This is going to be part of my awards, is every so often there's just definitive moments in the Nintendo 64, uh, Ultra 64. Memories yeah. of the uh, Um, And one of them was when we were very upset after just having played NBA Jam 99. Josiah was with us. We were all bummed out. And we're like, where is these fun NBA Jam silliness that we come to expect? And then this had something called arcade mode, which we put on. And the only way that it changed the game... Is it was basically just the same old shitty NBA Jam of uh, 2000, but they put in cartoony <laughs> boing sounds and that cartoon running sound <laughs> when you use turbo. What do you call that? It's like bongo sound. It's like Scooby Doo running. sound. Yeah, Scooby Doo like, running. That's sounds. that's what it is. It, it's the it's it's like a screeching. It's like a tire screech effect. Yeah. Or no, no, that's how you start running with the tire screech effect, and then yeah, then it's like the bongo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, that would that that brought me that has that brought made me us, joy for years. That made us
0: <laughs> laugh like really hard. I think. For, I mean, the for, game
1: is still awful, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that one cracked us up for sure. Uh, our next one at number two seventy-seven. For a while, this was at the very <laughs> the very bottom of my list. Of your list, yeah. Uh, and that's dual heroes. Uh, this is a kind of like really lazy 3d fighter where they put you in like a, a really,
1: power rangers knockoff
0: it's a power rangers knockoff it's like all these dudes in helmets and like spandex and uh, they put you in like a very very small box basically and make you punch each other sure it doesn't work it's really ugly mm-hmm. and like gr- grating it gave me a headache to look the at the thing
1: that i remember about this game is it had just an absurd amount of backstory like much like the war fortress yeah essentially yeah. a legends mode in dual heroes where you could just look into every single character Character's backstory. I, and it was all very like in depth, and you're like, man, someone put a lot of effort to this. It's like whoever got paid to write the flavor for this was like working overtime, and everyone else was working. Three hour days. They're working like, for the weekend. He's yeah. working for the week. Uh, yeah, if, if you offered
0: me $10,000 to name one character, Dual Heroes, uh, I would weep and pass.
1: <laughs> you don't think a character was just named Red? There might have been one
0: named Red Tornado yeah.
1: or like Jimmy Crackcorn. Yeah, I don't know. Green Cricket. <laughs> Green cricket. Um, next is WCW Backstage Assault. We played this in sort of this big slate of wrestling games. Um, that was it, a weird episode because we played the two best and the two
0: worst wrestling yeah, games in that yeah. episode.
1: Um, and this one was the, wor- the worst wrestling game on the system, and it seemed fun. Like you're like, okay, these levels all take place in like a parking garage or something. Yeah, and so you get m- sort of more weapons and it's more extreme but it is just an ugly clunky game that does not work
0: and it's just like pointless it's like okay
1: it's oh, wrestling yeah. as opposed to res- as opposed to regular WCW but like, which is full I, of meaning
0: i think i just don't get the gimmick it's like it's wrestling but you're not in the ring you're just like in the alley, or you're in the sure. dressing room. It's not exotic locations that you're wrestling. It's just places around. You want it to the be arena. like wrestling
1: on a ski lift in Borneo? Yes, like. yes, I
0: do. I want <laughs> to. Okay. I want to be fighting on top of like a gondola on the way to the top of that mountain in Rio with the big Jesus on it, and then I want to pile drive <laughs> the Crystal Redeemer. Jesus. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. you know, like I want to do that. And uh, you can like rip off that guy's arm and smash your opponent with the Crystal Redeemer. Yes, arm.
0: yes. Why right. not? I mean, go go way over the top with yes, it. Fair enough. Uh, At number 275 comes Vigilante 8 Second Offense one of the ugliest, hardest-to-see games in the system. And the, si- the game that I think made me finally admit that I just hate car combat games... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just a dumb idea, and yeah. I'm glad that the genre's gone. This and this a, is the worst example of
1: this it. Is, I have very vivid memories of this game, too, because I feel like it was the first game... I think it was the first episode we had Josiah on. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> early episode. <laughs> and we just pulled him in, and it was just a realization that, like, oh, yeah, a lot of games are terrible. Yeah, And I feel like this one caught us by surprise. Like, we played the t- three-player mode here... Sort of in the dark, and I just remember at one point I was just driving through a swamp. Yeah. And it was literally just black on black, and I had no idea what the hell was going
0: on. No clue, no clue.
1: Uh, up next is Mike Pizza Strike Zone, Mike Piazza <laughs> Strike Zone. Um, only memorable in that it's fun to say Mike Pizza. Um, That's literally all I got. But about yeah, it that was a game. very bad baseball game. Yeah, just a b- it's bad, easy. boring baseball Cross game. Cross it off the list. Uh,
0: number 273, Indy Racing 2000. This is from uh, our F1 slate of episodes, uh, and this one's about the Indianapolis 500. I remember very little to nothing <laughs> about this one. Uh, just stock cars, and it's all boring.
1: Sure. Uh, the next one I remember quite a bit at because we yeah. played it fairly recently was Armory's Project Swarm—S W A R M hyphenated for or, or no, not hyphenated, an acronym abbreviated an acronym for yeah. something we probably discuss in the episode.
0: We do. We never figured out. <laughs> oh what sure, it stands we discuss for. it,
1: but it's still a mystery.
0: Signal <laughs> wants a rhyming man.
1: The, the, yeah. the signal wants, wants a riding man. man, yeah. Um. The game was not about that. It was about you being these super generic comic book characters who fight bugs. It's kind of like Starship Troopers without the irony.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. Starship Troopers from someone who doesn't get Starship
1: Troopers. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, right above Which that. Which is actually just the original Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. Probably, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure,
0: yeah. Uh, 271, just above our Marines, is another, uh, hyper-masculine bullshit game. Duke (laughs) Nukem, Zero Hour.
1: I feel like they need a picture of the Duke on there being like, hyper-masculine bullshit game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they would would wear that as a badge of honor, I think. Uh, this was the one that took Duke from first person to Mm -hmm. third person. Uh, he's every bit as lame, except now he's just much more boring and his game's more boring and, and it's less to
1: responsive control. to control. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very hard to control. Not a good game.
1: Uh, next we got a pair of wrestling games, ECW hardcore revolution. I don't remember anything about this. That's the, that's the really violent one from EA. Like where it, was tra- it was supposed
0: to be the really violent one. Cause it was the really violent wrestling league but the game felt like super tame and
1: boring. Sure. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. And then uh, WCW Nitro. That one um, I remember nothing about. Sure. Yeah. Um, All right. What do we got next? At number
0: 268, we have PGA European Tour. That's a golf game. Um, Man, that was a really boring one. That was like
1: I kind of got like nostalgic, like- in these last few months, I got kind of nostalgic for like the golf games. Like, I had wished we had spread out the golf games and fishing <laughs> games more because I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play a fishing game again. I mean, like, I don't I don't know how we could get two full episodes out of. Bass no, I mean, hunters, I just felt like yeah. they just felt like close together. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of like yeah. first we played golf, and then we played fishing, and it's just like they kind of scratched the same itch. Yeah. Similar. I don't know. Like, when we live in like a massively stressful environment, a golf game sounded pretty fun. It's <laughs> true. But, um, uh, not
0: this one. This is the worst of the golf games that we played. Uh, yeah, PGA
1: European Tour, just not interesting at all. Another wrestling game, WCW Mayhem. I don't remember anything about that. No, um, me neither. All right, moving can do the on. the next one. Mia Ham Soccer 64. Yeah. Um, this was a game that I remember having terrible graphics. I think we had Emma on, who was a delight, but this yeah. game was not a delight. Um, just a very clumsy soccer game that did not work well and just... Tremendously ugly characters. And very disappointing. And if there's one thing that female soccer players are famous for, it's being tremendously ugly. Bi- and pointy. Being <laughs> and so pointy. pointy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, this one was a bummer. That's the only like female-focused sports game on the system. And all they did was take they took like a really shitty like men's soccer game and then uh just added boobs. Literally, sure. they added boobs and ponytails, oh, and they called it a day. <laughs> And it worked out really poorly, and Ham deserved I mean, better. That's
1: usually a recipe for success, but
0: uh. Uh, at number two sixty-five, this one was kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah. Knife-edge nose gunner. This was the rail shooter. Right? This is a rail shooter. We thought it was a helicopter game because that title really sounds helicoptery, but it's uh, just a
1: crosshairs game. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a,
0: it's like yeah, it is, and it's you're a spaceship uh, flying through a bunch of brown canyons shooting at shit. We both like on-rail shooters, mm-hmm. and uh, we were really disappointed that the only one on the system is uh, Total Garbage.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to do two here because yeah. I don't remember. Some of just, these just, yeah. F1 don't Pole Position 64. It was an F1 game. You drove, you were in a car. You were. There, there apparently was some kind of pole position, but it was not a stripping there game. There were 64 of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next is Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. That one I remember um, a little better. Yes, that one there I Power also Rangers. remember. Um, that was a very bad game that I kind of remember having some fun with. Um, just in terms of maybe it was surrounded by garbage. Yeah, but it was sort of a top-down. Um, you just run around and collect power-ups, and then occasionally you're it's buffeted by these sort of uh, vehicle sections.
0: Yeah, right? the vehicle sections reminded me a lot of Ghostbusters 2 on the NES okay. for some reason. That's sure. that's I think that's a vague memory I have. Uh, never never Power Ranger fans, either of us, but you know.
1: Oh boy, you got a trio here. I'm
0: going to do a trio. Season. I'm yeah, going to yeah. do a trio. Uh, number 262 is NFL Quarterback Club 98, 261 Triple Play 2000, and 260 NFL Quarterback Club 99. <laughs> so again, we established we did not like these Quarterback Club games. Triple Play 2000 was one of uh, that was EA's baseball game, I believe, yeah. and uh, it was lame. Yeah, yeah it, it was Takeaway. unusual for the EA sports franchise to be the one of the worst, but uh, that's down there with Mike Pizza.
1: <laughs> man, it always makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> off road challenge is next. Uh, boy, do you remember anything about off road? I remember that uh, you were off road and there was some kind of a challenge. I remember. <laughs>
0: but- I remember the hyphen between off and road.
1: Yeah, oh, well, that's that's right here in the text. Oh, so that's why cheating. I remember it. I was yeah. looking at it directly. Uh,
0: other than that, no, I got nothing. I think it. I think I was disappointed because I thought this was related to like the the NES game, right? Uh, the I've I've an Iron Man Stewart's off road challenge. Yeah,
1: where was where was Iron Man? Yeah,
0: where's game? Iron Man Stewart? I mean, yeah. that's obviously why I'm coming to buy these games. <laughs> Um, our next one, uh, number 258, an airplane game called Arrow Fighters Assault. I remember uh,
1: we, uh, Neil wanted to play pilot wings with us. So we said, well, right. Neil, you also get to play Arrow Fighters Assault. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 We had a couple of, uh, airplane <laughs> games to, to pair up, uh, again. Yeah. No, another missed potential. Like I feel like an airplane yeah, this one game sort could of have was fun. going
1: for more of sort of an air combat kind of half simulation, half arcade. Yeah. But it just doesn't nail the, I don't know, like, so many of these type of games, you just spend time trying to track down your enemies, and then they fly past you, and you get frustrated and confused. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, yeah, yours is next. The next one is another one I have actually pretty fond memories of. Um... Another very early one. I, I think these early ones kind of stick in our mind a little more because this whole experience was pretty new and sure. fresh. And was this the first one we played with Nicole? I think so. So this yeah. was the first episode we would have had a guest on. Yeah, yeah. This is the first um, guest episode. And this episode. is Nagano Winter Olympics 98. Um, <laughs> these games also, this is, again, not a good game. It's no. still in the bad game category. None, most of the mechanics are sort of obtuse, confusing, and don't work very well. But we kind of had a good time playing it, as is often the case with these bad track and field games. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's, get, it's a lot of mini games and button mashing. Yeah. You get bored with one and then you immediately try the next. They're like perfectly situated for hour long playthrough because there was like <laughs> ten or twelve events and you play each one like, you know, five minutes. It's it's one of those games that like we had a it was a objectively
0: bad game that we had a good time playing because we were all yelling and freaking out and trying to figure out how to make it work yeah exactly uh, which it never wanted to do which often resulted in our like snow or ski jumpers dying yeah <clears throat> um coming up next at number 256 is starshot space circus fever which actually brings us to the first of our award Ooh, categories. We might have the same award for this one. The category that you uh, uh, set was a uh, game that I think about the most. Yeah. And that is Starshot Space Circus Fever. It lives rent free in my mind for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so bizarre. It's like, it's it's a premise and a world and characters that no one could possibly like. Yeah. Uh, paired with... <laughs> these the,
1: unappealing, angular, sort of Cirque du Soleil characters.
0: Paired with, uh, I would say, I think, I think I'm think i going to call it the worst camera on the system. Okay. I think uh, of all these
1: games, I mean, maybe Transformers, but that's like... that's That was terrible in a different that way. That almost felt like a glitch. You like, could see what was going on in it. This is the at least the worst camera of the 3D platformers.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're this weird little clown... You're traveling between planets, and then the game end. Like, I remember looking at the ending of that game, and it's like an incredibly bleak ending where your your hero gets kidnapped and sent off alone in an empty prison ship out into outer space to die.
1: Well, it's like the 400 blows, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very reflective. It's sad. Like, it's a very French game, and yeah, I'm giving it that same award of game that kind of I think about that kind of haunts me in the middle of the night. Like, oh, I wonder what Starshot is up to. Oh, what's he up to? Is he thinking of me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Next is Supercross 2000. Moving on. (laughs) <laughs> you can take the next two. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, next is Elmo's Number Journey and Elmo, Elmo's Letter Adventure, two games that we remember because we beat them both Yeah, um, they joined in the, the space the, of one hour. The elite club of games that we beat uh, in the course of playing games for the show. Um, You know, obviously, we are not, believe it or not, yeah, two college-educated uh, 30-year-olds are not the target audience for the Elmo games. No, not as much. Um, not as much.
0: Even with the copious amounts of alcohol and weed I
1: consume. Sure. Uh, still not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these kind of lack character. You just kind of walk around as Elmo and collect letters or numbers, and they were very boring. Yeah, I way. did. Uh, it was nice to have a refresher on my ABCs, I will yeah, say. That's true. Like, It was nice. It was nice to get that. <laughs> Ah, uh, number two fifty-two. Speaking of baby games,
0: Rugrats in Paris. Yeah, we had two Rugrats games that we had to play through, there was and this too, one too many. Did you watch the movie with this? No, with me. I, okay, I watched the movie of this. Oh, we didn't.
1: We didn't keep up our thread. I'm glad. I really yeah. dislike Rugrats. As that's like a fair.
0: Brand. No, that's that's perfectly. I do now. Like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't before. <laughs> and then digging into this episode for the for uh, these games, like yeah, no, I don't think I like Rugrats. Uh, Rugrats in Paris is bizarre because like. Yeah, you get one exterior shot of Paris and then the rest takes place in like a Japanese themed amusement park, like a Reptar amusement park where there's sumo wrestlers and there's like everything looks Japanese. I'm just like, why couldn't this be Rugrats in Tokyo? It makes no sense. But anyway, be
1: based on the movie,
0: the game is just kind of like a uh, uh, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom thing where you're walking around and doing different rides throughout. And like it, it's like little mini game platformers. It's it's pretty boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, pretty boring, next is uh, Rat Attack. The uh, Rat Attack. Rat Attack. Um, It's kind of like a very, okay, you play as cats, right? Uh, like like that. Yeah, the rats are the, the bad name. guys.
0: You're not the rats attacking. No, <laughs> yeah. you,
1: you are cats and you. Oh, yeah, I remember this game now. <clears throat> yeah. You have to draw like a little square mm-hmm. um, and trap the rats in it. And then there's like weird power ups. It's a it was a weird game. It was kind of like a very small, unambitious puzzle game that had the feel of like one person designed it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of it, like if someone misunderstood Choo Choo Rocket. Just
1: like, yeah, yeah, it's a game that very much would exist as a flash game, but that market didn't exist.
0: Yeah, um, uh, really a bizarre game. Probably the worst box art on the entire console. Yeah, that's what I remember about it. And I believe that was the uh, that and Carmageddon were the two lowest selling games on the entire console, as long as long as you don't count blockbuster exclusives. Okay. Um, just above Rat Attack at number two fifty is Deadly Arts. Deadly Arts was one of a series of fighting games with almost identical names. Yeah. That uh, this is the one that had you in a fighter school. Yeah. And you got to kind of level up your characters. Like your
1: character started as like just totally a net person. Like all you could do is punch and kick. Yeah. And then eventually, like you learn more basic skills of like dash punch or jump kick. And like this is not a bad idea. But it, it. But then when you think about it more, you realize it is a bad idea right. because it means that you have to play a fighting game without any special moves. Yeah, and yeah. just like a tremendously inept character, which is no fun. And like it didn't help that the fighting mechanics themselves were not good.
0: No. Uh, I, I remember this game looked okay. Like mm. it looked pretty good, but that's all I really should sure.
1: say about it uh next is blues brothers 2000 um a <laughs> game i definitely remember um mostly because we had to watch that movie which is man that is a boring what movie a
0: dog shit movie that yeah. is yeah boy
1: um and it's, it, the game is pretty dog shit too like does, it's very cartoony designs and um just bland platforming you're running around in this jail trying to escape people give you quests but the actual core platforming is not good this is uh, this is another
0: Titus joint. Titus does a lot of the games that are in our uh, lower categories here. And this game, I almost have a little bit of a fondness for it just because it's so shitty and like it tries so many weird things. But it's just ultimately unplayable, you know, yep. like, yeah, it's it's a bad game. And the fact that it came out two years after that shitty movie <laughs> bombed, like yeah. the the idea that anyone would care about Blues Brothers 2000 is hilarious to me. Uh, number two forty-eight GT sixty-four Championship Edition uh, racing game. Moving on.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's all uh, I got. <laughs> next is Dark Rift. The game. Uh, we also, boy, like I can, I have a, I can remember the box, like the cover art of Dark Rift, and that is it. That's it, about it for it, me too. This is a fighting game. It was yes, it was a fighting game. Uh, I think it was a Midway fighting game. Um, we played it around the same time as War Gods, so those all kind of blend in. Yeah. And you just it was very three, it was three, it was very 3D. Very, it was like <laughs> ultra mega three D. Yeah. Like, um, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, but it was it was dark and it was no funsies. Mm-mm. All right,
0: I'm gonna do the next two. Sure. At number 246, we have FIFA Soccer 64. Mm-hmm. And at number 245, we have F1 World Grand Prix.
1: Okay, uh, that game F1 I confuse with
0: pole position. I don't remember it at all. FIFA Soccer 64, I just remember being the worst of the FIFA games that we played.
1: I remember it as having the most... Substantial increase in quality from the original, which is this one, *FIFA Soccer 64*, to the next game, which we will get to. That is, yeah, later that's one of the ways. bigger gaps right there. Yeah. Uh, next is *South Park Rally*, which was a very weird kart racing game with the South Park characters, which does not seem like a bad idea on its face. No, but it had this horrible aspect of where you had to essentially drive around the level um, in a very non-linear way, like yeah. in complete these checkpoints and make constant turnings right and left, and it was just a terrible setup it was
0: yeah yeah I, i this had potential it had a whole bunch of characters and like yeah that that's a fun idea like i think the the license lends itself well to it but yeah just a bad racing game and yeah that checkpoint system was nuts Number two forty-three. Uh, Woody almost single-handedly tanked the scores on this one. Like I didn't love this game, but like I think you really dragged this one down because you deeply hated it. Sure.
1: Hey, you Pikachu. Here's a here's a real here's a rule for games that I hate, Steve. Yeah. When the actual game mechanic of making your character do something doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a really good reason. It's why Monster Truck Madness and Carmageddon are at the bottom. I think I was incredibly generous to Hey You Pikachu
0: just because I thought he was so adorable in this sure. game. Like, and it's really yeah.
1: But key- now now. Now that we've been this was pre-baby Yoda time this when was pre-baby we were baby Yoda with that and so yeah. now
0: we know what adorable means yeah now we're all good we got we got Grogu eating eggs yeah. Uh, but yeah Hey You Pikachu is the only game that was released in the US that used the uh, microphone peripheral yeah, so it's we, interesting we played that. the other one on our Patreon we sure did was Densha just, De Go yeah, 64 game, really? which
1: was much <laughs> way the, better the microphone we could not get it to work in that game but it worked. still worked about as well as it did in Hey You Pikachu it's
0: true and uh, this is the game where I learned that there's some quality to my voice that microphones on the n64 don't recognize
1: sure i remember you were talking That's why originally when we started this podcast (laughs) you were trying to record on n64 microphones it sounded like i was the only person here it was crazy it was crazy and the same thing happened with my original
0: co-host pikachu like he just wasn't listening to me there was no (laughs) rapport i kept throwing bubbles at him
1: full of swear words i appreciate that you let me replace him you know, yeah, you I, don't, know. I don't I don't thundershock you nearly as much. Not as often, not as often. <laughs> more right. of a volt volt tackle type uh, of guy. And I
0: I appreciate that. It's a little uh, lighter on my lower back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, you Pikachu, really really weird game. Uh points for being like the only one of its kind on the game. Like it's a, it's sure. a very unique game for the N64, but if it uh, worked, I would like it more. If it worked, yes. I would like it. Like it's a it's a cute idea.
1: All right, we're going to plow over two here. Um yeah. WW I was about to add a number. <laughs> www.f.attitude, slash <laughs> attitude, um, which was WWF attitude, some wrestling game. You probably body slam dudes. It probably wasn't much fun. I, I probably had to complain about not liking wrestling. I think we had a red label on this one. That's all I got. <laughs> um, that was definitely the moment. Like I talked about at the beginning here, I didn't complain very much. Wrestling podcasts, yes, I did complain <gasps> a lot. That's true. Much the same way you complained through the football podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I hated the football podcast. Next is Paperboy, a game you very much did not like and had a real grudge in going into because the graphics are awful. They're fucking (laughs) ugly. (laughs) Yeah. um, But, you know, the game was not as bad as many of the other games we had played. Um, yeah, th-
0: this is uh, this is a game my brother had when we were growing up. For some random reason, he spent his allowance money on Paperboy sure. 64, yeah. and I just remember thinking it was a really, like, I, r- I remember thinking of it as one of the worst games I'd ever seen in my life. Right, which it certainly could have been at that point. It's not good by any stretch, but it would, did not turn out to be as bad as I thought it no,
1: would it be. No, it still has that same basic Paperboy mechanic.
0: Yeah, mm. pretty much, pretty much. Uh, number 240 is South Park, uh, another game I grew up with and mm-hmm. played a lot of, and I, I have some very complicated feelings about South Park to this day.
1: But your feelings about this game, not so complicated. Less ambiguous, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. The South Park game is just a really bad Turok knockoff with some of the worst fog you'll see on the system. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Nothing like that white fog over the white town of South Park.
0: Yeah, and it just it again, the, it's, it runs into that Simpsons problem of like, these are characters that were never meant to be shown in 3D, and they look wrong. And it just makes the whole game feel off. And it's just it's it's a comedy game that's not funny. It's yeah. a shooter that doesn't. Man, I very remember
1: well. thinking it was so subversive that you could turn those snowballs yellow. Oh my god! Right. You know how he did that, right? <laughs> no, we, he, he injected them with banana syrup. It was with his pee
0: pee. Oh my on The
1: snowball, crazy. Holy shit! I thought, hey, I thought he was a magician who could turn things. How the edge? Uh, the edge. It's so much. Um. Uh, next is Automobili Lamborghini. Um, that's, 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 the, the, there's a lot the, of eyes in the there. The shapes
0: your mouth made trying to pronounce that just there was uh, was uh, something to see. <laughs> sure.
1: Mostly I remember because it's fun to say at a- Automobili. Automobili. Um, but uh, you know that had some Lamborghinis. You could drive them, but it, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a it's a boring concept to just build an entire racing game around
0: one brand of car. Yeah. Like who could give a shit? Sure. Uh, just above that, number two
1: thirty-eight. Charles blasts territory. Please, please, my uncle is char. My father is Charles Blast. Call me Charlie. Oh, of course, Charlie Blast.
0: He's you know he's a man of the people. He's a guy. He's a guy Mm. in a wife beater and a yellow uh, hard hard hat hat who hangs out on deserted islands.
1: islands. And yeah. blows shit up. This game had one of the weird... This game is right along there with Rat Attack and things that basically exist as a one-person... Seemingly one-person development team. Yeah. Flash animation type of game. Um, and this had the tremendously weird concept of you sort of blowing up islands. Um, blowing up your shelter. Like, you don't have a way off this island. Yeah, you're and, blowing and it up would the end. island around you and, and then are just says, on one. You're just on one unit of the island alive and you're like, well... How's Charlie going to get home? I'm worried about you, Charlie. It's painting yourself in the corner of the video game. Yep. Uh, Next is Vigilante 8. We enjoyed this more than the second game in the series because it just felt a little bit more polished. It didn't have that horrible multiplayer mode. Uh, But, yeah, we still did not enjoy this one. No. Um, Next is uh, NFL Quarterback Club 2001. I guess the The best best of of the quarterback club games. Yeah. But you'd never want to play it.
0: No, no, not at all. Do um, you mind if I take the next no, three? No, please, please. All right. Next three, 235 is Jeremy McGrath Supercross. Different from Supercross 2000.
1: Very confusing.
0: Uh, 234 is NBA in the zone 98, and just above that, at 233 is NBA in the zone 99. These were the less... Notable in the Zone games. <laughs> we'll talk about the notable <laughs> yeah. one in a second.
1: Right up there with the cartoony boings. And
0: Jeremy McGrath, Supercross, was kind of... I, I, it just didn't register with me as much as anything. Supercross was trying to be more realistic. I if thought that Jeremy was McGrath
1: was trying to be more realistic.
0: No, I think Supercross was... Because Supercross was the <laughs> EA one. And then sure. Jeremy McGrath was kind of trying more for the Tony Hawk thing. <laughs> okay. But it wasn't fun. It didn't really work uh, sure. as it is. And... and uh Frankly, I've got a beef with Jeremy, uh, pers-
1: a personal beef. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we, we
0: won't get into that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to open that wound up right sure. now. Sure. No.
1: Uh, next is War Gods, which was a game by Midway that is very much a Mortal Kombat ripoff. So they ripped off themselves. Yep. Um, and it has it even leads way more into those full motion video characters. So there's a lot of weird, weird characters in this game, a lot of women in sort of skimpy dress. Sure. And like the premise is fun that you are these different war gods from throughout time, so it can play on a lot of... Very fun religious stereotypes, which we always enjoy. There's always. One th- if there's one thing we enjoy on this podcast, it's belittling others and their beliefs. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this game, we also enjoy belittling war gods because it was bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, it was pretty bad. Just knocking this one out. Next is yeah. V-Rally Edition. I imagine the V stands for very unmemorable. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think
0: that is correct. I think that is correct. At number two thirty, this one kind of broke my heart a little bit. Nightmare creatures. Yeah, uh, I do like a good third person action. <laughs> you like game. a good
1: nightmare. You like a good creature. I love a good <laughs> creature, uh,
0: but I, I did not love this game, despite it having some of the r- richer, one of the richer backstories mm-hmm. and like one of the most developed plots of any game on the system. Mm-hmm. It,
1: <laughs> right uh, up there with dual heroes in right terms up there of with rich backstory. yeah <laughs> but
0: it, it's uh, it, it's a game that has kind of a cool idea and some cool designs, but uh, it just really never came together as an experience. That's nightmare creatures. Uh,
1: yeah, next next comes another moment of looking back and uh nostalgia and whimsy as we enter as we enter into the zone. Yeah, the NBA the zone. Auto zone. Yeah, no, no, the NBA zone. Oh shit. Uh, Two thousand. This game, I don't think it was much better than ninety eight or ninety nine. Oh, it was but not. it did have a slam dunk mode that brought us minutes and minutes of recurring entertainment. Hey, no, it, it came back
0: because we, we had like a party like a, yeah. a, a year after we played this where we tried to get people to play the uh, yeah. slam dunk mode. And, and very we, few people could figure it out. We
1: finally figured it out, but there was something so funny about your character jumping up to slam dunk not doing anything, and then just landing, going through the backboard or something, and then you get called for a foul and or just, get like, scored bouncing zero. It into their
0: face. <laughs> My favorite was when you just took the ball and just ran off the court, like yeah. you didn't, even jump, you didn't just, even jump,
1: just running into the
0: audience. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: an excellent example of us liking a game for the wrong reason. Yeah, but uh, still a fun one. The, the, the little heart next to NBA in the Zone 2000. Absolutely, Uh little heart next to also
0: our number two twenty eight game, Milo's Astro Lanes, and I only put that little heart there because my wife has a weird affinity for this game. And I feel like she's cheating too, on almost. you with
1: Milo. <laughs> she might be. She
0: might be. Like it's this is like a bad bowling game like with with wacky alien characters and like obstacles in the bowling. Well, this is like a space
1: shot was bowling. Like yeah. they're kind of like crossover the characters. I mean,
0: it's a shitty game, but I think I think Nicole had some Stockholm syndrome as that it was the one of the least boring of the three bowling games. Yeah, it that we has played. like
1: fun, sort of weirder seeming courses that you bowl on. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean <laughs> a lot more personality. Um, you know, let's I think it's time for me to hand out another award. Yeah, I've got the same one. Um, <laughs> so this is an award for the non-racing game I couldn't tell you anything about. And um you brought this up last week when you said hey, remember Flying Dragon? And I said, sure I do. Wasn't that the one where you could learn, uh, you started out in school and could learn more special moves? You said, no, that was Deadly Arts. And I said, oh shit, I don't remember Flying Dragon. I don't know why. In my head, I keep replacing Flying
0: Dragon with Rakuga Kids, which we played as a Patreon episode. In that
1: game, you will never forget Rakuga Kids. That game is rad. That
0: game rules. Yeah, but like Flying Dragon, it was a a fighting game, and I I don't remember I think it had like
1: deformed, like sort of anime style deformed characters but yeah i don't remember any of the mechanics no not nothing 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 um, uh
0: maybe it was like a i want to say it's a namco or a tecmo i, or something. I, don't, I don't think don't you play i
1: i feel like it'd be a weirder company like a koei or something
0: yeah i don't
1: yeah it's, it,
0: it's yeah koei i think sounds right I, um, all right, number 226 is World Cup 98, oh, the FIFA game we didn't realize was a FIFA game. Okay, I, That's the only thing I remember about that. We put it on the Mia Hamm episode because we didn't realize it was part of the EA's FIFA franchise. FIFA verse, And it was like a direct sequel to FIFA 98. Uh, it was fine. Sure. It was, it was like bad, but fine. Uh, well, just above that, yeah. I do want to put at number 225. <laughs> gex 64 enter the gecko uh weirdly this is a this is a score that i tanked i actually hated this game more than you did uh this is a really incredibly annoying platformer yeah with a uh, constantly quipping gecko you know what what i
1: remember about this game what's that that i feel like i'm trapped in boy george's pants oh my god
0: (laughs) oh jesus i hadn't thought about boy george's (laughs) pants in so long
1: you're welcome Uh, But yeah,
0: you know, Dana Gould doing the voice of Gex and just, uh, man, I hope he got paid per the quip because, man, he is laying them thick. They really put him in there. In a really bad platformer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next is Fighting Force 64, a game we actually kind, I don't know, like we got decently far through and had a somewhat decent time playing. Yeah. But it is not, I mean, it's a brawler. It's a brawler. Brawler was welcome. We hadn't played many of them. A 3D brawler was cool. This game gives you a lot of, Weapons, I always appreciate it when games give you stuff to bash people with. Yeah. It's kind of like a bad, diehard arcade. Yeah. And, you know... I'll kind of take a bad Die Hard Arcade, but sure. you could also just, you know, play Die Hard Arcade. You could. Um, so, yeah, Fighting Force 64.
0: Yeah, uh, that one's noteworthy because that was kind of a tipping point episode for us. That was the episode that aired after our ad on the Flophouse, which okay. is, I know a lot of people came to our show through that uh, that Jumbotron on the Flophouse. So, nice. Fighting Force 64 for a while was our top rated episode.
1: Well, cle- clearly our best episode then.
0: Uh, number two twenty three, just above that is uh, a game we covered very recently, and that is Tonic Trouble. Ah, uh, this is a game from Michel Ancel, the creator of Rayman. Should have been so much better than it was, but it was just kind of baffling. It did no kind of cohesive design. It had no real good argument for why you should play it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, this one actually gets my award for the worst camera on the system, and maybe oh, you that's think? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's just because it was so recent, so ingrained in my memory. But most of this game was built on like platforming over lava, and when your camera is constantly spinning around or refusing to move, it makes that extra frustrating. Um, We got a. I'm gonna give you a trio here. Yeah, do it. Uh, Polaris Snowcross um, racing game where you're driving a snowmobile. Yeah. Uh, I remember it was very dark and perhaps. Boy, I I could not. I could not think of one characteristic of this game that either positive or negative. It's like, kind of one of those. Yeah, like. it's, it's
0: one of those, like, I consider it a bad game just because it does nothing to justify its existence. Uh,
1: Twisted Edge Extreme Snowboarding, a game that is just... Tricks were too difficult. Nothing was particularly fun. That's just not responsive cre- controls. Yeah. yeah. It's, actually, this is a fun little trio of games that I have very little care or that elicit no emotional response Sure. In me. Next is Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling. Uh, I guess we liked it more than Super Bowling. It's the best of the bowling games because okay. it's a, it's at least the most direct, but it's also
0: unbelievably boring. Like sure. Like, if you care about the if that title, Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling, gets you <laughs>
1: Yeah, hard, like then, I fall know. asleep halfway through you reading the title.
0: Yeah. Uh, bo- a game that is terrible but not boring is number 219, Mortal Kombat Mythologies, colon, sub-zero. Yeah. This is a bad port of a bad game. Yep. We're missing out on the really hilariously cheesy uh, FMV cutscenes that the PlayStation players got. It's just one of those that tries to make like a platformer with fighting game mechanics yeah. which is always, always just
1: the worst idea. Ter- terrible recipe. I. It is a shame that like this is not a bad idea. The Mortal Kombat mythos is always fun. Yeah. Um, playing as Sub-Zero seems like a cool idea but yeah, it's just a crap game and yeah, it, 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 essentially a lot of this game is actually platforming where you have to jump between things and a lot of it is giant crushers coming down from the ceiling to smash you. because so that's what all they have in all those... Uh, far east temples right it's sure. giant crushers that come down and leave you bone absolutely i mean the the i
0: re, I mostly remember from that game there's a really specifically stupid jump that you have to do like if you jump off the railing you die but you have to stand on the railing and tiptoe oh, off the yeah. edge so that you land on a scaffolding that you didn't know was there it's
1: like an automated moment but it only triggers if you jump from the railing
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that game was bad. I mostly remember
1: that. But But I do have kind of fondness for it. Uh, I do, too. Next up is my racist cousin. uh, (laughs) Multi-racing championship. I'm going to miss that joke. (laughs) Yeah. um, Hopefully, there's another game uh, on the Wii U that has uh, inscrutable acronym. Well, I say inscrutable, even though they tell you what it is right after a multi-racing championship. Uh, You know, I think at this point, we've gotten into sort of the... Playable racing games. Yeah. Where like they kind of work and do what they want you to, what they want to, but like this game was nothing to recommend it aside from coming up with what MRC stands for.
0: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Just above that at number 217 is Army Men, Sarge's Heroes. Army Men, one of the weirdly most ubiquitous series of the late 90s, early 2000s. It was everywhere. This one almost got my award for game I couldn't tell you anything about because I'm conflating all of my memories of this with Sarge's Heroes 2, which was Mm. slightly better. But I had a
1: little more personality. I
0: couldn't tell you one thing about the original Sarge's Heroes. Like nothing stuck
1: with me on that. Uh, next is Virtual Chess 64, right up there with Paperboy and games that just look incredibly bad. God, have... it looks. there's no reason for this chess game to look so shitty. <laughs> I know, the worst possible design. God. Um, but at, at its core, it is still a chess game. They do play horrible animations. They do have a sort of just an intrinsically offensive design of the queen. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it is a sexist design, but it's mostly just a offensive to humanity because you're like it's, how could anyone see a human that looks like that
0: it's it's like a rorschach test but like the only correct answer is shit yeah
1: exactly. like oh, that's all you could
0: see um and, and the weird thing is like i feel like the fundamentals of like the chess engine that are in that game are pretty good like yeah. if you were to play that game without 3d graphics or just a 2d chess game it's incredibly boring you don't want to pay 60 bucks for it right. but it's better than the 3d version but again, the three D version is why this supposedly exists.
1: Our next like trio here, or no, we're not to a trio yet. Yeah, never mind.
0: Oh yeah, no, I won't do. It. I'll just do Cyber Tiger at number two fifteen. This is not a helicopter <laughs> game, but it sounds it's, like you get one. to
1: escape from the zoo, right? And mall mall children. Yeah, That's... you
0: you play as a uh, as a tiger with a VR helmet, and you're just <laughs> charging through the zoo. Uh, no, this is a Tiger Woods uh, arcade golf game. Uh, it's a pretty unremarkable game. I do remember there's a level where you're supposed to smack balls at, like, landmines.
1: Yeah, it had, uh, like, this weird sort of arcade driving range where you could trigger a bunch of weird stuff.
0: Which is, like, I, I give it props for having a fun, weird idea. It just didn't work very well.
1: Yeah. Uh, next is Quest 64. Oof. Right up there with Chopper Attack in terms of delivering, and it's tremendously generic name. But, you know, the generic parts, the, yeah, so this is a very bland RPG but almost memorable in its blandness. Yeah. Um. And has I don't know. There's, it, yeah. It's certainly not fun, but it is definitely a game I would happily reach for over Aiden Chronicles.
0: It's. It's. Yeah. That's the thing. It's actually grown a lot in my esteem since playing the <laughs> Aiden Chronicles because like this one actually has color, like right. you could tell, and yeah, and it has discernible shapes. Like it's boring as all shit. There's no reason to play it, but yeah, it's it's much better than uh, Aiden Chronicles. Uh, I'll do a trilogy yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> the world's most boring trilogy. <laughs> the world's most boring trilogy. Two thirteen is FIFA ninety nine. Two twelve is FIFA Road to the World Cup ninety eight. And two eleven is Wildeye Country Club True Golf Classics.
1: Was that our best golf game?
0: Ah, uh, that might no, because Mario Golf would oh, still sure, be above sure. this. But like FIFA ninety nine and FIFA ninety eight, nothing really terribly remarkable. Uh, I feel like uh i i don't hate soccer games we find no. some better ones later but these are ea's attempts and they're just really incredibly bland uh why like country club same thing it it has this weird thing of using like actual pictures of golfers as your avatars and so it looks weird at least
1: but uh yeah no it, it's it's as as fun oh, as the yeah, name yeah, makes yeah. it sound okay uh next is monopoly um yeah. Whenever you're playing a video game version of a board game, there's some that work very well and there's some that don't work very well. And I feel like, I don't know, like Monopoly, Monopoly, I guess, is one that would work well because you don't have to fiddle around with all the money. But at the same time, like, a lot of the appeal of Monopoly is sort of being in the same room, having these social interactions and threatening to flip the board. And just, you know, just fingering all those houses and hotels and stuff and, like, rubbing your hands together maniacally. Sure. I mean, how do you game, play
0: Monopoly? This, is,
1: this I play it like I'm the evil uh the evil land baron who's okay. coming to shut down the car wash. Sure. <laughs> perfect. Saying? Yeah. And I'm the funky teen dancing to stop you. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, but this game it I don't know. You just play Monopoly. It's like, Monopoly. it's, yeah. it's <laughs> what, uh, what do you want? It, it's stop like looking a, at us. You don't need to tell. You don't need us to tell you how to play Monopoly. I think
0: that's where we came down on this. It's like there there's uh It's whatever for a monopoly game. It's just there's no reason in the world to play this. Like that's kind of where we landed with this. Uh, At number two hundred nine is Wetrix. This is a very strange puzzle game that involves you digging, uh, like lakes. Hmm.
1: I'm gonna give out an award. Yeah. I'm gonna give out a most the most original award. Wow. To Wetrix because Wetrix is a crazy game. Yeah. And it's puzzle mechanics are very weird. And I think that that is kind of to its detriment Yeah, because it's very hard to sort of be like, wait, so I w- don't want the water to spill out, but I do want it to spill out sometimes. And like, why is it raining from the sky? It's just like nothing really makes sense. But at the same time you get a puzzle game that's different than most other puzzle games.
0: No, it's, uh, i I will grant you that like you don't often think like a topographic puzzle game. It's a weird idea it's not necessarily a bad idea. I think it's poorly executed right. because in order for this to really work, you need the water to move and look in a convincing way and the water in Wetrix just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, this just, is a game it, You like, can't see it half the time. For this game to work and be fun, it would need to be played on like... A high-end computer that's running some sort of advanced weather simulation. Right. Where it really looks good. Um, on the N64, you just can't quite decipher the mechanics here. Yeah. Uh, next is Nuclear Strike 64. I just remember this because we um, I have vivid memories of most of the Strike games where you go around in a helicopter. It's very mission-based. Yeah. Isometric. And this game is not fun, but it is cool to have that isometric mission gameplay on the N sixty
0: four. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it that. It, it was, it was, uh, it just kind of a step down. I've this is when I played on the PC, and remember the PC version being way better than this one.
1: This is number two hundred seven. That would be Jeopardy.
0: Uh, number two hundred seven. I'm a big old Jeopardy nerd. I love me some Jeopardy, yep. but this uh, video game form is not the best way to experience no, Jeopardy. It just can't work. Uh,
1: the, it's much less have, fun than yelling at your TV.
0: Is this the one where you had to type in the answers? Yes. Okay, you you typed them in in this. Uh, which and spelling you be, counts? Spelling counts. It's very particular, and so really, it's just kind of a lot of watching somebody type something. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah,
1: without it, not on a keyboard with you know, a with the N sixty four controller. Yeah,
0: and occasionally you got some video clips of a mustachioed Alex Trebek, R I P. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all you could say about it. Um, next
1: is BioFreaks, which oh, apparently Bio is Freaks. also a uh, an anagram. Uh, yeah, for something it's I Right forget. up there with Swarm. Um, this was this is a 3D fighting game, kind of like your Dark Rifts, but you have a bunch of gross characters with like weird mutated arms. It's kind of a cool game uh, if mm. you're into like gross edge type stuff, uh, but it doesn't play well.
0: No, no. The, the gimmick here was that you could chop off, like, limbs and stuff. It was supposed to be extra gross. And, like, you're also, every character has, like, jetpacks so they can fly over each other. Uh, I think we liked it as a as a, a time capsule for the 90s. But, like, uh, as a game, it really doesn't work. Yeah. You want to give us a foursome here, Steve? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I can do that. All right. Starting with WCW slash NWO World Tour. Uh, at 204, we have Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. And then right above that, 203 and 202, two more wrestling games, WCW NWO Revenge at 202 and WWF Warzone at 203. So many
1: goddamn wrestling
0: games. These wrestling games, all three of these were uh, fine. These are some of the Aki wrestling games, which uh, do have a good reputation amongst wrestling fans. We didn't really connect with the material at all. And then Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. Uh, we're angry at this for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Firstly, we we rewatched Episode One to <laughs> yeah. prepare for this,
1: and, angry, uh, so we already were coming into it angry.
0: We were coming in grouchy, especially yeah. Dan. Dan was very upset about this game sure. and that movie, and he was a trooper for sitting through it. Uh, this is kind of like a, a, a open world car
1: combat. Well, it's a, I mean, it's based on Rogue Squadron. Like yeah, it's, yeah, got, it's a Rogue it's Squadron. A sequel yeah, to Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and yeah. We yeah. like Rogue Squadron, so it was unclear why this turned out so badly. But it's mostly just, everything's, again, much in the way of Trapper Attack, it's very brown. We should have gotten an award for brownest game. Yeah. The band Ween would be proud. Yeah, the they brown, would. With the brown sounds. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, this game, you're fighting sort of droids over a desert. Yeah. And there's a lot a lot of browns on the sand palace, and it's very hard to see things. And just nothing, nothing felt nearly as exciting. Yeah. And maybe it's because it was based on a movie we didn't care about. But uh, it actively pushed us away. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> next is probably the most legendary episode in all of the. Uh, Our well,
0: most f- listened to episode. Our <laughs> most downloaded, most listened to episode is this next game.
1: So clearly people have real affinity for Buck Bumble. Wow. And it's not only for the weird. Botted, 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 bumble. The weird sort of ska um, techno house beat uh, intro. But this is sort of a, it's a bee game. It's a bee simulator. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a laser bee simulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fun premise, you play as a bee, you drive around, you shoot other insects who are, I don't know, taking over the garden. Yeah, I,
0: there was some kind of chemical spill, so all the bugs are like robots now. Yeah, they all have guns.
1: I think, I mean, I, I imagine the reason that we, that this is our most listened to episode is everyone kind of sees the cover and is curious about this. They're like, is that, that was B ga- game any good? Because you just can't, it looks cool. You're like, that game could be great. Yeah. And then you play it and you're like, no, it's not great.
0: It's really not. Yeah, yes. the, the the flying mechanics don't work very well. The gunplay is unsatisfying. Really, all you've got to hang your hat on is that theme song. Yep. Uh, just above that, at number 200 is Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Hercules.
1: It's the legendary journey. <laughs> it's right up there with Buck Bumble theme song. that it's, theme song?
0: That's the one. That's I'm I remember that theme song very clearly, uh, as as sung by Woody Suskowski. <laughs> uh this was a kind was a of Kevin Sorbo simulator. It's a Kevin Sorbo simulator. You <laughs> walk around uh, uh owning the ch- owning the <laughs> libs. <laughs> Uh, just, just really, just really killing it. And proving
1: mm. that God is not dead.
0: He, he gave an interview recently, like, someone called him out for all of his sh- shitty Twitter presence, and he mm-hmm. said, well, actually my son writes all those. Nice.
1: So, awesome. yeah, he, he
0: doesn't know anything.
1: <laughs> I like the way you just copped your son being yeah. an asshole.
0: Like, oh, great, That's yeah, yeah, great. yeah, yeah, you're, you're being accused of being, like, a racist, misogynist troll. Oh, no, that was my son. He, oh, okay. He, he handles my Twitter. Nice. Yeah, uh, this was, like, a th- third-person kind of Zelda knockoff. I mean, it was
1: a fairly in-depth game. Like, yeah. It really did feel like we were going on a legendary journey. Like I will say, like for almost all of these games that we've talked about so far that aren't like Quest or uh, Aiden Chronicles, they're very small in scope. Yeah, this game did feel like there was a lot of game there. It felt like it, yeah. Um, and I
0: think this is the highest rated of our Titus games, actually. Uh, no, so, no, no, no. The no, next one, one is. You're right. There's one that's higher. <laughs> the one right above it. Uh, yeah, a few spots above. But yeah, you can take the next. Well, isn't no? Isn't the
1: next one a Titus game? Oh, it is. Ro- it is. Roadsters is next. Roadsters um, is a
0: Titus game. Yeah, this is this is
1: one you liked a lot more than I did. I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this game fell into. There's a, I don't know. There's just tiers. We could divide everything into groups of like what were your sim racers what were your arcade racers and then there was kind of this middle ground of roadsters the Cruising, and the rush games yeah um that california speed that kind of felt arcadey but also did not go far enough that way no and roadsters had a lot of fun environments um, and just sort of weird things in the background to look at but yeah. it was still a generally pretty boring game uh, destruction derby 64 i don't really remember anything about this aside from there was some kind of derby like it was a you wore hats right and you' yeah, like, went yeah. around and you had to choose between a bowler mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. like uh one of those uh Swiss hats what are those called the, the like guys t- in the mountains
0: the, that, oh yeah yeah like a toque? like a, well like that's a, the toque is that a two that was different one thing, the deer but... the deer stalker cap yeah, yeah. yeah. it was basically you're racing a bunch of hats around <laughs> No, it, this was and a fu- you destroy
1: them no let's let's be serious here this was a fighting game <laughs> where you um are called into a tournament and whoever wins the tournament gets to wield the destruction derby <laughs> which is a hat of legendary power
0: <laughs> like, I would like this game game so much yeah. more if that was the case
1: um so that's it for our bad games yeah so starting here, made it, they're only good games the,
0: everything from here on in is a solid lock no we are entering into what we call the bad filler category so yeah these, it's just these like, are
1: better these are better than your bad games like none of i i wouldn't call
0: any of these like absolute garbage they all have some kind of redeeming factor to them but uh Let's
1: start off at 197 with Xena Warrior Princess, the Talisman of Fate. A game that, if you were to base our own personal opinions, might be a lot higher on the list, (laughs) even though from an objective standpoint. I
0: think we got a kick out of uh, uh, the idea of kind of making, like, Lucy Lawless fight Bruce Campbell in a video game. Like, it's it's a four-player fighting game, which is unique for the system, and it's got some really fun... (laughs) <laughs> music in some mm-hmm. parts but
1: jocksters theme was one of the w- another great memory of the podcast yeah jocksters theme was his like a weird sort of baseball chant going in the middle of it
0: so strange it's, yeah. it's like yeah yeah then you can control fucking ted ramey and make him mm-hmm. fight people it's it's a strange game it, it doesn't really work but it's one i think we both wound up having a little bit of affection for mm-hmm. just because it's it's uh it's very
1: oddball sure um we'll give, give you a duo here um both based around round things. Um, the first one is we're a, in the round category yeah. now, people. Uh, the, the first one is a wheel, a wheel of fortune, um, much like the wheel of time, and it works a little better
0: than Jeopardy does in video game form. I think, yeah, at least on the end you just kind of have to
1: select a square and select a letter, so that definitely works better. Yeah. But I think Wheel of Fortune is a less interesting game. That's kind of where Jeopardy I was. like. As far as I would rather learn trivia, and than Pat
0: Sajak no. did not lend his license to this. Vanna White did. No. Pat Sajak does not appear. Really. Okay.
1: Um Virtual Pool sixty four is next. Um, boy, I just you you. I think you like this more than I did, but you could not convince me that playing virtual pool was worthwhile. As, <laughs> I think this is this is it's maybe like eating the, the virtual fudge. The, yeah, this is maybe th- the virtual ass. Exactly.
0: <laughs> this, this is maybe the most like does what it says on the tin game and the system like yeah this is virtual pool they could right. have
1: they could have had like uh the box art for this game should have just been someone shrugging like it virtual could have been. pool like yeah yeah is this a thing it's me or, world's best pool player yeah. shrug magoo yeah or question like a question mark at the end of the title much like the movie a talking cat <laughs> this what's called virtual
0: pool in terabang what yeah. uh yeah nothing nothing much to say about that uh, at number 194, we have SCARS, yet another useless acronym. Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, kind of kart racers slash car combat game where you are... your animal robot game? Yeah, you're your animal car hybrids. This one had one of the most bonkers backstories because <laughs> it's like aliens have taken over the planet and now they make these... St- like sort of sentient animal cars to race each other. It's, sure. it's real fucking weird. It kind of play. It was kind of fun though. Like it, it had yeah. some moments that we yeah, enjoyed. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean it had weapons, which was something we had been longing for for a while. I long for weapons. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, here, I have a hat you might be interested <laughs> in. Um, next is Scooby-Doo classic creep capers. Boy, were they, were they ever classic? Yeah. Um, oh,
0: all of them. The this, creeps.
1: Oof. Yeah. This game, uh, I think, made a smart choice of feeling like sort of those old adventure games, kind of like a point-and-click vibe of being kind of non-violent. It, um, it, was, it was almost like a PG Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a neat game, neat in premise, but like... The core mechanics were, like, pretty frustrating and just generally boring, but I think they were going around the right approach for a yeah,
0: Scooby-Doo game. The fixed-camera angles didn't really work for, like, I remember getting hit
1: by an octopus a lot. This yeah. also, uh, fun fun nostalgia for this episode was uh, Steve had unearthed the lost Scooby-Doo script. So oh, that's right. If you're ever right. curious uh, for the unaired episode of Scooby-Doo, and they will, let me tell you, they will air some garbage. They will. <laughs> if they you want to hear an episode that was too hot for TV, it was tune into s- that episode. sizzly sizzling. Yeah. Steve just licked his finger and touched his hip.
0: Sure. Did uh, number 192 is uh, the best of the South Park games, yeah. Who would have thunk South Park Chef's Love Shack? This is a Louvre Shack, LUV. This was a uh, you don't know Jack ripoff with a little bit of Mario Party thrown in. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the only South Park game that used 2D graphics, and I think that kind of bought it a lot of leeway because a lot better. Uh, and some of the mini games were actually pretty good, they were all like knockoffs of popular arcade games, but like. If you like Warlords, there's a fun Warlords mode. There's I like, like Warlords. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all just kind of like classic arcade games but just slightly worse and with more fart noises.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, more, more importantly, like, it, it clicks along at a speed that Jeopardy or Mario Party does not. Even oh, yeah. it is not as good.
0: It's to- an utterly unsubstantial game, yeah. but uh, it's it probably its- about 30 minutes of content. It had
1: its thing. moments, yeah. Uh, the next one is maybe our most controversial choice um, for where this this lands on the list. because Big this asterisk is a game, on this one. Yeah, this is a game many people like. Um, Doom 64 at number 191. Yeah, the big asterisk is we couldn't see what the hell was going on in this game. No. This game is essentially pitch black if you play it on the N64. This I, year, I
0: downloaded the new version of uh, uh, this game from Deep Dive Studios right, and, and on again, the Switch.
1: Again, to prove like this game has an audience because it got re released. It got re released, and I played it on the Switch,
0: and I really, really enjoyed it on okay. the Switch.
1: But I went back and played it on the N sixty four
0: again. And I'm like, I was 100% right in my criticisms. You cannot see it on the N sixty four. They fix all of that for the Switch. So I would say, yeah, big asterisk on this one. It's a it's a bad game on the N sixty four. It's pretty fun on the Switch. Okay, yeah, yeah. very
1: weird since sixty four is right in the title. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I'll grab the next two here because sure. we have Top Drive or Top Gear Overdrive, top which drive is over gear. the uh, the game with the car with teeth. That's really all I remember. Okay, kind sure. of more of a cruising USA take on the Top Gear formula. Right above that was Duke Nukem 64. Yes, Duke Nukem actually wound up uh, ranking higher than Doom on the N64, which is not something you'll see happen <laughs> other places. But hey, we could
1: see Duke Nukem.
0: We could see Duke Nukem. And I fucking hate Duke Nukem. Sure. I, I, I think he's an asshole, and I don't enjoy <laughs> experiencing life through his eyes. You don't like uh, all those
1: digitized strippers? You know? It's you that's know? not what does it for you?
0: Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 terrible, terrible game. Uh, really not worth playing, but like, it was slightly more competent than the Doom 64 port.
1: Uh, the next one is one a game I have real fondness for, even though I will be the first to admit it's not very good. Yeah. Um, that's Earthworm Jim 3D. Man, this um, one was frustrating. Yeah, it's a real disappointment. I mean, the core platforming mechanics, kind of okay. They're better than your Tonic Troubles. Yeah. Better than your Star Shots.
0: Voice acting by Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, less a, love he's that.
1: less annoying than your Gex. Yeah. Um. And fun variety of levels, but they have these horrible, horrible bosses that just are some perhaps the most unfun thing on the system. It's where it's, you're swinging around on a pig and you have to collect all these gold udders. No, you have to, you have to collect hundred
0: marbles, right?
1: But whenever you get hit, you lose a bunch of marbles.
0: Yeah. You're riding on this pig through this big slippery mud slope and your enemy is in a tank and you have to be the first to get a hundred marbles. And it's just fucking miserable. And that's what every boss battle in the yeah, game looks like. That's the worst like.
1: part of it. If it was one horrible, horrible boss battle, it'd be one thing. But it's just every boss battle defaults to that. Yeah. And it's it's perhaps, perhaps until we get to the next one. Yeah. The most egregious example of one gameplay decision ruining an entire game. Yeah. And that next
0: one being number 187, the uh, police code for murder, Glover. Glover is a game that I know a lot of people like as well. And I came into that game really wanting to like it uh i like the idea of it there's there's kind of a good idea at the core of it and i think the game works well for what it's trying to do mm-hmm. it's just that i don't like what it's
1: trying to do They're uniform in their design philosophy like yeah. which which i like it's like you are a hand and as a hand what do hands do they grope balls they do that's um, literally all they do it's literally all they do and, and so- honestly
0: it's making me uncomfortable please stop <laughs>
1: Man, <laughs> Fine. fine. Um, so, yeah, this game, you have to guide a ball to the end of the level, meaning the whole thing is like one giant escort mission, yeah. which is no funsies. No. Um, next, we got a pair of racers. Um, Lego Racers, a game that I had high hopes for because I got real uh, nostalgia for these old Legos from around this time, uh, but they didn't quite lean into the Lego enough. You can design your car, but they all kind of drive the same. Um, next is Cruisin' Exotica. Mm-hmm. Which was a very wacky game uh, with lots of very bizarre levels in the cruising world, but not particularly polished or fun. Definitely the sloppiest of the cruising games, Uh, the
0: glitchiest, the one that was kind of giving us the most trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's also the one that goes the wackiest. So I have a little bit of affection for it in that sense. Uh, The next two at number 184 and 183, respectively, are Rampage World Tour and Rampage 2 Universal Tour, a.k.a. Dan Reese's favorite games because they have large gorillas. Yeah, that's how he measures
1: quality of game. The size uh, of gorilla.
0: These just kind of updated the uh, classic Rampage arcade formula. Uh, I remember going to see the Rampage movie with oh, yeah. uh, the Rock when we watched this episode. Yeah, the Rock
1: went with us. No, yeah, he that, did. Was, that was Dan who went with it us. Was You're fun. getting people always I get do Dan Reese him. and the Rock confused very frequently. Yeah. Like
0: I often smell what Dan is cooking too. <laughs> like I ask him sometimes, "What are you cooking?" Oh, I don't need to. I can smell it. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So that, they were they were okay. I think it's one of those things where it's like a, it, it's one of those arcade games that isn't as good as people. People, like well it's, a, it's it. a
1: fun game when you go to the arcade and you play it for 10 minutes until your quarters run out right and, and it, it you like i got enough of that a but full price once game. you try to play it for any more than that it gets pretty boring yeah um next is extreme g2 uh very big drop-off from the original extreme g um is what i remember yeah, yeah. Felt very, very choppy, just not nearly as polished as the original.
0: Really bad multiplayer. That was what I Uh, mostly remember about that
1: one. Um, Also, that was our shortest episode That's the other thing we remember about it is I don't... It feels like we covered everything that needed to be covered about Extreme G, and then we the did. episode was like 15 minutes. It and, was. It, but it made me wonder, like, what do we talk about on all these other episodes that they're not all 15 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. Right. That's the thing.
0: Like, we consistently, like, clock in episodes <laughs> what are we? We're at like...
1: about 15 minutes on this episode, Oh, yeah, right? we're roughly 15
0: minutes. Okay, yeah. perfect. We consistently clock in at, like, 53 minutes on pretty much every game.
1: I mean, I think that's on you doing a good job and keeping us moving and staying focused. God, I don't even... Yeah, I don't know. you, you got, like, a very boring sixth sense yeah <laughs>
0: um let's go yeah uh, the next we one got, is, we got a bit of a controversy a bit here. of a controversy on this one is ready to rumble boxing round two
1: you talk about me tanking the rankings this
0: one was uh, a huge difference maybe not as t- huge as a difference as the first game because i think we both agreed that this was the inferior of the two ready to rumble games regardless of whether what we thought of them
1: wait we didn't like this one more
0: no, I liked the original more.
1: Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take your word for it. I block these out.
0: Yeah, these they, this one was pretty pretty dull. Uh, yeah, go ahead and oh do sure, uh, we're
1: cru we're cruising USA here. Um, yeah, we liked it more than uh, Cruising Exotica. It's a little more polished. I had fond memories of this game from playing in the arcades, but there's just not a lot of game here. No, That's- not not one that holds up as well
0: as you might remember. It was one of those early games on the system that sold really well because there's nothing else. Sure, uh, and it's 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 whatever. It's fine. Ah, uh, number one seventy nine is Bass Hunter sixty four. Uh, I remember I'm this. Sure, being... it's not
1: Bass Hunter sixty four, where you go to oh. vari- you go to various guitar worlds and try to find sweet deals. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like... about.
0: Uh, it's a simulator where you're taking flyers and putting them up on telephone poles, like looking <laughs> for a bass player. <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, yeah. No, it,
0: it's uh, this is. I remember this being the lesser of the two fishing games. I don't remember exactly why, but I remember Bass Masters is sure. better.
1: Uh, next is Stunt Racer, uh, right up there with Super Bowling in a game that is inexplicably valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, very valuable. Well, this was, a, this was a Blockbuster
1: exclusive. Okay, got it. Uh, and this game had the weird sort of, I don't know, weird theme that we see have seen a lot in the N64. Two sort of weird themes of car stunt racing games, which we've agreed is sort of a bad idea, but there's yeah. like five games that do it, and weird sort of retro future European design, yeah. be it like... Like all these characters that are from this game, Milo's Astrolanes and Starshot, you could all kind of intermix however you want. Yeah, and yeah, they would pretty all much. Kind of feel in place.
0: They've all got these weird kind of styles, that, and and Stunt Racer didn't really need to have these styles in there. Uh, ultimately, the stunt racing aspect of it just wasn't very fun. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was fine. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just it just wasn't very fun. Uh, number one seventy seven is NBA Live ninety nine, one of the basketball games. I don't remember super yep. clearly. That Fair was EA's enough. game. I'll tie that in with Army Men: Sarge's Heroes Two. This game I remember a little bit better. This was a more polished, more enjoyable version of Army Men: Sarge's
1: Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did, a, they did a better job in this game of kind of leaning into the army menitude of it. Yeah. Like I remember there was like a level on a desk and a level in a fridge.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So that
1: was sort of welcome, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it, it's it's just kind of a third person shooter where you just walk through and, and blast people.
1: Uh, the next one we have here is kind of a special one. I didn't yeah. know that it had made it onto our official list. Um, because it's is, an asterisk as well. Yeah. This is the only game that's on this list that is not, and if it doesn't have that official Nintendo seal of quality, that's true. We all know and trust. This is the game 41 Winks, which was essentially an abandoned prototype that it, it got released for PS One, and then finally got released for N sixty four by Pico Interactive like two or three years ago.
0: Yeah, it was um, a big uh, Kickstarter push to get this game released on the N sixty four, and it did have some hype for a while just because it was a new Nintendo sixty four game many in two thousand eighteen. Like, do yeah. you
1: think actually played through this game when from when they got it from their Kickstarter? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I bet. I bet like two two percent of people who got this game actually played through it. Um, for a lot any of it's just of kind of
0: cool. It's just cool to have a new game on yeah. the system. Yeah, totally. You know? like, um,
1: the game, the game itself, not awful. Um, kind of, it's kind of like a Banjo Kazooie knockoff where you play as two kids. Yeah. Um, it had a fun aspect of like split screen multiplayer, which was neat in theory. Yeah. But didn't really work. And I don't know. It it is kind of a neat thing that exists, but you got plenty of other options.
0: Uh, I'm going to do back-to-back motorcycle games. Oh, a triple here. Okay. Uh, We got two back-to-back motorcycle games. At number 174 is Top Gear Hyperbike. Number 173 is Road Rash 64.
1: Top Gear Hyperbike, we did not play that long ago, and I have so forgotten that game.
0: Yeah. No, it's just not very remarkable. Uh, I remember it just kind of controlling well, had a good sense of speed, but nothing remarkable about it. Road Rash 64 is a little bit more notable. It's a it's yeah. a it's it's basically a motorcycle fighting game more than a racer. You're supposed to knock people off of their bikes with chains and clubs. This is a fun concept on other systems. I don't think it worked very well in the N64.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It had fun goofiness. I remember the levels being sort of outrageously short. I think someone wrote in and wrote that you had to like beat some levels to make them longer. Yeah. It, it, it it it's one of those games that I think we had fun playing, but doesn't have a lot of legs. No, because they get, you know they get all burned up on that asphalt. They do, you, yeah. You yeah gotta they just get, get them amputated. Get, you
0: get chopped right off. all uh, well,
1: right right. The last one in oh, this yeah, trilogy
0: yeah. is uh, Mickey Speedway USA, the lost rare game. People forget that this is a rare game,
1: and for good reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: it's a mediocre cart racer with Mickey and the crew. Uh, I remember this having one of the most useless uses of the transfer pack. You could plug in your Mickey Speedway USA Game Boy Color game to unlock Dewey. Yeah. One and, of the triplets. And the
1: main reason, I mean, there's many reasons I did not like this game, but I feel like the main reason when I say, oh, it's a, when you say it's a Mickey cart racing game, I think, oh, fun, you get to race through all these iconic Disney landscapes. Yeah. Uh, maybe race around the steamboat or whatever. Yeah. Or, really, or like the farm Goofy's house. I don't know. But you just get these sort of very half-hearted sort of imaginings of, uh big cities in the U S none of which have any of the personalities of the cities themselves.
0: No, the Seattle level. I mean, we live near Seattle. We didn't recognize that that no, level It's just, Seattle it's just at all. a giant
1: parking garage. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a trio here. Yeah, uh, do it. Bassmasters 2000, the C- um, you know, another fishing game. I guess we liked it more than Bass Hunter. Uh, absolutely sure oh my god bass hunter
0: 64 can suck all the butts <laughs> in the world bass master 2004 ever as my chest tattoo reads.
1: sure um and then rally challenge 2000 boy rally yeah rally challenge rally challenge We there's 2000 of them yeah, yeah. exactly this um, is
0: this is where we learned a little bit about rally racing and that there's just basically a passenger who yells directions at you okay so like that's one Let's, of these games had, like, whatever. a fun
1: announcer, but I don't remember which one. It might um, have been this one. The next one I remember not a ton about the game, but I remember I was in a very, very bad mood when I came over to play it. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we were having uh It was sort of the only time we could fit in in the schedule, and neither of us were very excited <sighs> oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah. We really didn't want to play <laughs> um, this one. We played Command & Conquer, number 169, Um, you know, beloved real-time strategy series. It's... It's a real slog on the N64, but yeah. it still kind of works. But. It kind of
0: worked. It was fine. I think we we both had uh, had to quali- quantify this as being like us being very grouchy playing this game, but it also just wasn't very good. Uh, number 168 is Castlevania, uh, the eponymous entitled Castlevania. Castlevania. Uh, again, a, a game with potential, and we'll see a little later that uh, the potential was eventually realized a little bit better. But this one has a very, very long and tedious opening level. Like, it's a good almost 45 minutes before you get to the castle at all. Yeah. And in the meantime, it's just walking around flipping switches and hitting skeletons. Pretty boring, kind of a missed opportunity, but it had some cool moments.
1: Yeah, a whip A whip <laughs> is a terrible weapon in a 3D game. It really like, is. A whip works great in a 2D game because it, like... Only has one direction that it can go, but to like yeah. aim something that small in a 3D space is terrible. Yeah. Um, because you can't really slash a whip. No, you really can't. Uh next is the new Tetras, and thank goodness, because that Tetras formula was going stale. Man,
0: thank so, God they revitalized. Thank it. God
1: it was time for a new Tetras. Um I think this What is... was new about this? I don't remember. Is this the
0: different shapes or is that
1: uh the No, this had Tetris. the same shapes. I think this is the one that you could they had like a. Famous areas like landmarks throughout the world was sure. kind of the background, okay. and I think I, I remember a listener wrote in and talked about how this had some other mechanic where oh, you yeah. could, and we were like, "We'll go back to it." Spoiler alert: We, we never, never went back to we it. Never, yeah. um, <laughs> Even
0: though I'm a, I, 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 our household is a big Tetris household. Like sure. Nicole's very into Tetris. Um, yeah, it just didn't really. Yeah, register. when you when you
1: guys have a kid and they're like, "I want to play Tetris," and you're like, "No, no, this is a Tetris household." You sleep outside. <laughs> Um. Next,
0: I'll, I'll do a I'll do a trio sure. here because there's three kind of weird ones. Uh, number one sixty six, bottom of the ninth, a Konami baseball game. I don't remember very many specifics about it. Number one sixty five is Arrow Gauge. Oh,
1: Arrow Gauge. This was
0: an aerial.
1: it's it like a, a futuristic hover car racing game, and it was kind of neat because it was you could dr- you could drive in the sky. Like you couldn't. It wasn't like Wipeout, where it's kind of just a fake. I mean, yeah, it wasn't just a hover car where you're just on the ground.
0: Yeah, you're not like two feet off the ground. You can go in the air. You can actually fly. Which was
1: kind of neat, but the whole thing felt very slow.
0: And all the cars were very boxy looking, and yeah. Kind of had a neat vibe. 164 is NBA Live 2000, and I have the same complaint with 99 in that I don't really remember much about these. Is that a
1: complaint or just a fact? It's
0: just a fact. It's an EA sports game. You know kind of what you're getting into. It'll be fine.
1: Uh, the next one is has a really a very special place oh, yeah. in the uh, Ultra sixty four canon, and really in all of video game canon, and that is the game Space Invaders. Space Invaders, uh, our very first episode, our very first episode. And you know, we made we made some mistakes in this podcast. We made some good choices. I think starting with Space Invaders, great choice. It was. <laughs>
0: we had other things to talk about. We didn't have enough to fill a whole episode on Space Invaders because what are you going to say about it? It's fine. It it works. This is the game that, whatever
1: that Asteroids Asteroids Hyper should have been, in the sense that it does feel true to Space Invaders. They do add enough elements here to make it feel like something, even if it doesn't justify being a full priced N64 game. No. And, you know, Space Invaders is still fun. Still fun. I feel like this game emerged in a pretty good spot like it it's, I guess al- it, it's pretty near it's, the middle yeah, of the list
0: which is which where is it impressive
1: belongs considering it was the first game we played
0: right yeah yeah i think that was kind of the right call number 162 is big mountain mm. 2000 mm. uh a game i remember having very ugly typefaces for some <laughs> reason
1: this i think was, it had skis i think this it was the skis. only game you could
0: ski in that was the only noteworthy thing about it this was kind of one of those uh it got a good bad bump you know because it was like it was pretty sloppy playing it, but like we kept having fun with all the weird glitches and like how badly the skis controlled, and it it was more enjoyable than they intended. I think sure. it was enjoyable in ways they didn't intend.
1: Um, the next game is a game that is is pretty unique um, on the ca- on the system, and that's Shadowgate sixty four Trials of the Four Towers. This is yeah. a first person adventure game um, that sort of you know takes up the mantle of the classic Shadowgate adventure, where you just walk around in this sort of dark another another very brown game walking around this castle um, solving puzzles. Yeah. And, you know, this is not really my kind of game. I found it very sort of bleak and depressing, but it does do what it wants to do well. I I wanted
0: to like this a lot more than I did. Uh, It's one of those games. It's just the amount of investment you need to put into it to really, like, get through the game is just not really worth the effort. Right. and it's just very gray. Uh, then, I like Shadowgate as a series, but yeah.
1: I'll go ahead and give the next one, and then you can give the break. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, Madden NFL '99. Um, yeah. I was impressed by these Madden games. Um, I think that they definitely have a higher level of quality than certainly the other football game on the sure. series on the. Uh, system, and, you know, Madden, this, they got better, but this, this one was, was okay.
0: This was the lowest of, of the
1: Madden games, and okay, that's okay.
0: that's kind of the, the cusp of our bad filler games. It's yeah, like the so top all, end of our bad filler games. All
1: those games, you know, th- you, you would really have to be stretching to find a reason to pick those up.
0: It's true. Except and,
1: for uh, Xena. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That
0: one just off for Jockster's theme. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the next one, I think I'm going to pause for a second right. because we've had a lot of beer and I need to pee. So sure, we'll be right. back. I can't fault you on that one. We'll be back with our next round in one moment. Oh. <laughs> okay, and we are back. We have Please, both uh, taken please a... turn
1: your podcast to side B. <laughs> <laughs> we have taken
0: a PP64 <laughs> uh, and we're refreshed and ready to get oh, into I'm, I'm... our next category of games, which is... The filler category, and this is our largest category. I think most games kind of fall in this middle.
1: And this, this is this, this is, is true for zone. all systems. Is like games that are not necessarily awful, and if you owned them, you would play them. Yeah, and maybe have fond memories of them. But yeah. they're certainly not ones you should seek out.
0: No, not necessarily. And I, I think we're going to start with uh, number one fifty nine, Disney's Tarzan, the game that we've kind of used uh, as the cutoff point for yeah. like the lowest rated game that we would still potentially play again yep uh it's it's a mediocre 2d
1: it's platformer game 5D, so like yeah it, the, the trade-off with 2.5d is you get these cool sort of effects of going in and out of the foreground but it makes the gameplay frustrating because it's yeah. hard to tell what you can and can't interact with
0: it's basically like if, if you liked those old like disney games on the nes and the super mm-hmm. nes uh you'll like this slightly less but it was, <laughs> yeah, it's in that it's in, way to put it. it's in that tradition <laughs>
1: hey. I would say it's in the tradition of games that you can throw fruit. Sure. like Those are usually of a pretty consistent quality. That's actually
0: very specific and very
1: accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's been very few all-time great games where you can throw fruit. Yeah, I can't think of many. Um, Next is California Speed, yet another game in that sort of uh, middle ground of racing games. Um. If, yeah, just very much feels like a and knockoff. And yeah. then uh, ahead of that is Micro Machine 64 Turbo, a game where you sort of drive around the little cars. It's sort of very space-aged, but it doesn't lean into the Micro Machine's nature all that much and is not a super memorable game, but it's still it, fast.
0: It had one of those like annoying things where like we kept uh we kept like blowing up if we would fall too far behind the other person. You, like what, in a
1: real No, weird... I don't think Wasn't it was that, that it? game. Now I no, oh, now I'm confused. Oh, you're right, you're right. I'm thinking of a different game. I'm thinking of one of the Hot Wheels games. Oh, yeah. So you're right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Micro Machines. Yeah. That was a uh that was a top down racer. It was a top down racer. That's like right. On tabletop. That was one of our biggest disappointments. I do remember this because we It was like, oh, you're driving around on tables, it's top-down, this should be really neat, but it has this weird mechanic where if your opponent gets too far ahead, you just kind of blow up. Yeah. And it ruined the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a game we were both like. Add that to another list of frustrating design decisions that ruin a game. Yeah, for sure, a 1,000%. Number
0: 156 is Mission Impossible, uh, a game that had a lot of very cool ideas, but I think it got stuck in development hell for a long time, lost a lot of its team members... And the end product came out to be a little underwhelming, but I do like the idea of like a third-person stealth action adventure game on the N64, a mm-hmm. game where you don't have to kill anybody if you don't want to. I mean, I uh, think you
1: do at some point. Probably at some yeah. point. But for the most part, you uh, could. My avoid guess is conflict. in the like, on-rail helicopter shooter section, you probably have to kill. <laughs> make somebody. friends, make friends, make <laughs> <Yeah>. friends. <laughs> uh, next is Wipeout 64, um, a game that you know, it delivered on the promise of space age racing and was decently fast, but Mm -hmm. does not hold a candle to F-Zero. No, accurate, accurate. Um, Actually, and going on that theme um, is Star Wars Episode One Racer, another game that a lot of people have real fondness for and nostalgia for. Um, but it it is pretty, pretty chunky on the N64. It feels yeah. very glitchy and the multiplayer is borderline unplayable because it's so hard to see. One of the bigger disappointments uh, revisiting the the N64 that I've
0: had because this was a game that meant a lot to me growing up. I played it a lot. Uh, but yeah, it really does not hold up very well. It's kind of hard to look at uh, in modern day. Next, we got a couple other racing games here. Number of course one, we do. Number 153 is Cruisin' World,
1: the best of the Cruisin' games that we found. Uh, it, it, you sorta, know the formula. Yeah, it was more polished than Cruisin' Exotica, um, but had a little more wackiness than Cruisin' World. Exactly. Or Cruisin' USA, sorry.
0: And 152 is Monaco Grand Prix, one of our F1 racing games that kind of took us by surprise. I remember liking this more than we expected we would. A very polished Ubisoft game uh, that had a pretty decent track editor, um, wow, good still, memory. I'm impressed. It still didn't blow me away because it's just like whatever. It's a racing game. It, it, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's quality for what it is.
1: Uh, next is a trio of all-star baseball. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no this is it's an oh, all-star I'm, I'm baseball tricked. sandwich. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so your bread of your all-star baseball sandwiches, you got an all-star baseball. 2099 and your your meat in there is a is a tennis ball all-star yes. tennis 99 this is one of the aspects where you merging our two lists had unintended results yes yeah um, we we
0: apparently felt pretty much the same way about any game with all-star in the yeah, title so um, thank so god smash I, brothers smash mouth didn't release their game sure
1: i remember um all-star baseball uh were the games where we uh did commentary well dan and josiah played them right? oh that's right yeah uh, yeah that's right that we, was a we... memorable bit we had a lot of fun with and was probably made the episode unlistenable probably but that's okay <laughs> that's okay it was something weird it's definitely our weirdest episode so if you're curious to us to act like annoying assholes for more than usual <laughs> check out that episode and all-star tennis you know you usually can't screw up a tennis game that much and yeah
0: they didn't it was fine it was fine it was fine um Number 148 is Ready to Rumble Boxing, and this is where we get into some numbers here because uh, Scott crunched the numbers, and I crunched some similar ones, and we came to the same discovery that this is the game that had the biggest gulf between my ranking and Woody's ranking, Mm -hmm. 177 points difference between our rankings on Ready to Rumble I thought it was a fun, kind of lightweight arcade boxing game with some fun little mini game training. I thought
1: that it was worse than Hitler.
0: See, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we found a nice uh, Nice middle ground on that.
1: See, we can't
0: reach across the aisle, people. You know, we can do it. (laughs) Uh, but you know, honestly, the uh, my opinion is the correct one. Sure. Uh, so check out Ready to Rumble Boxing. It's the greatest game that has
1: ever been made. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, it it just uh yeah. <gasps> Great. Yeah. Speaking of greatest games that have ever been made, uh, Top Gear Rally Two is apparently uh the 147th of them. The best uh, of the the best of the Top Gear games. Sure. Um, Again, I remember very little, even though we didn't play that game that long ago. No. Uh, next is Fighters Destiny. I believe was our second episode our of second the show. Second episode, and, uh,
0: and an episode that this is where we discovered that for whatever reason we couldn't record in your apartment.
1: Well, sure, but I have moved at this point. You moved but at by this by point, that, point now, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Your apartment at the time, like for whatever reason, we
1: got this horrible static feedback. Uh, that was that, that was my uh, my roommate at the time. He, he was mi- missing no from, uh, <laughs> from Pokemon. He just caused a bunch of glitches.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's mostly what I remember. And then we did the NBA Hangtime episode right after that that we lost,
1: yeah. like, because it was just too unlistenable. Though, Fighter's Destiny, pretty good game. Yeah, um yeah. Th- This is going to be your closest you're going to get to Tekken yeah. on uh, the N64, and it had a cool thing. I mean, you know, maybe cool, maybe annoying, but uh, it had a point scoring system where basically you just had to, like, land an effective hit to get a point yeah and then it was first to some number of points won the match yeah uh which which made it stand out it um, did, and yeah this game was cool
0: uh we got a duo of kind of i don't know uh, weird why weird this next here. game is
1: ahead of it but
0: um, uh but, <laughs> <laughs> razor freestyle scooter at number 145 uh and then number 144 is all-star baseball 2001 we covered all-star baseball already Razor Freestyle Scooter. This was a uh, Blockbuster exclusive, kind of a Tony Hawk clone using Razor Scooters, yeah. which were like the fad thing at the time. I remember this is like, it's not a bad game on the fundamental level. It's just like
1: yeah, I mean, so it's, short. It's aping Tony Hawk, it's so, aping so it's not going to yeah. gonna be terrible. Um, Yeah, it's just tremendously devoid of both personality and content. Yeah. But it's still kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Next is Pokemon Stadium at number 143. I'm going to apologize here, listener. I don't know if I was mad that episode or just thought myself into a corner. I like Pokemon Stadium. I don't know why it ended so low. I know I was kind of the one who tanked tanked the score. I played it a lot. Pokemon's great. When you only have the battle system, I think I was bitter. I think I had just talked about it so much I got bitter that there was no adventure mode in this game. Yeah, But, you know, it was cool to see your Pokemon in 3D. This game looks great. The announcer has a lot of energy and... Even though it's only the battle mode, it's a, it's a well produced game. It's got a lot of fun content. You know, uh, I, I, it should have been higher.
0: I, I stand by it here. I think it's on the, it's on the positive side of medium, sure. which is kind of where. I would consider it. Like, right. it's right, it's got some fun stuff, but
1: we got uh, another weird sort of number sandwich here.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, do you want me to do all three? Yeah, go okay. For it. So it'd be we're weird to divide. Doing it another sandwich with two Clay Fighter games with a Battle Zone in between. So one forty-two is Clay Fighter sixty-three and a third Sculptor's Cut one forty Clay Fighter sixty-three and a third, and in the middle Battle Zone Rise of the Black Dogs. So let's talk about these Clay Fighter <laughs> games. Clay Fighter sixty three and a third sculptor's cut the single rarest game on the system most the rarest, expensive most expensive I, I, most valuable it certainly
1: would not surprise me if it is less rare than the other ones it's Just possible some people care about Clay Fighter because it's actually a game as opposed to Super Bowling sure which yeah, is nothing ex-
0: exactly uh, <laughs> you know like Clay Fighter it's got a novel premise of like clay animated figures like fighting each other. Uh, it just didn't really work very well it's very grim and gray for yeah. some reason for like a game that should be all bright and colorful it
1: has a couple tremendously racist characters it does yeah <laughs> which
0: which does not reflect well on it but some of the fighting mechanics uh, are solid and i like some of the special attacks mm-hmm. Battlezone Rise of the Black Dogs falls in between these two. This game we found a little baffling. We right. had a hard time wrapping our heads around
1: it. This game probably should be lower on the list, but it, it got a bon- benefit from confusing us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's how <laughs> it It was kind of,
1: of like smoke and mirrors. <laughs> it, it got
0: away with a lot by just like being confusing because it's kind of like a first-person RTS game game but yeah. with also like a like you have to with bo- a sim component you have to
1: run around like you're in sort of some mech slash tank, but you're yeah. also deploying units at the same time and commanding them. It's
0: one of the more complicated games on the system. Uh and I think it just it just baffled us so much that it snuck into the the medium <laughs> section here.
1: Yeah. Uh next is 139 is Revolt, um a game that you know, we played a lot of these sort of micro, shrunken down racers, be they micro machines or penny racers, and most of them were kind of bad. Yeah. Um, this game, I think, was the best version of that. Yeah. Um, it controls well. Um, you get fun environments that seem to lean into sort of the remote control nature of this, and we sort of learned about the exciting history and continual player base of Revolt. Who
0: knew? Yeah. Like, who knew? Of all the games in the world to have like a, a player base that's still active today, is is Revolt. Uh, number one thirty-eight. Excite Bike sixty-four. Uh, this is the sequel, of course, to Excite Bike on the NES. A big update to it. It it works fine. I think I just there was nothing about this game that like particularly wowed either of us. I don't think. Like it's got some interesting modes, like a uh, motorcycle soccer and like some other things like that. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it was just kind of fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's all I got to the... say about
1: that? Next is Gex Three: Deep Cover Gecko. Where's Gex Two? Oh, ge- that- Gex
0: sixty four is like way the fuck. Oh, down there. yeah, ge- that's
1: right. I I, I thought it, Gex sixty four. You're right. Yeah, I forgot Gex that 64. Gex sixty four is not Gex one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. This yeah, this game was substantially better. Gex three deep cover gecko substantially better than Gex sixty four. Much less annoying. They got but, some FMV video. In yeah, there. they got some that. FMV, which we were impressed by. Um, if you want to have the weird. Not not even subtext, but just text of your gecko is <laughs> fucking a human lady. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's in that's, there. That's in the game. Um, and you know, it, it's definite improvement. This is this is about as low as I would recommend going on your 3D platformers on the system. Yeah, um, I think you can have fun with this one. Uh, but you you got to be kind of
0: your your quip tolerance needs to be pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got another duo here. Uh, first, Magical Tetris Challenge starring Mickey Mouse. This is a Disney-skinned uh, Capcom Tetris game that had some kind of wacky shapes for the different Tetris pieces. That's the biggest thing I remember they about it. They
1: had different it. shapes? They had different shapes. I just shapes. remember it has beautiful 2D graphics it that reminded very... me of Magical Quest for Super Nintendo. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's got that going on for it. And then right above that is Madden NFL 2000. It's Madden. You know what to expect. Sure, sure. slightly better than 99.
1: Um, Bomberman 64, the second attack. This game was kind of... Okay, so we play two Bomberman games. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of weird in the sense it was kind of more in an adventure-based, from-the-side sort of view. No, no, you're thinking of
0: uh, Bomberman Hero. So Bomberman Bomberman
1: 64... Oh, there were three Bomberman There were three,
0: yeah. Bomberman Hero was kind of the platformer, and then this one was more... It was kind of a hybrid. Like, it was a top-down thing Mm -hmm. where you were doing Bomberman gameplay. I remember being in a pirate ship, and you had, like uh NPCs that followed you around Is this where
1: you had like the weird flame that was like your buddy? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. Okay, so I am thinking of the right game, but it was still a, it was still like a top down thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well apparently I don't remember that much about it. It doesn't
0: stand out much. It's it's Bomberman. It's sure. fine. Uh number 133, uh, another blockbuster exclusive. This is Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine from LucasArts. Weirdly, Indiana Jones has had a hard time breaking into video games. You shouldn't. It seems like just
1: a slam dunk.
0: Natural fit. Make an Uncharted game with Indiana Jones. You're yeah. done. Uh, <laughs> but no, they they didn't quite do that. This one had some moments to it, but uh, it's pretty clunky, hard to control. Big, ugly polygons. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. It, the thing I always think about with this game And then I come back to is this feels like a bad version of a modern game. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these other games feel like they were from a different time. This does feel like it could have essentially been released today. It'd just be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. Next, we got, uh, I'm going to do a trio here, Yeah. Uh, San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing, another one we played recently, falls into that California Speed Zone, um, and even is actually in the California Zone. Yeah. Um, not a tremendously interesting racer, but not awful. No. Uh, next is Hot Wheels Turbo Racing, another game involving car stunts. Yeah. Um, Flipping them cars. Yeah. F- which is what you want from a Hot Wheels game. Blitzing them whoops. N- not, um, I got nothing to say here. Yeah. Uh, it kind of has a weird sci-fi vibe. Yeah. Um, and next was a game I had a very good time playing with for inexplicable reasons. Yeah. Uh, which is Hexen Beyond Heretic. I just really this game is kind of a, I mean this is a Doom sequel set in a fantasy world. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the animation of playing as the warrior and being able to just punch the shit out of things. That was pretty cool. <laughs> like, it's it's a really satisfying sort of punch.
0: I, animation i played a decent amount of Hexen. weirdly like i kept kind of coming back to it and trying to get a little further it has it. a
1: cool like weird design it's got and, a cool hook that, to it sort yeah. of that sort of 2d paste of like the your character's arms and weapon over the background looks really good in this game yeah because uh-huh. of like the stained glass vibe and you just get some badass weapons in this.
0: you do yeah it's pretty fun Uh, I'll do a duo here. We have Madden Football 64. This is the only game that's exclusively designed for the uh, 64 in the Madden series. It's whatever... Number one twenty eight. This is another one where we
1: had this a really a Steve, huge goal. This is a goal. Steve special right this here. This is another
0: one I really like. And I'm not going to fault you. I'm
1: not going to argue with th- yeah. this one the way I'm going to argue Ready to Rumble. Okay, because I I liked this game as well. I just, you
0: did. You just yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. You you. I think you probably maybe had a little more realistic uh, sure. view of this game. But this is Tom and Jerry and Fists of Furry coming in at number one twenty eight. A strangely beautiful power stone ripoff starring Tom and Jerry characters that I just weirdly had a very good time with. Mm-hmm. It's just it's very tight. I mean, you have very few characters. There's not a whole lot of replay value here, no. but what you have here is very solid.
1: This would have been a top-tier rental. Top-tier
0: rental, yeah. absolutely.
1: It's very much like the Powerpuff Girls but game, but very good.
0: And speaking of top-tier rental, number 127. seven.
1: One twenty. 120, oh, yeah, International Track and Field 2000, yeah. much like uh, the Nagano game. These games are just... A very good time for an hour or less, and this one plays better than the Nagano. A lot of button mashing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when, once you can have some different households together, why not celebrate your achievement of overcoming massive human adversity by playing some international track and field? Why not?
0: Why not? You know, uh, this is a button masher, like in the the great tradition of track and field games. Uh, I also remember this episode because we we tested each other in real life to see how fast we oh. run.
1: It Turns yeah, yeah. out you're the fastest. It turns runner. out I'm the fastest runner, but also probably have the least stamina. Yes, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. You're, you're, you're good in a sprint, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm Steve, you're stuck here doing one because I want to do the next one. Okay,
0: fair, fair. The next one is World Driver Championship, a surprisingly beautiful, very well polished yeah. uh, racing game. Actually, I
1: do kind of remember this one, like, yeah, really legitimately liking this game. Yeah, yeah,
0: it looks quite good. Uh, and, and it it plays very well. Uh, it, it's got the worst title you can think of. Yeah. But this is sort of. It might as if, well be called WDC. If you want like a Gran Turismo style racer, this is one of the best you can do on the N64.
1: And so yeah. now, Steve, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. most great podcasts set yeah. out with like a question. Oh yeah and, yeah. and over the course of their podcast, they set out to answer that question. If there was one question that I think defined this podcast, it is where does Mace the Dark Age rank among the N64 catalog? Oh my and god. And the answer is number 125. Mace the Dark Age. Mace the Dark age. Mace the dark, Mace age. Mace the dark Age. Yeah. Um listeners, you will be happy to know that Steve and I brought in the new year, mm-hmm. 2021. Playing a game of Mace the Dark Age we
0: intentionally. We looked at the clock. We're like, we are five minutes away we just need from to play
1: 2021. Two
0: more fights. Yeah, we'll just keep playing Mace the Dark Age. We rang in the new year playing this game. Hopefully,
1: putting the Dark Age behind us.
0: Pretty. Um, I, I having played it just recently on New Year's. I feel good about this ranking. Me too. Uh, it's it's still not a great
1: fighting no. game, but it looks really good. The characters are fun and varied um they all sort of have different fighting styles and different weapons but not in a like uh stereotype driven way yeah um and even the character select screen where they're all kind of this black and white parchment looks great it does um so yeah it is a very attractive looking game but the fight mechanics are not real mediocre um but i just you know i have fun thinking about mace the dark i like saying the word (laughs) mace the dark yeah absolutely
0: uh, coming up next at number 124. Ooh, this game was neat. This was from a trio, an episode where we played a trio of games that were all like kind of better than we thought they would yeah. be. But they were all the three ugliest games that we'd seen on the system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this was no exception. And that's Load Runner 3D, uh, a really fun action puzzle game. Uh, Load Runner is kind of a forgotten franchise at this point. But this one was—it uh, was a really good little puzzle game that just suffered from having really ugly visuals.
1: Yeah, um, this is one where if you know your tastes and you like games that frustrate you and tease your brain, yeah, where like really require a lot of advanced planning. This yeah. is one to seek out. Definitely. Um, uh, that's yeah. Grab- Runner Three D. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab get next two, two here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rush 2 Extreme Racing USA. We still have not reached the joys of uh, Rush 2049. No. Um, so it's all kind of just a build up to that. Uh, but number 122, another game we had a very big gulf in, this we time did. the other way. Yeah. I liked this game much more than you did. This is the game Mischief Makers, one that uh, had a lot of sort of hype from the hipsters. Yeah. Hipster hype of uh, N64. This is one a lot of people like. It's by Treasure, well mm. known for making great games. Um, and. This game, you gra- the gimmick here is you grab stuff and you shake it, which yeah. is just not that exciting of a gimmick. Not
0: terribly. Like, uh, you know, I-, I was probably a little too hard on sure. this game. Like, I... I- uh, uh- it's not, like, terrible. It just didn't really connect with me. I don't, I felt think, like the I don't was... think it's
1: like the undiscovered gem that people want it to be. There's no. a lot of other treasure games you should probably be playing ahead of
0: this. There are, and there are better games on the N64, too. That yeah, you there's 121 of them. There are, there <laughs> are. Speaking of number, uh, this is a good package to have, actually. Number 121 oh, yeah. is Namco Museum 64, and right above it at 120 is Midway's Greatest Arcade Hits volume 1. Yeah,
1: that's that's a so fun.
0: two kind of arcade compilations, both pretty slick, and the, I, I, I enjoyed their selection
1: of games. Yeah, Namco, you get like your Pac-Man, your Mrs. Pac-Man, your Dig Dug. Yeah. And your Galaga. Those are sort of the big four, and then it's like pole position who no one cares about. Yeah,
0: Galaxians, which yeah. is the same as Galaga. And then Midway had uh, Robotron. Yeah, and
1: Tapper. We both really enjoyed we Tapper. We both really enjoyed Tapper. We really enjoyed uh, Spy Hunter. They, we, we were mixed on... Sinistar. cinestar that Cine- cinestar still freaks me the fuck out i like Sinistar a lot <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah i can understand that so
0: you know good compilation of classic arcade games right there
1: yep um uh, n- next uh another actually another compilation but not of arcade games yeah. of casino games yeah is golden nugget 64 um, I remember us setting out to figure out how to play craps, and we left more confused than we entered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so very confused. It is—it's so weird that craps is like the most confusing game on earth, even though all you literally do is roll dice. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's
0: so confusing.
1: Um, this game was pretty neat. Like you uh, play in a virtual casino, and you can actually walk—you know—walk from table to table, um, and they have a good like rules that explain most games to you are just apparently not craps yeah um i don't know we had a we had a nice time playing it
0: i enjoyed it more than i thought i would yeah Yeah. um same goes for duck dodgers starring daffy duck at Mm -hmm. number 118 uh a very nice looking platformer game from infogram uh that that really captured the look and feel of the original daffy duck cartoon which i really love yep Platforming didn't really come together in the end, but I, I I liked that it captured that Looney Tunes
1: spirit. Yeah, yeah. Some some ugly jumps, some ugly camera, but a fun a fun character and fun environment. Yeah. Uh, next is a pair of NHL games, Breakaway '98 and '99. Um, you know, as we talked about on the episode, there weren't really any super bad hockey games because no, the this first... is the lowest rated hockey. Yeah, game. Yeah, and these games were not bad by no. any means. Um, they're fast paced. You slide around, you hit the puck. Like, what else do you want? Yeah.
0: Totally solid. These are uh, these acclaimed uh, sports games. 98 was actually weirdly a game I owned when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was rare for me to own a sports game at all. Um, I feel like these two have to be a duo because yeah. they're both Disney games. Number 115 is Tigger's Honey Hunt, and number 114 is A Bug's Life. Now, uh, Tigger's Honey Hunt is arguably the most beautiful game on the system. It yeah. looks... So fucking (laughs) good. It's right up there
1: with Rakuga kids.
0: It really doesn't need to look this good because it's like a very, very juvenile platform for toddlers. But Uh, it's got
1: like this beautiful, like golden palette is how I would like the game looks like storybook backgrounds.
0: And the Tigger model is really beautiful. The platforming gameplay is just very kind of tertiary to well, just like how it, pretty the game looks. Like, it's looks.
1: tight. Like, it controls tight, and yeah. Tigger, Tigger goes very well and does not feel floaty, except when you want him to float. Oh, yeah. Um. But the actual gameplay itself is, yeah, like you said, tremendously rudimentary. Yeah, just not very remarkable. But uh, it plays well. Like, this this game, I think you can beat very quickly, and yeah. you'll have a nice time doing it. You will. You will, absolutely. A Bug's Life is, like, uh,
0: it's doing some kind of innovative stuff, weirdly, like... We watched the movie too, which was enjoyable. Bug's Life is a lot of fun. Uh, And uh, the gameplay involves a lot of like planting seeds to like access different powers. Yeah, that's uh, right. There was some interesting stuff in here. It was
1: kind of like that mechanic in. Ocarina of Time where you plant a seed and come back as an adult and then it floats you somewhere else. Yeah. But, but like it's immediately, you get that immediately.
0: Yeah, it's immediate. And I, I remember feeling like the levels were a little bit too constricting
1: and like it's all kind of very funneling you into a maze. But A Bug's Life is not bad. Right. And I feel like that might have been, I feel like I, that's an association I have with PlayStation games kind of do that. Like I feel like Nintendo sixty four games were better at helping you like wander around this huge world. Yeah, and since this game was also a PlayStation game, I feel like maybe they had to constrain it in that way. Yeah. Um. Next is Killer Instinct Gold. Killer Instinct, a fighting game franchise. I don't think either of us have a big attachment to. No. Um. I think Dion kind of sold us on this. Um. As he was able to explain some of the fundamentals to us. Yeah, and, and just show us some of the levels of depth that's intricate here. Intricate, it actually is. Yeah, yeah. Um. And definitely a fun fighting game, but um. It, it, I don't think the mechanics are good enough to be, convert you if you don't care about Killer Instinct already.
0: No, not so much. Not so much. And the same could be said for our number 112 game, Body Harvest.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're a big fan of the Body Harvest universe. Yeah, yeah, know?
0: yeah. The BH, the bh yeah. uh, This was a fun one because we had Michael Ruparez on to talk about it. This is the prototype Grand Theft Auto. This is one of the earliest open-world sandbox games, and it was on the N64, which means it's basically a fog simulator. (laughs) But after, like, the ideas that are here are so cool. Like, the idea that you can play an N64 game where you're, like, jacking a bunch of different cars Mm -hmm. and, like, fighting aliens and doing it. There's a lot of cool shit in Body Harvest. Uh, I think it's just it just suffers from being an antiquated... Uh, game that was surpassed by all of its imitators, but it's a very important title.
1: Yeah, yeah, no question. That one was was pretty neat to dig into. Uh, the next one is kind of the polar opposite of Body Harvest, which was the super ambitious kind of unpolished game. Yeah. Next one is Star Soldier Vanishing Earth, which is the opposite of ambitious. Yes. Um, that is one of the only space shooters on the system, sort of a yeah. top-down Raiden uh, 1942-style space shooter and uh it's 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 good like you, you yep. play as you play as a uh you play as a ship and you shoot things like what do you want you yeah. also have like a fun shield that you can use to sort of bounce bullets off of yourself and it's got a good two-player mode um but it's again a very short game very light on content um but if that's what you're in the market for this, I, is, this yeah. game's pretty good i enjoyed star soldier like
0: it's it's solid uh at number one hundred and ten is Rare's Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, another game that has all the ambition in the world. It was really trying to do something cool, and it just made a couple of design choices that really tanked it, like yeah. in a big way. Uh, we've covered it on the episode, but the game is basically impossible to beat unless you want to gather all three hundred Ewok-looking things. Uh, which it, you don't
1: spoiler alert you the, don't want to the do game that. is
0: like almost it's endless it just goes on and on and on and the characters are it's all very ton,
1: slippy tons and tons of backtracking you'd have to do
0: but there's something sticky about the game there's something that like you, you, you have to respect the scope and uh, the weapons are fun to use and mm-hmm. like there there's there's some stuff about it to recommend I mean yeah
1: like most rare games it's operating at a general higher level of polish than most yeah. out there but it's, uh, it's a really really tough game to go back to I think that yeah. Um, I think this is a game that has maybe aged very, very badly because you don't get a dual... You don't have a dual stick which makes it much harder to control... Yeah. Um. The jumping is very frustrating, and just you're just not in today's age. You're just not going to be willing to do that backtracking. No, definitely not. Uh. Next is Fighter's Destiny Two. Um. Oh, excuse me, Fighter for, oh, Destiny yeah. Two. Well, perhaps the worst. Well, that was through some lawsuit, right? There was it, like
0: some kind of weird. Like, yeah, it, it, it was all weird. So, so all
1: Fighter weird. Destiny Two. Um. Really, a pretty big improvement from the last Fighter Dest Fighter, <laughs> Fighter's Destiny game. Right. Yeah. From um. This game has uh some more weird characters which is fun Uh, there's like a weird clown you can play as and again uh very close to tekken uh check out fighter destiny 2 i think that that's that's one to add to your sort of b grade i'm gonna get this game list enjoyable little fighting game absolutely number 108 worms armageddon
0: again one of the uh hardest to find games on the system Mm -hmm. I love the Worms franchise. Yeah, they're great. I love Armageddon. I don't think this N64 version is necessarily the
1: best way to play no, this definitely game. definitely not. The thing I remember about this game is how long it seemed to take between turns. It's like, a long stretch. You, you want your Worms game to be this very sort of fast-paced game where the tactics are just like, aim at your opponent and shoot at him, go. Yeah. But like, it felt like it was between every move every turn there would be like a 10 second wait time and yeah you're like is there something going on with this game like yeah it, I but know. you
0: know it, the, the basic format works i love all the wacky weapons and as a strategy kind of uh, tactical shooter sort of thing like it, it's it's very unique and it's uh, pretty fun
1: yeah, we're going to do a little sandwich here, a little uh, puck sandwich. Um, number 107 and 105, Olympic hockey. Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey 98 and Olympic hockey Nagano 98. Essentially uh, the same game. Essentially the same game. Um, and just through a trick of math here, we uh, got this weird sandwich. But, um, you, you know, hockey, you get all those international teams, which is fun. And the, yeah, the Wayne Gretzky games are just super arcadey. A um, lot of fun, fast paced hockey game. Not going to have the depth of the other ones, but it's no. cool um b- between there your meat to your uh olympic hockey sandwich is quake original uh, quake Oli- original, original quake flavor. um which we liked more than doom because you could actually see what the hell was going on but does feel very dated as a as a shooter definitely like,
0: yeah, it does, um, doesn't hold up as well as you might think it is. And and I it... don't
1: actually have any idea why this is in front of Hexen, <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, Quake's a little more polished, I think, but uh, I think that might have been my influence, too. I liked Quake a little bit more than sure. Hexen. Number 104, uh, a game that kind of surprised me, and um, I'm, I'm almost sad it's this low, Sure, is Iggy's Wrecking Balls. Yeah. Like, I understand why it's at 104, because, like, it's pretty sloppy... But uh, it's a very unique game. It's kind of a, 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 a vertical racer, is how it's built. Yeah, you're... let's
1: let's drop a, another most original award on here. Yeah, do it. Yeah, um, boo,
0: boo 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 most boo, original boo 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 boo. boo, boo, boo.
1: Yeah, because this game is is very weird. Because it's like yeah, like you said, a vertical racer, meaning you're platforming your way up. You yeah, have, you're like this ball with a little arm that reaches out and can grab the platform above you. And we had a very good time playing this game. All yeah. races were all very close and exciting and. There's a lot of gameplay, a lot of tracks here. Check yeah. out Iggy's Wrecking Balls.
0: Absolutely. That's another
1: that's yeah, that's another uh sort of hidden gem on the system for sure.
0: I would say so, yeah. Uh yeah.
1: next is a game. <laughs> next is a game.
0: This is perfect that it landed on you. Yeah, actually.
1: uh Robotron 64. Um, you know, the original Robotron, probably one of my favorite games ever. Sure. Um, non-stop action. So I was excited to give Robotron 64 a try. And you know, it delivers the same things that you want from a Robotron. I think that the original Robotron is so good because the action is so small and constrained. But when you put it into this bigger level, it becomes a little slower, a little boring. But it's still Robotron. It's still pretty fun. Yeah. And this game had this really cool thing that we both enjoyed where you can play it with two controllers and you feel like a total dork badass. Oh, yes. um, Wielding one N64 controller to move in your left hand and one in your right hand to shoot. Um yeah. So I don't know, Robotron 64 there it is. Ugly as
0: fuck, but it played yep. well. Um all right, next up is Kobe Bryant in NBA Courtside. This was uh, or as I put it, Courtes the
1: Oh, we could have we could have uh Kobe Bryant and Alex Trebek. So far, two people who have appeared uh in our sh- in, uh, who have died over the course of us recording this show appearing in the games like
0: well after we talked no wait well uh Kobe died we had to co-
1: we had to postpone co- Kobe
0: yeah we postponed Kobe because but, it just fell too soon and then Trebek died well after sure, sure. our jeopardy
1: episode but yeah we're I'm murderers. not saying that we had any responsibility I'm just saying we've been well, doing this show for a long time yeah it's true <laughs> uh
0: yeah uh this was one of Nintendo's uh like Nintendo Sports is exclusive basketball games, uh, which is an unusual thing. And Nintendo sports didn't really stick around, but very polished, fun basketball game. Not yeah. really a whole lot to say Definitely. about it. But like, yeah,
1: I, I think that sim basketball games are always kind of a tough sell unless you're really into basketball. Yeah. It seems hard to sort of crack the code on how to make them work. Yeah. But we both liked this one a lot. Yeah, I did. Uh, go ahead and do this next one. I feel like you, this one oh, kind yeah. of emerged near and dear to your heart. This one
0: did. Number 101, Forsaken 64, a game I had no expectations for really no idea what it was about well, the cover it's just, is like half a wo- woman's face yeah with a
1: tattoo that yeah. says forsaken or something a woman who does not appear in the game this is like a, it's a she's this, the sister of the guy playing banjo on the cover of phalanx yeah right?
0: basically like she has no real hey, we're in the same here. world like divorced from like the ad campaign that came out in magazines you have no idea who this woman is but like forsaken 64 is kind of a it's kind of a 3d shooter where you have full range of moment. Yeah. It's like descent. You're you're digging into the world. You have a full range of motion and it's a lot more fun than you might expect. Uh, I think this was kind of one of the little secret, uh, uh, gems that we found on the show as we were going through it. I really enjoyed forsaken.
1: Yeah. Um, Next, uh, we got a pair of soccer games: International Superstar Soccer '98, International Superstar Soccer '2000, and that brings us into the 100s. We're Ooh, in the top 100 games excellent. now. Excellent. Um, and I think these are actually a good game to kick us in there. Yeah, kick us, in. get it. Yeah, I get uh, it. With, uh, with, with soccer. Yeah, because these are both very polished soccer games. Um, I I like these games a lot. I think that they played better than uh, better than FIFA. They had enough sort of depth that was easy to understand. And, yeah, if you like soccer, these delivered. It's a good pick-up-and-play soccer game. Yeah. Number
0: 98, uh, maybe a controversial pick having it a little this low, but Mario Golf. Yeah. Uh, Mario Golf – you know what? I totally think solid.
1: It's, yeah, totally solid, but it's still
0: pretty boring. It's hard like, to get excited about golf. Yeah. It just is. Even if it's a quality golf game, which I think this is, it's hard to get excited we, about I it. I
1: think what we really want is Mario to be golfing in the Mushroom Kingdom. And have you ever played the GameCube one? No. I Maybe haven't. that has more of that. I, I think don't it know. Does. Yeah, it's called Toads to toadstool tour that and sounds like it would be more right on it yeah but yeah it's like as fun as it is to play as the mario characters most of our pleasure came from making annoying noises yeah during other people's turns um, um it yeah it's a little slow
0: being annoying is kind of the the one thing about it that i really <laughs> sure. like
1: well that's really the that's my whole role on this podcast <laughs> really um i'm gonna do a, another little sandwich here yeah. um number 95 madden nfl 2001 97 madden nfl 2002 I, yeah, just a trick of the math. I don't know why these got so divided, but I will say, yeah. like, these late Madden games were very impressive. Really like, polished. Madden NFL 2002 plays like a PS2 game. Like, I, it looks I, like
0: one. I hate football games, and even I had to give it up for the, these later Madden games. Yeah,
1: they, they, they really, much like sort of World Driving Championship or whatever the hell that game was yeah, called, yeah, yeah. you're like, wow, this really feels like it's sort of a next generation they game. They didn't need to
0: go this hard, um, but they
1: did. And then 96 is International Superstar Soccer 64. I don't know why we gave that to the earlier one. But, hey, it's still a fun soccer game. Yeah, totally was. Totally was. Number 94,
0: Donald Duck going quackers. This was a Crash Bandicoot knockoff starring Donald Duck that uh, I found quite enjoyable. Yeah. Very polished. It was really fun nice to have graphics. a Crash
1: a Crash knockoff on this system.
0: That's unusual for the system. Everything else is knocking off Mario 64, but this knocked off Crash, so whatever. I'll give it points for that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, next is Castlevania Legacy of Darkness, a very weird game that's not quite a sequel, but also, it's kind of like an expansion pack. It's almost like a do-over. Yeah, exactly. Weirdly, like, this... hey, we know a lot of stuff didn't work about the original Castlevania on 64. It
0: came out like six months later, and it kind of fixed a lot of the problems that that first Castlevania had, including letting you be a werewolf, which
1: the first game didn't offer. <laughs> a, lo- and a lot of a lot games, games have that problem. Fix it! <laughs> hey, I got a new game coming out. It's called Mario 64 Legacy of Darkness. Do it! <laughs> um, so, yeah, this game, um, definite improvement over the first one, yeah. but still sort of built upon fairly frustrating platforming. Yeah. But if you're in the mood for 3D Castlevania on your N64, this is your best
0: bet. Flawed. Flawed game, but yeah. uh, 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 compelling nonetheless. All right, I got a, uh, I got a. I'm gonna do a, a, a ice and snow yeah, trilogy very nice. here, starting with number ninety two, Snowboard Kids, uh, which a, is less a snowboarding game than a kart racer. I'm a really? little
1: bitter that this game is so low, but I
0: think we we agreed a little bit more on Snowboard Kids two, right. which we'll get to, but uh, it's still a clever game. It, it's it's got some uh, very interesting mechanics, but it is more of a kart racer than a snowboarder. Mm-hmm. Number ninety-one is ten eighty snowboarding, which is maybe the signature snowboarding game on the N sixty-four. Definitely a snowboarder. One I have a lot of affection for. It's it's maybe a little bland playing it now, but uh, you know it's still it's not a bad game at all. Pretty good, pretty fun trick system. And number 90 is NHL Blades of Steel 99, a one-off uh, hockey game that we we considered pretty mediocre but still, you know, the hockey games are are pretty solid all around. Mm,
1: yeah, no no complaints. It delivered on those hockey thrills. Uh next one number 89. All right. This is another this is another pretty personal choice. Here. Yeah. This is Mario Party. Mario Party. And you won. know what? Yeah. People like Mario Party. Sure. I get that. But also, you know what? Mario Party's terrible. It's terrible. Like, that's it's just a fact. And like, I feel it's like it's almost kind of part of the appeal of Mario part of appeal. Party. Terrible. I feel like us putting it this high on the list is an admission that we get that people like it, but it's also terrible. Like, yes. I, I don't know. Like, and especially the first Mario Party, that's probably one people have a lot of nos- nostalgia for. Everyone remembers burning their palms spinning, yeah. those, spinning those joysticks. But there's, you know, there's so many aspects of this gameplay that's just random bullshit that takes very long to get to. Um, but, you know, if you like Mario Party, more power to you. And sure. I'm going to be honest, I've played a lot of Mario Party. I'm probably going to continue playing a lot uh, of you
0: Mario You know, Party. We, it's it's going to come up. I think this might be the worst Mario Party, the original one. Yes, maybe I, certainly, like, on system, certainly on, this on the N64. system. On this system, definitely. The Wii may... one where
1: you're all in the same car might oh, give, that, it a, give it a run.
0: That might be worse, yeah.
1: Uh, coming up at 88 is Bust-A-Move
0: 99. The Bust-A-Move trilogy, or uh, there's two Bust-A-Move games, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Bust-A-Move puzzle games uh, are pretty great. They're, they're uh, pretty great. Pretty intuitive. You might you might be type. a Tetris
1: household here, but I'm a Bust-A-Move household. Which
0: I totally get. Uh, this was just the less inspired of the two Bust-A-Move games we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Really all there is to say about it. Yeah, uh, speaking
1: of actually inspired, that yeah. that brings us to number 87. Probably the, one of the most inspired games on the system. Definitely. Space Station Silicon Valley, where you play as uh what a microchip yeah like, basically <laughs> yeah,
0: and you're you're fusing to other animals to take on different skills yeah it's and like you play way. as the character from the movie Upgrade again <laughs> a new uh, an early GTA kind of thing like from the same creator. but more more polished
1: than Body Harvest
0: a little more polished yeah. than Body Harvest but still, certainly more
1: personality
0: it that. was still lacking I remember the controls were pretty frustrating mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of holding it back from like. It was a game that I think both of us wanted to like a whole lot more than maybe we ultimately did, but it still it still like kind of crops up whenever I'm thinking of like the most original
1: game. Yeah, or, games or whenever 64. people ask us, like I think that's a question we've been asked multiple times: is like what game would need a remake? And like this is one that I think you go back to, and I yeah. totally agree with you.
0: Uh, number eighty six is Tetrisphere. Mm-hmm. Another one we're kind of split on. Yep. I think uh, you and Nicole liked this a lot more than I did. Yep. I kind of feel like the Tetris formula doesn't really need to be messed with in this way. I mean, it's kind
1: I, of- I think much in the same way that Tetris Attack is sort of dis... Like, oh, I mean, Tetris Attack is great, but yeah. I think the fact that it's called Tetris Attack is a disservice to it. Yeah. Um, Because it sets it up for something that it's not going to be. Kinda, I think Tetrisphere yeah. has the same problem. Yeah, yeah. Because Little, it's-,
0: it's a very different experience than Tetris actually is. So, like, having that name on it is probably to its detriment... I just never really got a hang of the mechanics in an in a intuitive way, but I understand a lot of they, people they don't like this. Have, game more than I mean I do. it
1: suffers from the same problem of wetrix of it just sort of like there's rules in the game that are established, but they don't follow any logic. Yeah. Of like, oh, you're trying to destroy, you're trying to get to the center of the core, but there's different rules about how you do it. But I always have found this game to be uh, very pleasant and soothing. And um it's it's a go back to for me. For sure. Uh, I, I might
0: want to check it out again.
1: Uh, the next one is one that I think we both enjoyed more than we thought we would. Yeah, um, that's Army Men Air Combat, which I think we played with some of the other. We, no, we played it with the other army men games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was definitely the best helicopter game we played on the system. Yeah, this um, one
0: was a surprise. I think the other army men games lowered the bar a little bit, but this is a pretty fun helicopter shooter. Mm-hmm. Um with, it, with yeah. It has
1: like a lot of fun multiplayer modes, which were pretty cool, like yeah. different varied ones of you all race to rescue the scientist in the middle or defend certain areas. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of gameplay to be found here. And yeah, weirdly both the best helicopter and army men game on the system. Absolutely.
0: And number 84 is maybe the biggest redemption story on the entire <laughs> catalog, and that is Chameleon <laughs> Twist 2, a game I once considered the worst game I'd ever played in my life after I rented it at Blockbuster. Having revisited it, I'm like, no, this isn't even bottom 20. It's this not is even actually, bad. <laughs> it's not even a bad game. Like yeah. It makes some bad decisions. I think the, the, the warp screen that looks like just the, your cartridge glitching out is still sure. a mistake, and it's got some kind of clunky controls at times. Your I
1: mean, camera can be a little wonky. But
0: I was happy to be turned around on Chameleon Twist 2. I still didn't quite like it as much as you did, but I think it's a a worthwhile game to play. Uh,
1: Next is Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr., another one of those Nintendo first-party sports games. Um, I think we came down as both the Griffey games as being the best baseball games on the system. Oh, easily. And Um, I I wound up being really surprised by how much I liked these games, mm -hmm. having not been a baseball fan game fan before this yeah when you find a baseball game that plays well it does really click like baseball can be very fun games just absolutely getting in the zone getting a handle on the hitting mechanics and this one you know these griffy games do it better so we'll, we'll come up with a later one soon for sure for sure
0: number 82 is pilot wing 64 one of our launch games uh uh kind of formless uh sort tech of demo. like experience it's a tech demo field. it's a tech demo uh but it's a pleasant tech demo uh there's lots of different fun things to explore lots of different vehicles to control it's it's a charming as hell game not a system mover like nintendo apparently thought it would be sure but yeah charming charming little game
1: uh next is mega man 64 game i know people have uh have fondness for this and this is a port of mega man legends uh for the playstation yeah um you, you know, it's. I, I've never had a good understanding of the Mega Man Legends game because it feels like you just spend a bunch of time in sort of a cave. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't have the color or the personality, at least on the main levels, that I want from my Mega Man games. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people like this game, but I imagine the PlayStation one version is better. Probably a little better. Yeah. What, what's here works
0: pretty well though. Um, yeah. You want to give these last two and then we'll sure. Yeah. WW number 80, WWF WrestleMania 2000, the second best wrestling game on the system. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit more about why we like it in a minute. And then at number 79 is NBA showtime colon NBA on NBC, Mm -hmm. a very clunky title, For what is essentially like a 3D version of NBA Hangtime, we found it didn't work quite as well as that 2D version. It
1: loses a lot. Like, it's still fun and fast-paced. You're playing with two-on-two basketball, but it loses a bunch of the graphical personality that the sort of superimposed faces get from NBA Hangtime.
0: And that's the last of our filler games. We're moving into our next category, which is the deeper cuts. Which okay, are, these are games that are very much worthwhile. Yeah, we
1: would we. I think any of these games we would recommend.
0: We would recommend. I think we're into the point where we're like solidly recommend all of these.
1: So that means that there's, which is actually pretty good. Pretty I mean, good. That means there's almost eighty games. On the N64 that are fun.
0: If you were making your your uh, N64 Mini, you could fit 80 games into it, and we'd be pretty happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, to kick off this list, um, is actually one I went to bat for. We uh, we did a couple very small changes on this list right before bringing it up. Yeah, we moved a few like games three games. That I didn't feel were in the right place, and this is the first one, which is Ridge Racer 64, a game that was down uh, quite a few places from where it is now. But I remember it's a very polished racer, racer, racer racer on the system, um, plays well in multiplayer and just and feels realistic while still being super intuitive and fast. Definitely. Yeah, I I felt like that should be on the recommend.
0: It was a game that stuck with me, even though, like, I don't really like racing games. and I think that's kind of why it ended up as low as it did. Mm -hmm. But it is a quality racing game if you're looking for one. Number seventy-seven, Pokemon Stadium Two, another one that got a little bit of a bump. Yeah, up got, because, gave, I uh, gave this
1: one a bump too because I was still feeling sad about my first Pokemon Stadium placement. It's,
0: it's kind of the same. It has some of the same issues that the first Pokemon Stadium has, which is that it's emphasizing the least fun part of the Pokemon mm-hmm. experience. But the mini games on this are dope. Yeah, like, I loved all the mini games. I had so much fun playing them, and it kind of makes it worth playing the entire system for. It. And otherwise, it's just a very, it's a much more
1: polished and in-depth version of what made Stadium right. Work. It re- renders. The the first one irrelevant or whatever, that, yeah. so I don't feel as bad for that placement lower. Um, totally. The next one is a game that I don't we, think is. We as, might we might get some pushback on this. Yeah, one. I don't think this game is that good, uh, but it it certainly has its defenders. That's Yoshi's Story, a game that's built around the very weird mechanic of just eating melons. Yeah, um, and you have to eat a certain amount of fruit to win, and sort of to make it harder on yourself, you uh, want to only eat the same kind of fruit. But the sort of end result in this is you don't really uh, spend that much time going through the. I don't know. It's like not built on your typical platforming challenges. Yeah. You spend time kind of just wandering looking for melons as opposed to sort of making exciting jumps. But inside. it does
0: have the N64's biggest earworm. Like, I think the soundtrack oh, yeah. to Yoshi's the story AI, will stick in your head forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah, they're saying. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of a disappointment compared to the Super Nintendo game, one of the all-time great games, yeah. but uh, still still a cool 2D
0: platformer. Yeah, for sure. I'll do a duo here. Yeah. Uh, NBA Courtside 2 featuring Kobe Bryant. He got a little downgraded in the title, but it is an upgrade in game quality. We liked
1: this one a little bit more. And so that's our best uh, sim basketball game. That's our
0: best sim basketball game. Absolutely. Number 74 is going to be The World is Not Enough. Mm -hmm. The uh, big follow-up to GoldenEye, the second 007 game on the system. It's an EA production, so it's very slick, very high production values, and it's pretty fun for what it is. I think it was better than we
1: thought it was going to be.
0: It was better than we thought. It is also still kind of a pale imitation of what made Goldeneye so much fun, Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it fell quite a bit below that
1: sure uh next is San Francisco rush 2049 yes. um, we were very burned out on racing games by the time we got to these it was the very but, last
0: racing game we played yeah, yeah but
1: man I was glad that we played it because it was just it was just really cool having those wings and doing spinning around and floating around and um it essentially basically perfectly hit that line between your arcade and your sim racing game that we had been looking for some game to hit it and did so kudos to San Francisco rush 2049. that one nailed it absolutely.
0: Number 72, uh, maybe another controversially low item here, but mm-hmm. Conker's Bad Fur Day at number 72, a game that uh, one of the best looking on the system, yeah, one no of the question. most ambitious. Uh, it's a rare title, and I really love how they broke the mold and they they kind of leaned into this very foul mouth kind of rendition of what their their world tends to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, It just doesn't super come together as a gameplay experience like it doesn't flow very well. The humor is pretty dated at this point and the multiplayer options are kind of of very
1: poorly. I mean, the gimmick behind this game is there was sort of one button that kind of was your con. Like It was a big deal that you had a context sensitive button Yeah, where Conker would just do whatever he needed to do at any given time. But the end result is the game feels very simplistic. Like yeah. whereas Banjo-Kazooie you have all these sort of fun moves you can switch between, pull out at any time. Here you just kind of run to a panel and press B. Yeah. Um this this <laughs> Yeah, this is probably the worst example of uh Rare's reliance on panels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely,
0: definitely. That's that's like the whole uh, mechanic of Conker.
1: Yeah. Uh, next is another platformer, Toy Story 2 Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue, Yeah. a game that does not nearly have the production value of Conker's Bad Fur Day, No. Um, but is a much more traditional platformer um, with a nice variety of challenges and, you know, fits the Toy Story universe well.
0: It does, yeah, yeah. and we got to watch Toy Story 2, which I always
1: Yeah, like. that movie was very good. Uh, number
0: seventy, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Uh, a flight sim game that puts you behind the pilot stick of a uh, ro- uh, X-wing, mm-hmm. fighting the Empire. Lots of fun. I think a really good, high quality looking game.
1: I mean, it's based on you know, it's based on episodes of the original trilogy. You get that original music, and yeah. it just gives it a lot more character than Battle for Naboo.
0: Great production value. It weirdly looks a lot better than Battle for Naboo, even though that one came later and was touting like a a better graphics engine but yeah this one looked better
1: yeah um, i'm gonna knock out two here uh number 69 nice Nice. is uh nhl 99 yeah um i don't remember anything about this aside from it was a hockey game and we must have liked it it
0: was a high quality hockey game it's an ea game it's uh it it looked way better than uh any other hockey game
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. okay i do remember that uh starcraft 64 is next um look we know StarCraft is a masterpiece. Sure. It's it's one of the all-time greatest games ever. You would have to be a crazy person to, at this point, play it on the Nintendo 64. Not only is it <laughs> like, rare and expensive, yeah, it's like hmm. the least optimized way Instead to play of it. Instead of spending $5 to find the original StarCraft somehow, or free, I don't yeah. know how you get your games, I'm going to spend $70 to play it on my N64.
0: I think <laughs> like, this score is kind of a reflection of the fact that this was a so much of a better game than we thought. It had yeah. any right to be. Yeah, like, it shouldn't. It honestly does well. not play that bad. No, it plays quite well on the N sixty four, which shouldn't work at all. Right. So, it, it, uh, props to it for that. It is still the worst way to play it, though. Uh number sixty seven, a game that surprised both of us yeah. quite a bit. I think was Knockout Kings two thousand, an EA boxing game that we uh, we had
1: a really great time with. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out a limb here. The boxing episode, maybe the most fun I ever had on this podcast. Holy shit! Awesome. I have no idea why. That's maybe that's and maybe that's not true. I'm sure no, I had yeah, more yeah. Of playing like Nagano or something, but like maybe it was because I was coming in like feeling like oh I gotta play all these shitty boxing games or and something. They, they want but to be like, more. Like, fun we had fun than playing expected. all yeah. of them, even though I didn't like the Rumble Rumble games. Yeah, and like Knockout Kings was great.
0: It really is. <laughs> it holds up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish that series had kept going.
1: I mean, they got the Fight Night. That's um, true. Uh, next is Hydro Thunder. A um, a boat racing game, which yeah. is certainly neat and fun. You got these really cool futuristic design boats, um, some cool, fun wave physics. And, you know, it's just a fun arcade game. Not a not a ton of replay here, but it's got a lot of character. Yeah, it was kind, kind, of, of, kind uh, of right in there with, like, San Francisco Rush yeah, It Yeah, it,
0: it was cruising boats. It's pretty yeah. fun. Pretty fun. Boat in! Boat in! Uh, number 65 is Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. Uh, this, we were a little split on this. This was one. another
1: I, big, big division.
0: I liked this one a lot more than you did. Uh, I mean, how can you not like Kirby? Kirby's
1: adorable. His well, okay, games look, are always solid. Look, Kirby yeah. is adorable. I'm yeah. not going to argue with that. Kirby games are boring. Like no, his power so. set is so. so boring because he's built on moving so slow. Well, Whereas yeah, but Mario the, the, is built on like agility and running and jumping and is exciting to play. Kirby just kind of slowly floats through the air. Like I will give you that. But but mixing and matching powers in this game is a lot of fun. It is neat and it is cute. It does in many of the power combinations essentially break the game. It does, but it is not built around being challenging. It's true. It's true. I had fun with it. Yeah. No. It's it. You know, if you like Kirby games, you'll probably like this one. <laughs> but what is getting the coveted sixty four? Yeah. Spot on this um. Show? I'm I'm pretty happy with this choice. Yeah. Uh, this is Bomberman sixty four. Totally. Um. You know, it plays like Bomber. Yeah. You know, it it does do the same things that you like about Bomberman which is mostly accidentally blowing yourself up a bunch of times. Yeah. Um but it gives just a hint of 3D. Just the right amount of 3D. Um I've had a lot of memories playing the multiplayer modes in this game which really play with uh different levels and depth. Um and you have you know the fun ability of picking up your bombs and charging them up and throwing giant bombs at people, which I enjoyed. And they also have a very uh, sort of innate uh puzzle Uh, adventure mode where there's lots of secrets and things like that that Aaron schooled us all on. We're going to take another breather.
0: All right. Next is number 63, and this is going to be WWF No Mercy, the best wrestling game on the system. Man, you got kind of sucked into this
1: one. That's I, what I remember.
0: Real, I got real into this one. I kept coming back to it after we recorded the episode. Nice. And I was getting pretty good at this game. Uh, wrestling. It took us a long time to crack into it. I think this is this and WrestleMania 2000 are the only games that really kind of hooked me. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise it's just the mechanics are kind of confusing. It's not quite a fighting game. It's not quite a, anything else. It's But No Mercy, it kind of all clicks. I know there are a lot of people who still consider this maybe the best wrestling game ever made, and uh, I don't want to find out <laughs> sure. if it gets
1: better than this. Yeah, I'm fine. you're not going to take it that. Sure. Uh, next is Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Um, you know, we, I talked about that a little before. It's very fast-paced. Hockey, it's kind of like the NBA hang time of hockey. Like, what do you want? It's yeah. fast. You hit the ball, you hit the puck, Yeah. and you just keep it moving. Speaking of keeping it moving,
0: yeah. 61 is Bomberman Hero. This is kind of the platformer version of Bomberman. And it was boy, way. I don't remember this game at all then. Oh, really? I'm very
1: confused. Now. This is
0: the one. I do you remember being in the submarine, like kind of behind the back, and like you're shooting? Like, there's a little segment in there. This is kind of the straight up Bomberman platformer that doesn't have. A multiplayer mode, which is kind of considered is it a big, 2D game. It's a, it's a 3D game. But like uh, it, this, this didn't have a multiplayer mode, which was kind of considered the big knock against it okay. because Bomberman's built around multiplayer. Right. But this wound up being much better than you would expect. It's just a really high quality 3D platformer, whether or not you like Bomberman or not.
1: OK, I'll take your word on that. Yeah. Uh Next is Wave Race 64, a game renowned for its wave physics. And you know what? delivers on those wave sure physics. Sure does. Looks good. Whereas Wetrix, also renowned for its wave physics, does not deliver. Uh, wave Race 64 still looks good. Um, you still feel very bouncy on the waves, which is great. There's not a ton of game here. No. Um, but what there is is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you should grab this next one, too. Oh, this is, yeah. This and is another big one near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm a little bitter that this whole series isn't, you know, within the top 20, but uh, this is NFL Blitz. Sorry number about f- that. No, that that's me. okay. This is number 59. Uh, This is super fast-paced uh, football game you know pl- give nfl blitz a try you'll yeah. probably enjoy it and then there's a lot to play um even if you don't like football i heartily recommend any game in the nfl blitz for- series
0: and this this is nfl blitz
1: just the self-titled this one is this is OG the lowest NFL. ranking yes. of the, the nfl blitz they did get played. more interesting as they went along because they would have more plays and a four-player mode even though four-player in football is kind of pointless yeah it's true
0: Number 58 is Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Uh,
1: Weirdly the lowest ranked Turok game. Kind of surprising because a
0: lot of fans would consider this the best of the Turok games. I think we were just generally, uh, uh, you know, it, the, the mechanics here are very solid. Yep. It's a good uh, multiplayer shooter. We had a lot of fun with, like, the monkey mode where, mm-hmm. like, one person turned into a virus monkey and chased the others around.
1: The, the and this pl- has some
0: signature weapon, like the yeah. cerebral bores in this game. Like
1: The single player, I think, just rubbed us the wrong way at the beginning. It mm-hmm. really sort of starts you into this confusing canal level yeah. where you're wandering around a lot of dark corridors. There's teleporters, and it just gets it's sort of frustrating right from the beginning and doesn't really invite you in the way the other Turok games do.
0: But still, Turok was a big series on the N64, and if this is the lowest rated game in the series, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, that is that is, is really a, impressive. This is a quality game.
1: Yeah. Um. Next, speaking of quality games, next is Beetle Adventure Racing. Oh, what a uh, delight this yeah, game was. Yeah, this game was a lot of fun, uh, colorful, welcoming, and sort of built built upon the thing that rush wanted to be which is a game of exploring the level and finding a lot of shortcuts but in beetle adventure racing it works really well it does because they mark them very clearly and there's not a bunch of bullshit checkpoints slowing you down yeah um so Looks- check out beetle adventure racing it also had some very fun multiplayer modes.
0: it really did yeah beetle adventure racing is kind of a kind of a little surprise i loved that game number 56 uh more redemption happening here and yeah. that's chameleon twist the original uh I had actually never played this one when I got into it, and you kept insisting this is a good game. Sure. I kept insisting you were crazy. <laughs> but no, Chameleon Twist 1 is solid. It's a lot of fun. It's basically very heavily grappling hook-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got uh, a sticky
1: tongue that you can suck on, suck things in. Yeah. Like Yoshi. This is like a good 3D Yoshi game. Yeah. Um, and I think the first game is sort of more built on sucking in and shooting out enemies, and the yeah. second game is a little more platforming-based, and the result is the first one is less frustrating.
0: And the uh, the thing I will give to Chameleon Twist 2 is that the chameleons actually look like lizards. Chameleon Twist 1, they just look like spacemen but with long yeah. tongues, which is a little weird. But um, I
1: think this next trio yeah, this is yours. Is, this next trio is definitely mine. This is a very woody trilogy of midway games. Um, this is a Blitz sandwich here, NFL Blitz 2001 at number 53, and NFL Blitz Special Edition at 55. I think those are both essentially identical games. Uh, yeah. One of those Special Edition, I think, just had the newest rosters when it came out. And that was a Blockbuster
0: exclusive, sure. so it's just it's you're kind of
1: more expensive than it should extra for the Yeah, uh, but you know, like I said, NFL Blitz is fun. You should play them. Two thousand one is a good way to do it. And then another one, very near and dear to my heart, though I totally get why it's not close, not for everyone, is Mortal Kombat Four, a game I like a lot. I think it's one of the better two D fighters on the system. It's sort of the kind of more of a three D fighter. Well, it's interesting because the graphics are rendered in three D, and you can go to and forth uh, into the background. But not um It's much more limited than like Soul Calibur. Yeah, exactly. You don't you basically you do it by like tapping R and your character will just sidestep and it's yeah. sort of only a way to avoid projectiles. And so the end result in it is it's still very fast and easy to hit your opponent. Yeah. Um, but it still has that 3D feel. And I just I really liked a lot of the things this game had, like being able to pull out weapons at will and just sort of giant rocks on the ground you could huck at your opponents. Also the introduction of Mostly bad new characters, but some fun ones like Quan Chi, who's been a staple of the system. And I kind of like Fujin as well.
0: And of course, some amazing cutscenes, which uh, which we reenacted reenacted. in that episode. Yeah, that was fun too. Number 52 is coming in with Harvest Moon 64, a game I think that we all agreed is like a delightful, well-accomplished game that has just been basically made irrelevant by every (laughs) other, like Stardew Valley and every other Harvest Moon game. But uh, if you like this kind of setup of like a farming game, like a really chill RPG, Mm -hmm. Harvest Moon 64 is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Kind of expensive and hard to find these days. But if you ever come across a cheap copy,
1: it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Next is Mario Party 2. um, Famous for being the Mario Party where you get cute outfits depending on your level. Um, they got rid of some of the the horrible, some of the very bad mini games, uh, from the first Mario party, but don't worry. There's still plenty of bad mini games here as well. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, mm. the costumes is kind of a big
0: angle. This was a Rosie Crow favorite. I yeah. remember that this was one of her, uh, uh go to Mario and party. You games. know
1: what? It, it's. I mean, either are going to, you know, with the Mario Party games, you either can't go wrong or you can only go wrong. It's like, true. You, you, they're all, they all do basically the same thing, that this one is a solid bet and you got that out, cute outfits.
0: Yeah. Number 50 is a uh, co-op experience called Gauntlet Legends, mm-hmm. uh, an arcade adaptation. One of adaptation. the all-time
1: uh, great announcers. Yeah. Red Warrior is about to
0: die. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a fun game with multiple players. It's a good port of the uh, arcade version. Uh, it's no fun at all to play single player. Sure, uh, even yeah, though I did. you I did. played it plenty single player. You played it but... plenty single player. It's, it's one of those kind of games where like you really need a, a specific crowd to get into it. But once you have that crowd, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, yeah. One of the
1: uh, better multiplayer ones I'll, for I'll sure. throw this one in yeah, too just because
0: we've covered it a little bit. Uh, number 49 is NFL Blitz 2000, the best of the NFL Blitz games mm-hmm. from our estimation here.
1: Uh, again, I'm a football hater. I enjoy these games quite a lot. Great. Um, next is Turok Rage Wars, a game um, I like a lot. I think is, um one of the better multiplayer games on the system, which as well it should be, because it is totally designed around multiplayer. Yeah. Basically, it's like Quake Arena or something, where the single-player mode is just a series of arena battles against the computer, but there's a lot of different modes, and um, much like Perfect Dark, which we'll see later, all your guns have fun alternate fires, and it is super violent. It's, it's super probably... Violent. Uh, probably the most violent game on the system I, yeah I, I yeah think I, it, I think it out does i don't know it probably doesn't do outdo mortal kombat 4 in which oh. you can beat a man to death with his own leg sure but um it has the inflator which will inflate someone to huge proportions until they explode i do enjoy that yeah uh coming up
0: next is one of the biggest hits Ooh, on the system yeah. a fan favorite and maybe uh people may be upset that it's this low on it our is, it rankings is quite the game uh, this is Donkey Kong 64, Rare's number 47 coming in. Donkey, Donkey Kong 64, it's one of Rare's biggest titles. Uh, it's got a whole hell of a lot of stuff that I really like about it, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's just kind of a poorly designed game. It makes you do way too much uh, backtracking and fetch quests, mm-hmm. and you know, but it, ambitious as hell. I love the idea of having six different characters to play as, even though switching between them was a bit of a hassle and it is a game I've played all the way through to the end what like there's something sticky there that makes you yeah. want to play through it just like most rare games like there's something at the core that really works even if uh, some of the design choices are clunky
1: yeah no 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 question um dong 64 is a quote unquote classic but it's probably best left in its own time definitely um Extreme G is next uh, number 46 very far ahead of Extreme G2 huge gap there This yeah. is a very fun uh, like you're these motorcycles with no drivers yeah um sort of futuristic racing game. It's very fast. There's fun weapons. It sort of uh, splits the balance. not quite as fast as F-Zero, but it. Uh, I would say it's better than Wipeout. Like, it does kind of what Wipeout wants to do, but it does it better.
0: It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah either like, way, we weren't expecting a lot. much. Number 45 is Hybrid Heaven, and that is going to get my award for most original nice, game. Nice. I have to shout this one out yeah. because... It's not very often you see a combination beat-em-up RPG.
1: It's a hybrid, if you will.
0: It's a hybrid, yes, absolutely. It, it has some very unusual mechanics. It's from the creators of Metal Gear Solid, so it's got this very histrionic story that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, really, really Wait, fun heard, Was Kojima involved
1: here. in this, or just other people? Kojima was not involved,
0: okay. but some of the same team from Konami okay.
1: was involved, got and it. it was being released kind of simultaneously. Um, uh, yeah, and it does have a weird thing of, like, you battle these things and it gives you a menu of the different punch attacks that you yeah. want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a clever little game. It's got some flaws to it, it's got some rough edges, but very uh, unique kind of game.
1: Uh, next is Spider-Man, a game that yeah. has been basically dethroned by the actual very good Spider-Man games that came out for PS4 and PS5. Oh, yes. Um, which you know, I think came out between the time uh, we recorded this episode and now. I think so. so. Just, I mean, imagine that. Like the PS4 Spider-Man feels kind of old at this point. That was and 2018. We may have played this before. I think then. we yeah. did because I remember part of our conversation was you were hyping that game up and be like, "Yeah, it looks pretty good." Okay. Turns out it was pretty good. It was very good. Um, and but this N64 Spider-Man also pretty good. Um, it does what you want of making your web slinging fast and easy. Yeah. Um, and it it looks very nice and comic booky.
0: If you have a lot of affection for the PS1 game, this is a port of that. It just doesn't have the cutscenes. Right. Uh, Number 43, Goemon's Great Adventure. Man, we loved the Goemon games. Both Mm -hmm. of them were a delight. Yep. Goemon's Great Adventure is the side-scrolling platformer version of this uh, of, of this coin, which, here. which is
1: more true to the old Goemon
0: game. Exactly, like, yeah, a little more, a little more true to that. Uh, but it's a really quality side-scrolling platformer. Looks and great, wonderful design. These games just have a delightful amount of personality, and we'll get into that a little bit more as we go. My main
1: criticism of this game is it was stupidly hard. Like, it was very I, hard. Yeah, yeah like even like the first sort of castle level, I found frustratingly difficult. Yeah, um, which I think may hold some people back. Definitely. Uh, next is Battle Tanks Global Assault, another game that I think caught us by surprise. It did um, for a lot of different for, reasons. for a lot of different reasons. It's again, ge- you know, it's a game with Tood, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think we really appreciate. You know, sometimes this weird, the weird edge lordy stuff does not age. Sometimes I'm in the mood for Tood. In like the very premise of a lot of aspects of these. games Of uh, battle tanks was a little gross. Uh, That was the second one, mostly right. But it needs
0: to be emphasized: women are currency. But you know what?
1: It kind of worked in this game. It does. Like and so kudos to these games. Um, Yeah, it' it, the a lot of fun multiplayer modes. Just in terms of like, it does what you want from a tank game: of you drive around and you blow shit up. You do so good for good for it. Yeah. Um,
0: The next one we kind of covered already, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest at number
1: 41. Pretty good jump from uh, the original Ken Griffey.
0: It's a good extension of everything that worked in that original Ken Griffey game, and it just makes it a little more arcadey and goofy and fun. Mm -hmm. And I I liked both of those baseball games a great deal.
1: Uh, Next is Turok 3, Shadows of Oblivion. Um, I don't think this game plays quite as well as Rage Wars, but it does have a much more in-depth single-player mode. Yeah. You get, uh, to choose between two different characters who have slightly different campaigns and abilities, and one of them has a grappling hook. So. They sure do. Kudos there. Number 39 is
0: Dr. Mario 64, a game that me and Nicole have gone back to quite a bit nice. since we played this. Uh, you know, it's just Dr. Mario. I guess that's the big complaint you could have against it is mm-hmm. that. The 64 element of it doesn't really enter into it very much. You know what? But fuck, Dr. Mario is so good. I
1: don't like Dr. Mario. You don't like Dr. I'm Mario? I'm anti-Dr. Mario. What? Yeah.
0: Ridiculous. I know. It's ridiculous. I don't, it's it's I don't, I, don't,
1: I don't trust that man. He's a quack. I um, mean, I don't know
0: where he got his license <laughs> from, but either way, like uh, Dr. Mario 64, I enjoyed quite a bit.
1: Uh, next is battle tanks. I already talked about battle tanks. We Double talked about assault. it. Go Your ahead. tank. You blow shit up. Uh, above that, number thirty seven. Snowboard kids two. The deuce. Uh, the deuce. We we liked the original snowboard kids. We really like snowboard kids too. It's a um, much more polished. And again,
0: it's a kart racer that's got this weird mechanic of like hopping a ski lift when you yeah, get to the bottom, which of which is hill. a lot of
1: fun. Snowboard kids two had like the original snowboard kids had some crazy levels of like you're going through a flower field or an amusement park. Yeah. Snowboard kids two has like way more crazy levels. Of of going through outer space yeah. um getting shrunk down and going through someone's house and uh yeah Snowboard gets 2 is one of my personal favorite games on the system so it's, highly recommend it's a charmer it's a charmer for sure
0: number 36 is Mario Party 3 the closest we came, I think, to unironically enjoying a Mario mm-hmm. Party
1: game. And I still just assert that we got lucky on that particular role of a game. It could have been. But, it
0: could have been. But it was a very enjoyable session of Mario Party
1: 3 that we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games were all pretty fun. It was all we, slick. This is, this is maybe another uh, Nintendo 64 moment of us out in the cold, out in the smoke. Yeah. Um, yeah outside that's right. Rosie's house playing Mario Party 3. Oh, that's right. I forgot about all the wildfires. We, all the things we have endured yeah. to get you content week after week. What a fucking bullshit year. Sure. Uh, Next is a game I had to actually roll back a little bit because I didn't want it in the higher section. This is a game I think we overrated a little bit only because of its uh, sort of innovation and sort of feeling of uh, ambition. That's Winback Covert Operations, Mm -hmm. a game that is, you know, it's a cover shooter. Yeah. Which is neat, and it's a cover shooter that, like, cover mechanic works really well. It does, it Um, does. The actual... Core gameplay sometimes leaves a little something. Um, it can be a little frustrating. Can yeah. Your character can be a little overly sticky. Um, but it is still a a neat game if you're interested in like, the evolution of game design. And when you consider, like... Basically, cover is the mechanic that all shooters use. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's, they it, just decide, it, like, oh, this is how you do shooters now and win back one of the earliest. Historically, it's a
0: crazy important game. And it, it is surprisingly fun. I think it's got a really... Uh, it's got some really unique ideas. I think the aiming mechanics are pretty sluggish and walking around feels a little weird, but you have to love what's here. And mm-hmm. the fact that your Nick character's name is like, what is it? John Cougar or something? Yeah, or like something Jack like Cougar. Uh, all right. So that closes out the deeper cuts. We are into what we call the great games. Mm-hmm. All right. And we are starting off with number 34, rocket robot on wheels and i've got to set off an alarm for an award here because this is the award i'm going to give for biggest sleeper hit i think this is the game that people have not really heard of people don't really pay attention to this game you didn't play it when it came out but rocket robot on wheels is great it's from sucker punch it's their first game they would go on to make sly cooper and ghost of tsushima uh, and it's a really fun 3D platformer with an adorable little one-wheeled robot who goes around solving different puzzles and taking command of different vehicles. You get and to the drive puzzles a hot are dog. like
1: super varied. Like some yeah. are based around. Uh, tricky platforming some are based around matching colors yeah. like some are based around driving weird vehicles it's really great
0: it's a charmer it's it's really great it's worth tracking down and it's still a lot of fun to
1: play yeah definitely i i totally agree with you on that uh next is uh Miss Pac-Man Maze Madness yes um a game you have a lot of fondness for you play as Miss Pac-Man i what I'm, i like i'm going hard on sure. Miss Pac-Man yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure for sure I you're love you're all game. in on Miss Pac-Man i was definitely in on this one um you what I like about this game is it does a good job of taking what makes Pac-Man neat of wandering around mazes and eating dots and really adding a lot of fun mechanics that mm-hmm. make it feel like a fully fleshed out uh, modern game. It's I a mean, great li- modern in ninety six
0: It's a great evolution of the of the concept, and it's it's a it's a game that would be amazing on mobile platforms if anyone got around to it because it's just the control stick that's all you use. Mm-hmm. and uh, i've I've gone back to this one a couple times. It's kind yeah. of a game I play casually now. Nice. I really enjoy it.
1: Uh... Oh, I think I think it's. Oh, you. it's me. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Bust a Move Two. We kind of covered Bust a Move already, but uh, this is the game. I, is this the one with the toothpicks in the eyes? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah the, they, w- the
1: horrendous nightmare-inducing box <laughs> art. The,
0: the baffling box art where someone's eyes are being held open with toothpicks to play this game. But you know what? You don't need to force me to play this game. You will play because it it's great. Yeah, and I really enjoy it. It's one of the stronger puzzle games. Super
1: on Super colorful. Bub and Bob are delightful. They um, are. Next is Diddy Kong Racing. Yay! A game yeah. with a ton of content people have a lot of fondness for it's got a lot of character it's got a lot of fun content you know, the I mean, actual racing mechanics, not the best on the system.
0: I'm not going to entertain the concept that it's better than Mario Kart. No. I'm sorry, it's no. not. Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitively not. We've made the list. It's not. Sorry, spoiler yeah, alert.
1: Agreed 100%. It is fun. They kind of combined the uh, two things that the N64 was famous for, collecting pointless goo mm-hmm. and kart racers, and they put them into one game. And monkeys with hats. And monkeys with hats, and the result is Pretty fun. It's fun. It's
0: it's a lot of fun. It, this is a game I didn't really grow up with, but I have enjoyed my time playing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's a lot to recommend here. Same goes for number 30, maybe the most ambitious game on the entire system, and that is mm-hmm. Banjo Tooie. Uh, Rare really out rared themselves on this one. They, they, <laughs> they threw everything in the kitchen sink, and then they threw a couple of kitchen sinks in here as well. Yeah. It's uh, a game that is more massive than you think the N64 can handle. Uh, it's got so many different objectives and it spans different worlds and it's so baffling and frustrating and it
1: asks a and lot addictive. Of you.
0: But it, yeah. it's it the what's here is pretty amazing. The graphics look great and it just kind of continues that banjo charm. They arguably went overboard, but if you ever want to see a rare game, this is the perfect encapsulation of what makes rare. If you
1: want to commit, if if heaven forbid you find yourself testing positive for COVID or yeah. something like that and you're like I got 14 days to kill and I can't leave my room. This is the game to play, definitely, because you do not want to leave your room when you're playing Banjo Tooie because you will forget everything that just happened. You will you will lose track forever. Um, uh, next is a game very near and dear to my heart that is Mortal Kombat Trilogy, a, a top um, ten game for a you, a top actually. ten game it, for me, it, and I you know I'm willing to stick by that. Um, this is this is sort of the final amalgamation of everything that made the 2D Mortal Kombat games what they were. There's just an absurd amount of characters, an absurd amount of violence. Um, and just general over the top silliness. Yeah. Um The Mortal Kombat games, sort of after this, went through a little bit of a dark phase, but have certainly refound their footing. Definitely, yeah. Um, But I think that this was the peak for a while. And after playing uh, the versions for the other systems, I think this is also the best home console version of it was the N64. Okay, all right, Um, all right. Because you didn't have to deal with annoying load times. I'll
0: believe it. I mean, I I liked this game a lot. Uh, I don't don't think uh, Mortal Kombat quite connects with me the same way it has with you, but I, I like this game quite a bit. Same with number 28, Ogre Battle 64, colon Persons of a Lordly caliber. This is uh, the closest you get to a traditional RPG experience on the N64. It's a tactical RPG. It's incredibly dense and complicated. Very satisfying once you figure out some of the mechanics here. But uh really very good and it's unique just because there's no other game quite like this on the N sixty four. Definitely. It works very well and it's it's uh got a great little story and great animation.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of gameplay here to be found for sure. Uh, next is the one that I think snuck up on us both. I'm glad yeah. I feel like I'm very happy with the amount of kind of uh little gems that we found in here. I am I think, too. I think there's enough. Um and this is one, this is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Again, weird to call it a gem because it <laughs> is one of the bigger it, franchises. It's very out there. popular for sure, but I feel like It was not a go-to on the Nintendo 64. Like, I feel like I would associate the Tom Clancy games much more with PlayStation. Uh, But this is just a very cool uh, mechanic of a game. It's a first-person shooter, but it really asks you to plan and use your squad well. Yeah. Um, And also probably the most satisfying co-op we found on the system. I
0: agree. Yeah, I think it's the best co-op game in the system. I think it encapsulates what you want from a co-op game, which is like... You're enjoying the game, but you're also enjoying shouting at your friend on the couch, which I think is like <laughs> exactly. and then like shouting orders. And, I think and that's here the
1: there is a real it. sense because like the enemies can kill you so quickly. Yeah, you need to know where your partner is going. So you guys are approaching things together
0: and noteworthy too that. This is not the type of game that either of us usually gravitate towards. Yes, like we don't usually like these military tactical shooters. So that's a that's that's another mark in its column mm-hmm. that it worked very well. Number twenty six, another surprisingly high marked, uh, high ranked game was Shadow Man. Yeah, uh, really a, a very good third person action adventure game uh, based on the Valiant comic. It's got a lot of personality. It's got a, uh, it's a huge game from what I understand. Yeah. We looked at like forty hours plus of gameplay, uh, and it, it works very well for what it is. It's got know?
1: an African American protagonist, mm-hmm. and rooted rooted thoughtfully in that mythol in a lot of that mythology. Like- yeah. Usually, like the idea of like, oh, he's, there's this like rooted in voodoo mythology kind of makes you cringe a little bit. But yeah, like, yeah, here yeah. it really plays well and um, is really cool. And there's yeah. a talking snake with a top hat. And yeah. I loved it. And it, which I is loved a lot it. of fun. Yeah. The talking snake? The talking snake? Uh, next is Star Wars Shadows of the Empire starring Dash Rendar. Yes. Dash Rendar. Yeah, someone um, mentioned, or, or, or I don't know when it
0: came up, but on a recent episode, we mentioned uh, this is a potential remake. I think
1: Scott said that.
0: Scott said that. Yeah. I would love to see this game as a modern remake. Yeah. They yeah. should
1: really, you know, since Disney just basically uncanonized all of this sort of extended universe stuff, yeah. it feels like they should just take whoever wrote Shadows of the Empire, give them a million dollars, and Come be like, back. we're just going to like remake all this content as a show. Because this is basically what the Mandalorian is, kind of of it's, it's just like a side story of like this cool bounty hunter who goes on an adventure. Yeah, and I think i g eighty eight who you see in the Mandalorian is one of the bosses in this game. Yes. um, yeah, it's just a fun variety of levels, a really cool train level. You get a jet pack. and of course, um, it's
0: famous for like that opening sequence where you can control the uh, the the at. like you can you can lash the at at walkers mm-hmm. and make them fall. Like, that's kind of all I knew about this game going in. But the rest of it is very solid, too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, number 24, I think we probably ranked this too high, no if question. I'm going to be honest. No I question. Think this, this,
1: should, this should be down maybe about 30 places. One of our
0: early but. recommends, but it's Turok Dinosaur Hunter. I think this is one of the big mistakes we've made, because Turok 3 and Turok 2 are both kind of better than this, and Rage Wars. Yeah, no, this is the worst Turok game. But I think we were very impressed with it when we first booted it up, to give it credit where it's due. like I think we first booted this game up, and we're just like, this is a really solid first person shooter. Is. Like, There's it, no question about it. It plays super well for the time period. Like it's got a confusing map. It's extremely foggy. It's got some platforming sections that the later games did away with. Uh, so
1: it doesn't quite hold up. But I will say what I like about this Tarot game more than the other ones is it takes place in a jungle. It does. Like that just that just feels cooler. Like in this game, you're actually hunting dinosaurs. There's a lot of and dinosaurs. so many in, this one. in the old ones you're like or in the other ones, you're like there's these kind of weird, like, bug guys. Or, we didn't like, see a
0: dinosaur once in Turok 3.
1: Yeah, even Turok 2, they're like lizards. Like, okay. Yeah. You have a lizard with, like, a gun on its arm or whatever. That sounds cool, but you know what? It's not as cool as just a velociraptor. No! It's just a straight-up dinosaur is cool, and, like, this is the game that is the most true extension of shooting dinosaurs with shotguns. That's what you want. which which is And bows and arrows. And bo- explosive bows and arrows. So, yeah, we you know, we're both very pro-Turok dinosaur hunter, but it is probably the worst in the Turok games.
0: It's a, it's a weird uh, statistical glitch that came up when averaging out these lists. But Yeah, uh,
1: yeah next is a game I think is great. Um, That is F-Zero X. Yeah. X stands for exactly what you want to play right now. (laughs) Um, That is a super fast racing game. You know, you know what you're getting when you play F-Zero. You are getting fast action and whoo boy. It's so fast. It's so fast. They basically took out every aspect of the game that didn't matter, which is sort of going to be your background animations, just to make it as fast as possible. Yeah. But very impressively, it still plays music, which is very exciting music for the whole duration. Yeah. Yeah, that's I I I like that game a lot. The courses are are really fun, really exciting, and um, very difficult, but not not in a frustrating way. You still feel like you can win.
0: Do for a (laughs) comeback. Do for a comeback. As is this next
1: game. Well, not, uh, not only due for a comeback, it's, it's getting, getting one. one. Yeah. It's getting one, finally. Another Another <laughs> game uh, I think we talked about and said, when is this coming back? Yeah, yeah. And, like it made sense, and then we
0: willed it into existence yeah, with just the exactly. sheer force of our nerdiness. That's number 22, Pokemon Snap. Uh, this was a top ten for me. I nice. I love Pokemon Snap. I think it's a really charming, original idea. There's so many little secrets to find. It's kind of like a mix between on-rail shooting and photography, mm-hmm. with a very fun, like interactive, dynamic Pokemon theme. Uh, I think I just think it's delightful. I can't wait to play the new one with all the new characters and the new Switch functionality. Uh, I think it's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, no question. Uh, next is I'm actually surprised to see this game so high, but you know it makes sense. Yeah, uh, this is Mario Tennis. Yeah, number twenty one. Uh, number twenty one. Hey, whatever happened to that? Uh, didn't we have like some? Uh, there should be another tennis game, like Jimmy Connors Tennis or Andrew we, Chang's Tennis. We did. We did All Star Tennis. Yeah, that was way. No, like, but isn't there a different? Wasn't there a different tennis game? No, there's no, another no. tennis game.
0: Just the it, two? No, on N64. Yeah, no. only two. I swear to God, only two. no Mario tennis all-star tennis 99 those are the only ones we had okay pause the podcast
1: okay sorry everyone I got confused and thought there was another tennis game that there's not but thankfully we we have settled that mystery that no one else cared about (laughs) um the point is Mario tennis is a lot of fun sure is you play as your beloved Mario characters um, um and instead of Mario golf which is boring you uh it plays very fast they all play differently and there's fun, like, arcade goofy mechanics of power shots and hitting it through rings. It's a lot of weird modes where, like, the levels sort of turn and spin and sort of mess with your bounce. Um, very, very fun uh, game, be it one-player or four-player. And, hey, you could also play the Mario Tennis Game Boy game. Um, Which Which is is, like an RPG. Which is recommended, and then use your transfer pack and move your boring-ass characters um, to play them on the N64. (laughs) Move them on in. Yeah, you're like, oh, you know how you can play as Mario or Peach and Bowser, these characters you love? Why not play as generic white dude? And, And, of course... And I have to spend all my life playing as generic white dude. I know, right? Uh, The greatest legacy, of course, of Mario Tennis is that it
0: gave us the the sexual icon that is Waluigi. Uh, So thank you, Mario Tennis, for giving us Waluigi... All right, we are in our top 20 now. Top 20 games on the N64. And number 20 might surprise you. It doesn't really surprise us because we played it, and it's great. Yep. And it's Quake 2. Quake 2 really surprised us, because not only did we not know Quake 2 was on the system, (laughs) we didn't know it was a really excellent port, an excellent multiplayer game, an excellent single-player game, just an all-around great first-person shooter. Yeah, fun
1: uh, sci-fi weaponry is really cool. Rather than that sort of pasted-on background the way the original Quake has, it feels fully 3D. We talked about,
0: like, Quake, like, it's kind of half sci-fi and then half like medieval, mm-hmm. and then with a little bit of like satanic kind of mixture in there. It's it's kind of a mess. Quake Two is a straight up sci fi shooter. It knows what it is, and it's really
1: high quality. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm going to say it right now. I believe that Quake Two and Rocket Robot on Wheels are the big two. They, I think so. I think, I think that think so. that's your takeaway from this podcast. If you listen to all three hundred of our list games. Those are the ones that you might not know are very good. Yeah, yeah, right? I think so. They definitely are. And, you know, we've found plenty of others that are as well, but not quite to that level.
0: Yeah, nothing quite blew us away like um, those two.
1: The next one is is also very good, but I feel like has a more known reputation. That's yeah. Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, yeah. which is a um, sort of 3D action adventure game Um, And not quite, you know, there's platforming involved, but that's not a huge component of it. No. Mostly you're just exploring this world and it's just a super charming fun world. Like, for all the colorful uh, graphics and design in the uh, Goemon universe, Mystical Ninja universe, like, they really translate it well into 3D. Yeah. And there's a just i just remember that tremendously funny section where you get absorbed into this giant robot and it plays this very cool theme song and yes. does like this anime style intro
0: the music in uh, mystical ninja is so effing good and i just i still just immediately seeing this i'm thinking Gunbody, hey Gunbody. like yeah. it, i just yeah it's it's dope this game was a lot of fun it had some bad fog to it but like i was willing to look past it even though i am <laughs>
1: Anti fog. <laughs> Anti fog.
0: <laughs> uh, number eighteen. A game I'm very pro yeah. is Blast Core. This what is what a neat, neat game. What a cool game! Not a lot of games out there like Blast Core. You just play uh, a guy controlling various vehicles, and you're trying to escort a train carrying missiles, and you do that with lots of great destruction physics. It's kind of like a real-time
1: action puzzle game. It, uh, it puts puts the love of destroying stuff to good use, as opposed to like oh, you can destroy all these houses for friendly fire or whatever. You're like, you need to destroy this or, like, this nuclear missile will go off. Yeah. So it's up to you to save humanity.
0: And, I mean, if in case you get bored driving dunk trucks, then you, you get mechs later on. Yeah. You get big-ass robot There's just men. There's so and, like, many,
1: like, super cool creative vehicles. There's one vehicle where you have to go off big jumps and land on top of buildings to yeah. destroy them. Really creative. Everything controls
0: game. super differently, and yeah. it's a very hard game. It's it is very, a very it's, hard, it's very game. challenging. But
1: the levels are short enough that you do feel inspired to keep giving them another try. For sure. Uh, next is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. Look, we love all the Pro Skater games. Yeah, they're all fantastic. This one is no exception. This is definitely. Probably the weirdest slash worst way to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 because that came out on next generation consoles. That was kind of and the it, issue that we were into. It runs at 60 fr- Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 on PS2. One of the greatest games ever runs at 60 frames a second. You can get kind of the same experience here, but why would you?
0: Look, uh, it, it's it's uh it's extremely high quality. It's just maybe not the best of it. And I think we neither of us had the same kind of nostalgic attachment to this one, right? As we might have to the other two. Agreed. Number sixteen is a recent episode, uh, and that is Perfect Dark, a extremely ambitious, polished, multi-variable uh, first-person shooter game from the creators of GoldenEye. Really great. Uh, yeah, I didn't no have question. a whole lot of experience playing Perfect Dark before this, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I like the world, I like the gameplay, and there's a lot of great co-op and multiplayer
1: options on there that kind yep. of set it apart. Yep. I think we didn't want we didn't want this game to bleed into the essentials because it does step on the toes so much of GoldenEye. But it does, it, and it also has some kind of
0: repetitive level design, which really worked against confusing
1: it. missions. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but yeah, but that
0: is the top tier of our great games. That yeah. one's just out of the essentials. Everything yeah. from here on, we consider the essentials. These fifteen games are the games you absolutely need to have for your Nintendo sixty-four. No. Question. What's the first one of those? The
1: first one of those is Resident Evil 2. Holy like, shit. Yeah, I mean, look, we all know Resident Evil 2 is a great game. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps the best Resident Evil game, maybe Perhaps not if yeah. you if you know that Resident Evil 4 is the best, but um it definitely gives it a run for its money. And surprisingly, N64 port, very good. I think there's no will... there's no embarrassment playing this on N64. This will go down, I think, as I think this this
0: has a real claim of being one of the best ports ever made because mm-hmm. this is a game that should in no way work on the N64. It is so much voice acting and video cutscenes and like advanced graphics. Somehow they managed to fit all this into a cartridge. In a way that mimics the PS1. Uh maybe the sound's not quite as good, but this was my first Resident Evil game. Uh and it really brought me into the to the gameplay. And I was so pleasantly surprised to see that this game really holds up on the N sixty four.
1: So the point is you should play Resident Evil two, and if you play it on N sixty four, that's totally fine. Yeah. Or you could play you know, you could play the remake. It's all good. Um I'm gonna take this next yeah, I think one. you have to. This is you know what? This is a big one. I pushed for this game to be higher. Not really, because I'm I'm perfectly happy labeling this game as essential. Yeah. Next is NBA Hangtime, number fourteen. It ended as my number one game on the list. Yeah. It was not quite your number one. You guys no. you guys do the math, figure out where it was on Steve's list to get it at number fourteen. Yeah. But um, look, NBA Jam, total arcade classic. No question oh, about no that. No question. No question. NBA Hangtime is the best version of that game. And the Nintendo 64 version is the best home version of that game. Yeah, and so if you just like crazy, insane basketball of people doing flips, catching on fire, and just addictive, fast-paced gameplay, NBA Hang Time, it's got to be part of your collection. Oh, no
0: and- question. I I loved it. I loved it. I really did. Like I didn't quite have it in my number one, but I really did love this game. It's it's uh, extremely high quality arcade. Action basketball. And, and
1: for player, it plays very well with four people because everyone's got a role to play. And this game, I'm giving an award. This is a game that I just, I just think about it a lot. Yeah. Every time, if I'm, you know, if for whatever situation, I'm not able to make it over, so I need to play the game at home. I will always bookend my playing of the game by playing it NBA being time. We, we still just, have
0: to arrange I, some time for you and Dan Amrick to play sure. against each other because I well, imagine I mean, you're that's comparable a tough skill sell. levels it's even a, though he's in the game.
1: Sure. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it just is something about... You know, I think we all have those games where our body just knows how it feels and just the act of playing it feels very, very good. Yeah, and, for sure. And this is this is that game for me, um, much like I imagine the next game on the list is for you. Yeah, my number
0: 13, and that is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, the original. This was the Tony Hawk game I played the most. I had this on the Dreamcast and I played it a lot. The N64 version is a very respectable port of it. It doesn't have the same music quality that you have in other versions because they only have to play little, like, truncated clips of it. But the gameplay is extremely solid. It's a nostalgic favorite, and the original Tony Hawk still holds up. If you want to prove that, play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. that came out this year, the remake and uh, the packaged
1: version of both games. It's great. Yeah, no question. Um, Next is Star Fox 64, a game that still holds up. Barrel roll! Do a barrel roll. Barrel roll! Um... This game basically avoids all the problems. Like we complain about knife edge or whatever having um or arrow fighters assault. Like you just fly past the enemies and it's all feels very loose and frustrating. There's none of that here. No. This game is so, so cinematic. Like, um, the this was one of the earliest games that had voice acting, even though it was unfortunately just Slippy telling you to get guys off of him. <laughs> um, slippy. Um, the Rumble Pack uh, came out here, yeah. integrated in a very satisfying way. W- one of these situations where it was sort of the first integration of the Rumble Pack and probably the best. Like, it makes yeah. the most sense in this game a bunch of different pathways to go through, things to explore. Like, it's again, it's not a very long game. Yeah, you could
0: you beat can, this in 30 minutes, or you could stretch it out, explore everything, and beat it in, like, a couple hours.
1: Right, well, because you have to play it multiple times to see all the paths, and the unlocks to get them can be very challenging and satisfying. So just, yeah, it's a great game.
0: Number 11 is my personal favorite puzzle game, maybe the best puzzle game ever made. Wow. A, defi- a definite yeah. contender for it. And that is Pokemon Puzzle League. This is the N64 version of Tetris Attack. Mm-hmm. It's got a whole suite of extra features and bonus uh, content. And at the core of it, you just have an exceptional puzzle game, a match mm-hmm. three where you're swapping from uh, horizontal angles. Uh, we've talked about our love of Puzzle Attack on this show a lot, no. Tetris Attack a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a fantastic competitive puzzle game.
1: And the uh, the Pokemon... Uh, license fits very well into yeah. it. They were able to basically make the color scheme match all the different types of Pokemon, but they all look very clean and they give you a lot of characters to choose from. Yeah. So even though they all say annoying, repetitive garbage, yeah, you can pick different player characters to really mix up your repetitive garbage. Definitely. No, this this is, this is a fantastic game. No question that uh, somehow, regardless of if you play at depon, uh or pokemon puzzle league or some other variation of it you you need to play it's always going to this, this be great but this might be one of the better ways yeah definitely um, speaking of things that are always we're in our top great, 10 we're in oh, our top man. 10 holy smoke we might have a couple of surprises here for uh, you i don't know a few <laughs> maybe one or maybe, two. One. One, or maybe two. one but probably not this one which is super smash brothers yeah super smash brothers is a lot of fun sure there, there's no question about it it's it has deservedly become a Nintendo institution and really just a video gaming institution. And this is the one that started it all. Yeah. And still has... Uh, it still has its own charms. It like, does. Like, like yeah, I this said This is repeatedly. the primordial
0: version yeah. of the game that we've come to love, but it, the mechanics are still there.
1: But it, but and they're like, different. Like, you're, you're sort of more rooted. It's a slower, more deliberate-paced thing. Like, you're probably not... If you got ultimate, you're probably not going back and playing your Wii U smash brothers that much, but you might go back and play the N64 one. That's true. Um, cause it's got its own unique vibe. Um, yeah, th- th- there's no question that it's, it's a must own on this. Oh, system. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming into number
0: nine. And this might be the one that surprises people. Number nine is going to be Rayman 2: the great escape. This is a game that debuted on the N64. Weirdly. I think it was more popular on the dreamcast and PlayStation, mm-hmm. but this is where it started. It's the follow-up to Rayman, which came a couple years earlier. It is a hundred percent one of the best 3D platformers on the system. Mm-hmm. It is has gorgeous music. It has a nice, like, kind of dark, haunting atmosphere. The gameplay is fresh and original. The controls are tight. There's a lot of variety here. A lot There's of just, like fun
1: vehicle sections in the way that like you know, battle toads might have something, but not yeah. nearly as annoying as that.
0: There's a whole chase sequence where the camera's inside a monster's mouth, and, like, <laughs> you see teeth chomping as you're trying to escape it. It's endlessly creative, and it was it was a real surprise and a real delight. I mean, obviously, I'd heard the game was great, but I didn't think
1: it would hold up quite as well as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, Next is Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, a weird, weird game by really any standards. Yeah, it really just really just gets under your skin in a way that most Zelda games don't. It's memorable and crazy, like having that horrible moon looking down on you. Um, And, you know, it's built totally from the bones of uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. But in doing so, they were able to get two Zelda games on this system and really explore things in a lot of weird ways. And the end result is a Zelda game that is... Totally unique amongst Zelda games. It's
0: dark. It's weird. It's also getting an award for me for best music. Okay. The music in Majora's Mask might be better than Ocarina of Time because Interesting. it's darker. It's more spare. I like that they lean on silence a lot, mm-hmm. like as a musical choice, which is a weird thing to say, but it works. Uh it's a frustrating game. It's a flawed game, but it's an undeniable game. And it's hard to, it's hard to shake. Yeah. Number 7 uh Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 the best of the Tony Hawks yeah. uh yeah I think I have come in recent u- uh since since playing the remake I've really come to embrace manuals. Good, I know how to do them now. I'm sure. pretty good at Wait, them.
1: Definitely one of the low points of the podcast. But one <laughs> of the the great shocking moments was the realization that Steve did not know you could manual in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. That's the thing. I I had only played one.
0: Yeah, so like I'd I'd missed out on that mechanic completely. But it really opens up the game. It makes for some crazy long combos, and there are just some great stages going on here. It's a it's a fantastic game.
1: Yeah, no question. Yeah, one of one of the all time great games, and it, I always find it fun when uh. A sports game can sneak into just being objectively great and not just being a great sports game. Oh, yeah. It's and for everybody. Tony yeah. Hawk's for everybody. And this is one, too. And, you know, this is a weird spot because you, you got to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, though this version is just objectively worse than the PlayStation version. Yeah. Because, it's, of, because of the music. But it doesn't matter. If it's still great. It's still great. Uh, you know, next is a game also still great. GoldenEye007, mm-hmm. unfortunately, due to math, ended up at number six. I know, <laughs> <It was> so, <laughs> frustrating, so frustrating,
0: so frustrating. Yeah, we should have moved that around. Yeah, we
1: should have switched that and Tony Hawk. Anyway, um, GoldenEye007, you know it, you love it. You play as James Bond, you get an AK-47, you shoot at some weird pasty-faced pasty, pasty face dudes. You definitely do. Um, but, boy, what, you know what? I'm going to give this game best music. Hey, hey. good call, good, um, good call, good call. Even though I'm very tempted to give it to the games ahead of it, but... Uh, there's something about that spy music, just immediately iconic, sounds so good. Um, this is one of the very. There's not a lot of games where you could close your eyes and know what game someone is playing. Yeah. But this is, this one. is definitely one of them in just terms from of the, hearing, way the like, guns and the screams sound. I can hear
0: the Nintendo logo spinning around. <laughs> yeah. Like that's right all from you need the to, instant. You just need to play that note. And yeah. you're good. You're good. Yeah. GoldenEye, it's. God damn it's still so fun. Yeah. It's still so fun. Even though it's like. Perfect Dark might be a more refined version of what this is. There's just n- there's a there's a there's a perfection to the synthesis here that just really really works. Mm-hmm. GoldenEye is still a blast. Number 5, Another Game still a blast, still heavily in my rotation. Mario Kart 64. Uh still one of my favorite Mario Kart's. I can't yeah. really honestly make the claim that it's one of the best. But it is no. still one of my very favorites. I think I, I know the mechanics better on this game than anything, and it's the one I'm going to go back to the most mm-hmm. if I'm having friends over to play a game. I'm breaking out Mario Kart 64. No question. It's great.
1: Yeah, not, not a whole lot needs to be said about Mario Kart 64. No, we got it. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, Do it. Banjo-Kazooie, another game I would happily give best music to. Yeah. Um, but I think I've praised the music of Banjo-Kazooie enough. Actually, no, I haven't. Banjo-Kazooie music, so, so good. So good. So good. Makes so good joyful, of so fun. Makes good use of banjos. Um, which is not a thing you can say about a lot of things. It's true. Um,
0: it's weird to think that Banjo-Kazooie is one of the most pared down and restrained rare games.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's you, true because it seems so crazy at it, the time. It's
0: like, yeah, it's very, it's kind of overwhelming at the time. But You play it now, it's like, wow, this is pretty straightforward and simple. I only collect 400 <laughs> items per level and yeah, not 8,000. I only 000. have
1: like... 12 moves yeah <laughs> um yeah it's like so many fun uh abilities to learn gruntilda's such a fun character um just so much personality here and it was really it was you know it really set the precedent of what rare did um which would just get out of hand pretty quickly yeah um, but this is the game that still does it the best all right, the big three, Holy the top smokes. three games on the system. Can you predict what they are? You probably can. Number three
0: was my number one, but yep. this balanced out because of averages, and that is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, an absolute masterpiece Anyway, you slice yep. it. One of the greatest games ever made. You don't really need me to say too much more about it. But I, I've played this a dozen times. I'll happily play this a dozen more nice. on N64 or any other console. It holds the fuck up. Ocarina of time. If for some reason you've been sleeping on it, wake the fuck up and <laughs> yeah. go play it.
1: Go play it. Then play Majora's Mask. You yes, have a, you have a good time. All I right. Was, I was a little surprised at our number two. Honestly, I'm, I'm very, like, I'm very happy. I'm with very happy two. with it. This, too. this I believe. And I, you know what? Let's give this an award. Yeah, this is the best age game on the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm happy that it's number two instead of number one. But I would say if you were going to go back and play any game on the system, this is the one that holds up the best Mm -hmm. and feels the most modern because the mechanics are just so so clean. Um, And the the game is. It, oh, the game is called Paper Mario. Oh, there it Perhaps is. Perhaps you've heard of it. I couldn't remember um, if we said it or not. No, we didn't say it. I was trying I was trying to create some suspense. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I that's okay. Say, yeah, no, we're, no, no. we're almost there. It's Paper uh, Mario. It's Paper Mario. It's awesome. It's a, basically a clean, simplified RPG um, set in the Paper Mario universe, which this created. And, um, yeah, just like the battle mechanics are all so clean because they use nice single digit numbers. Yes. None of this, your attacks are doing 40,000 damage and then you have to calculate how much health you have. The, the dynamic, uh, fight scenes in this game,
0: uh, really kind of ruined most RPGs for me. Like I, I love the interactive, the timing based. It's a great synthesis of platforming and RPG mechanics with a really cute, colorful, original looking package. It's it's a slam dunk across the board. No, Paper Mario. Yeah. No question. It's fantastic. I don't think it's really any surprise what our number one game <laughs> sure. is. But let's just say it anyway. It is Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, neither of our number one game. We both had right. this at number two, but it just kind of averaged out to be the highest because we split the difference yep. elsewhere. But Mario, I mean, Super Mario 64, it's it's undeniable. It's the game that's synonymous with the N64.
1: No, no other it game. It kind of wrecked the
0: curve from day one.
1: No other game has been so, maybe, maybe Halo on the original Xbox. Maybe. That is the only game that is going to be as closely associated with a system yeah. as Mario 64 was with the N64. It's and deservedly so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's influenced an entire genre of games. It's it's uh, the, kind of one of the most important games of the generation. I think pretty much every game on the N sixty four was trying to imitate this one, and it mm-hmm. fell short because whatever little magic ingredient that this game had, it just translated so perfectly. It set the template for what three D gaming was going to look like,
1: and it has. It's had you know spectacular legs. Like yeah, people the basically the whole. ROM hacking community, like this is the game that people have rallied around probably more than anything, certainly on the N64. Um, there's just so many ways to play it, variations. Um, and you know, yeah, it delivers on every front. Like we I think we all can remember there's a few games where like you remember the first time that you saw it. Yeah. And like this is one of them, and you're like, holy shit, the future is now and the future Yeah, Nintendo
0: 64. (laughs) Oh, it's crazy! It's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it's one of those games that really does feel like it was the future, you know. And uh, it 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 kind of wrecked the curve for a lot of games following after. And that's not an exciting way to end the list. Like I think everyone could have predicted it was probably going to be this or Zelda Mm -hmm. at at number one. But you also can't argue with the facts. You just can't argue that this is a, a brilliant game. It's damn near perfect as far as 3D platformers are concerned, and it defined the N64 in a
1: way that few other games have. And we have defined the N64 in a way that few podcasts ever have. We have. For the, what are we on? Hour six of this episode? Three this and point? a half. Okay. Three and a half.
0: Before this, our longest episode was an hour and a half. We have <laughs> wrecked that curve forever. If there's anybody still listening, <laughs> God, kudos to you yeah. for making it this entire way through this <laughs> countdown. And thank you for letting us be indulgent on this one. We, we've we put in three years on this console. You can
1: give us three hours. We
0: wanted to give it the full, proper
1: send-off before we move on to the Wii U. Here we go! I was checking in books at the library, mm-hmm. and one of the books was a Berenstain Bears book. Um, and what I noticed is they go to school at Bear County Public Schools. Okay. Which is very odd because my understanding of the Berenstain Bears mm. was they simply replaced the humans with bears in this world. So it re- exists in an alternate sort of dimension where the humans are just bears. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, like, so that would essentially be the equivalent. It, it's just an awareness of them knowing. Like, I never, it never occurred to me that they knew that they're bears. You know what I like, mean? Like, like
0: we wouldn't have a human county?
1: Exa- exactly. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And that so sense. to me, what that implies is that there are humans in this world. Okay. Though are there other animals in the Berenstain Bears that they interact with? Is it like a Richard Scary um, type situation? Or is it all bears? I
0: don't think so. I think I'm confusing it with the... The Mercer Meyer little critter books, because I always confuse those. Oh, yeah, like, I can see those. Kind of yep. like the porcupine looking thing. Yep. They almost look like they're kind of in the same universe, but I don't think they are. I think it's all bears. I, I couldn't tell you for I, sure. I
1: also think it's all bears. It's been a while since I've been at the dentist office, okay. which is the only place I read Berenstain Bears books. It's <laughs> a good I'll, place. Also, to read I don't know. That's where I
0: catch up on my highlights.
1: Too. Sure. Is it. Okay. I'm not going to get into this whole memory debate and whatnot, but like, is it baron stain bears or baron steen bears like i know it's a like yeah, this is yeah. just a fact but is it steen or stain i think it's stain it's okay baron stain. okay baron stain so I, I will make more of an effort it's, yeah. it's kind of like getting your pronouns right is yeah, remembering yeah, yeah, to yeah. baron stain bears <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: and the movie is shazam not kazam
1: okay it's okay. shazam
0: with sinbad not kazam with Shaq. that doesn't exist it's the sinbad is version
1: kazam kazam is nothing
0: Right. No, Kazam's real.
1: Oh, goddamn it! Kazam's Steve. the real
0: one. Kazam's the real one. Shazam with the Sinbad is the fake okay, one. Okay, but Shazam, but Shazam is, is, a... is now a real movie. That's a right, DC movie. Be, but
1: Shazam was a pre-existing thing, and it's the thing that Billy Batson says to turn yeah, into Captain Marvel. That's the AKA DC comic thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the other thing was just people misremembering okay. and being a little racist and not knowing black guys. Apart from sure. Each other.
1: So yeah, are you gonna delete all this? Co- is this our test or is this going in?
0: Oh, I mean, this is all a test, but I mean, this is gold. So oh, I don't sure. know, but we can I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going.
1: Okay, we're starting. Hey, we're everyone. Starting. Hi.
0: <laughs> we just wanted to jump in because we were looking at that wrap-up episode, and we're like, wow, three and a half hours. We That's, that's nothing. We can pad this out yeah. with more.
1: There's one thing that this episode needs. It's more of us talking and wow. almost falling asleep. Oh,
0: my God. We definitely need that. Uh, we just wanted to read a couple of letters that came in in the time that, since we recorded the last episode. We recorded it a little early, so we wanted to make sure that we got these in, as well as some of the tweet responses we got from people in response to our little cartridge giveaway
1: contest thingy. (laughs) So this is more self-congratulatory victory laps for us. You didn't get enough of that. Didn't get enough of that. In the past three and a half hours.
0: Uh, This first letter says, Dear Steve Woody and and every guest, I almost read that as sexy guest. I
1: don't know. (laughs) All our guests are
0: sexy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I just (laughs) wanted to say congratulations on working through the entire N64 catalog. Through countless racing games, sports games, far-reaching trivia, shovelware, and eternal classics alike, it's been incredible listening week in and week out since day one over the past
1: three and a half years. Thanks, day one. I'm Uh, impressed.
0: You've been a wonderful travel companion in all those past years, from plane rides to and from China to the hills of California, countless trips across the border to New Jersey, and my humble commute to and from work in the before times.
1: This person lives a much more interesting life than either of us. Oh, yeah, way more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Hearing you revisit Christmas gifts and weekend blockbuster rentals has brought great joy to my life. Even though we didn't always agree, Mischief Makers and Wetrix were good. Uh, You've always brought the the good word of Goemon and Space Station Silicon Valley to the masses, and even given me some titles that I've never overlooked, like Hybrid Heaven and Win Back sound really interesting. Uh, I can't wait to take the leap from a console I hold so dear to one I literally never played with all of you. (laughs) Here's some more years of laughs and uh, diamonds in the rough, and maybe even some more weird episodes like the Scooby-Doo lost episode. Oh, yeah. Congrats again, and good luck going forward. And that's from Danny in Philly.
1: Thanks, Danny and Look, Philly.
0: Look, I'd love to do more weird episodes, but you don't just stumble across these authentic <laughs> Scooby-Doo episodes every day. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a rare find. Like, I, I wouldn't have, you know,
1: you, you can't just count on finding these. Sure. I will also say, um, you know, and I don't mean this to diminish this the size of our accomplishments, but... uh, I feel like some of those early episodes we might have put a little more effort into. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. we're like, hmm, we've been doing this a uh, year and a half. Maybe it becomes more of a sort of just, yep, going to go record another episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, there's a degree of that. Yeah. There's a degree
1: of that. Uh, but I- hey, maybe uh, maybe once we get reinvigorated on a new system, yeah, uh, we'll be able to put more effort in that stuff again. I'm excited. Um, all right. Our next letter says, hey, Stephen Woody, I enjoyed the Perfect Dark episode. Remember, the guest mentioning it's crazy that the first-person shooter plays so well with only one analog stick. Well, and a bunch of auto-aim. Players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Perfect Dark supports plugging in two controllers and holding one in each hand for two stick controls? Ooh, Robotron, Robotron style. style. Yeah, jinx. There, <laughs> you can't talk anymore. Sorry. No, no. This is the end of the podcast. All right, Woody, go ahead. <laughs> there are a few different <laughs> options, and you might have to switch hands and modder... Wait. There are a few different options, and you might have to switch hands and modders and. When modders have even stuck controllers together. Hey, pl- please proofread your letters before you send them to us. <laughs> or Can- I should,
0: that's on me too. Sure. I usually proofread them. Oh, got I it. it. This
1: time, um, congrats on completing the N64 games. Cheers, Adam Bradbury. Thanks, Adam. And that's, um, that's really cool the sort of dual joystick mechanism. Though, somehow, it feels like it would be a lot harder than with Robotron, because Perfect Dark is such a more complicated game. Right, yeah, you have a lot more
0: that you have to kind of figure out, uh, which, yeah, that would be a lot. Um, Oh, did I lose it? Where'd I go? Okay, here it is. Uh, Dear, okay, Uh, hello, Woody and Steve. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on finishing out the Nintendo 64 catalog. The 64 is a very special place in my heart, and I've spent many long hours searching for controllers and games for the console. I'm not a con. It's not a console I grew up with, but around 2008, I traveled to my cousin's wedding and found a 64 with a controller and a copy of Top Gear Rally (laughs) at a car boot sale for $30. It's a console I'd always wanted to get, but I thought it would be much more expensive. I was excited to try it when at first it didn't seem to be working despite the power light coming on. (laughs) I was disheartened. With some coaxing of the cartridge, I managed to get it running, and I was pulled right into the N64 world. The game was blurry (laughs) and controlled terribly, especially with the loose thumbstick on my controller, but I loved it. To this day, I still do time trials on the beach level and try to improve my times. But that one game led to a passion for 64 collecting, in particular, controllers, I have somewhere over 20 controllers. I've spent many hours taking them apart, lovingly cleaning the insides, and installing new, shorter GameCube-style replacement thumbsticks. Okay. I only own around 40 Nintendo 64 games, but with some classics like F-Zero, Super Smash Brothers, and Mario Kart. As
1: we proved on this podcast, you do not need more than 40 Nintendo 64 games. Yeah, that's about where you need to be.
0: Uh, I've had many hours of fun that I can say uh, that nostalgia isn't a requirement for this console. The graphics, gameplay, and particularly camera control may seem dated now, but the colorful style, vibrant music, and innovative ideas that some, not all of course, N64 (laughs) games show make it a console that deserves to be fondly remembered and still be enjoyed. My question for you is about controllers. Have you ever had an interest in collecting more controllers, particularly some of the appealing ones, like the futuristic range of colored see-through ones? I have a decent selection of the colors, and I'm hoping to make a wall-mounted display for some of them. Thank you for giving us so much excellent content to enjoy. Your podcast is truly one of the best available anywhere all. And it's a shame more people won't listen to it because of the somewhat niche subject matter. I still love the hey, N64. Well, that, that's on
1: you, listeners. <laughs> We're putting it out there. You go out, you you tell people to listen.
0: Uh, I still love the N64 as my favorite console is still mentioned, at least occasionally, on the podcast changes over to it the week It may or, or may not
1: come up No, it's forbidden. Twice. It's forbidden. Oh, yeah, we made that rule. It
0: says, a genuine thank you from Sean in Australia. and it says, P.S., are you familiar with the game Sheep Raider, named she- Sheep, Dog, and Wolf in PAL regions for PS1 and PC? It's an amazing 3D platformer that I've loved since childhood and will sing the praises to anyone who will listen. Sheep Raider. Is I, that a is that a Wile e. Coyote game?
1: Well, no, it's not a Wiley e. Coyote game, but oh. it's, it's a Looney. I think it's a Looney Tunes game. Remember the bit they did in Looney Tunes with like Morning Doug, Morning Gray, like oh, the yeah, dog yeah. and the wolves like c- clock in and out. Well, okay, I the, believe it's, it's that. It I don't looks know what kind of like. The I don't coyote. know what that
0: was a Looney Tunes bit, right? It was Looney Tunes, but I definitely. don't know. I
1: don't remember the name of those characters.
0: Okay, yeah, but, I don't either. Except like Sam and Dave or something. Apparently, <laughs> uh, sure,
1: beloved <laughs> beach rock
0: singer Sam and Dave. <laughs> sure, everyone's favorite. <laughs> Uh controllers. Uh you know, I we I have quite a few yeah. of them. You they kind you kind of accrue them more sure. than collect them after a while. Like uh, I don't know. I thought for a while, it's like maybe that's something else I need to do is just kind of try and get one of every console, one of every color, and then I decided that's really just well, not that's necessary w- for
1: me. That's where I topped off, in, uh, and N64 is probably the con- the system I have the most memory of controllers for because it's the one I remember the most people having third-party controllers for. Yeah. And you would play like Mario Kart or Smash Brothers and be like, all right, who wants to use the third-party one? Yeah, yeah. And no one wanted to, and they were weird because they didn't have like the 3rd third- the the end nubs they were like short oh they just right have the long middle one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It had, so I would think once you have first party controllers and I have four different control colors so mm-hmm. that everyone gets their own control, color which is fun oh yeah and yeah. like that's enough for me um I would say my interest in controllers is ones that like our games are built around yeah yeah like um. You know your your rock band uh, peripheral, yeah. I guess more peripherals, your dance pads, yeah. Uh, your your DK bongos, oh yeah. Samba de amigo maracas.
0: You need. The, I I love the weird ones. Your <laughs> yeah. res vibrator controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah but all just of
1: those. like straight up, I'm going to collect all the different colors has not quite appealed to me. Yeah, no, I, though I do, I do get the appeal.
0: I do get the appeal. They okay. they look like candy, and uh, they, it's kind of a fun kooky design. But yeah, thank you for the letter. <laughs>
1: Hello, Steve from Minecraft, Woody from Toy Story, and potential guests from other pop culture references. All um right. I uh, anyway, sure. <laughs> after stumbling upon your podcast while trying to find the Bomberman Hero soundtrack on Spotify, nice that's a, that's a good search in. Yeah. <laughs> I have to thoroughly enjoyed listening to you guys review both the games I loved as a child and ones I never heard about. Bomberman Hero and Rocket Robot on Wheels were my two favorite games to play as a kid. Good taste. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to see that you guys, in oh, excluding Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I was excited to see that you guys enjoyed playing through these lesser-known games as much as I did. Being born in 97, I was a little too young to get in the experience of playing games right as they released. What, your parents? You, you were six months. Your parents were like, here, yeah. have this copy of Quake. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, enjoyed booting up the N64 throughout my high school and college years. The drinking game we used to play involved the original Super Smash Brothers and level 9 CPUs. Four people would pick a character, and whichever character won, that person would be the unlocked lucky shot taker. Oh, so you're like betting on them. Um... I'm slowly going back through the catalog to listen to all the episodes, and I can say that each one has me sufficiently interested, regardless of my own experience with that particular game. There's a lot of hidden gems that I might look into acquiring copies of, mainly NBA Showtime. No, <laughs> since Woody rates it so highly, NBA Hangtime. Hang. Just to be clear, hang. don't play Showtime. Play Hangtime. Don't show. Hang. hang. Yeah. I wish you guys the best going into the new era of the podcast, and we'll continue listening every week. Yours truly, Alan from Texas. P.S. My vote... Oh, this ties into the uh, last letter. My oh. vote for best extra attachment for Nintendo consoles goes to the DK Bongos. Oh, there we go. With Donkey Konga. I spent way too long playing that game. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Um, yeah. One time... <laughs> I, for whatever reason, be had four Donkey Kong bongos at one point. Oh, and my so God. I had many people over to my house, <laughs> and we played four-player Donkey Konga 2. Okay. Where you could not, due to the nature of the game of having four different people whacking and clapping the side of the bongos, <laughs> you could not hear the game at all. Oh, no. It was just a cavalcade of noise.
0: Can, can you do that with, like, uh, what's, what's, like, the platformer? Uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Right, right, right. Can you do that, like, with multiplayer or... I I believe it is only a one-player Okay, game. damn, that because that would be, like, a nicely chaotic, like, multiplayer mode, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody bouncing around, and, like, that sounds like... I, I really want to graft those bongos onto, like, a fighting game or something, similar to when you did the DDR pads for Soul Calibur. Oh, Calibre. yeah, like,
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, there's videos of that. There's, um... A gentleman online, I don't know, I never remember anyone's username, but there's videos online of people playing through Dark Souls with all kinds of different. Controllers. Yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. beat the game Dark Souls using a banana. <laughs>
0: really? I, <laughs> they, yeah.
1: It's so, so strange.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, well, thank you. That's awesome, Alan. Thank you for that letter. Um, next one starts Hi, all. Hi. Uh, two questions. One, why is there such an obscene amount of NFL quarterback club on the used market? It seems like they are the official replacement shell for most collectors. (laughs) Yeah. And two, why do you think the Japanese exclusive games seem seem to so consistently under deliver? I recently delved into the import world, hoping it to be an opportunity to enjoy an expanded library. What I found was largely 8 to 16 bit quality or overly simple game concepts. This, of course, excludes Sin and Punishment, which apparently is a top quality game. Yeah. Thanks and I will miss your weekly fun. I never owned a Wii, but I consider getting I considered getting one, a Wii U, but I'd consider getting one if it means I get to go on this journey with the two of you. Nice. And that is from Chris. Thanks Chris. Um well to answer Wait, the first question, Yeah, what was the? For-
1: I already forgot. It was
0: why are there so many NFL QB oh, yeah. clubs? Uh I think it's because it's from a claim, which is a studio that had the money to produce a lot of cartridges. Mm-hmm. It's an annual sports game. There were, which means there were like four of them. There were the four system. of them, yeah. yeah. It was an annual sports game, which means the the turnaround on that is going to be extremely cheap. There's like zero trade-in value for annual sports games. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, they were trying to compete with Madden, so they pumped out a lot of content. Uh, but it didn't really take off with gamers, so there were a lot of returns, there were a lot of people who were willing to get rid of it. It's not it nearly liquidate. as good as
1: Madden, if you, like, not if, nearly as good. if you had these in Madden, like, you might have nostalgia for Madden on N64, you probably don't have as much nostalgia for Quarterback Club.
0: No, and, I mean, really, like, even if Quarterback Club had continued on like Madden had, you wouldn't be going back to Quarterback Club 98 or anything, no. so...
2: It's, um
1: it was yeah it's, it's just the weird it's always a disappointing thing when you go to a used video game store you see like you're at the goodwill or something and you see in the corner like whoa some n64 games and you walk over it's always just three copies of quarterback club
0: right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean so
1: it, it's it I might think it's be a wcw that. revenge in there or something
0: yeah <laughs> but, usually that i usually see a wrestling game of some yeah. kind in there um as for the second question uh well,
1: firstly, we, we disagree with your premise. I disagree I with think. the premise.
0: Yeah, because I think the import <laughs> games we've played on our Patreon show have all been pretty great. I mean, we were handpicking them, but right. like we've enjoyed all of those. I think the the discrepancy you're seeing here is that there were more games released uh, on the N64 in Japan, mm-hmm. so there's going to be more of those kind of mediocre games that we have over here too. Like if you look at our catalog, we have more misses than hits. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be extra true, you know, because it's just a larger selection. And like I would it, say yeah. it's
1: generally fairly rare that um, a, it more it's more uncommon that a very good game does not get ported over here. Because usually if something gets released and be like, oh, this game is very good, we should release it in other markets because it right. will sell well. Yeah. Whereas something that goes in Japan and is kind of just throwaway, you know, crapware. Yeah, um, yeah. They're like, well, we're not going to bother. Releasing this elsewhere, yeah. Um, but yeah, like listen think- to our Patreon episodes. Like I, ev- I think every game we played that was an import game was pretty neat in yeah. its own in its own right.
0: Almost oh, so. definitely, most definitely. Um, here, why don't you take these next two? They're sure. both kind of
1: short. Um, Chris, here's my haiku in honor of Ultra Sixty Four. Ultra Sixty Four brought joy to people worldwide. <laughs> Thanks, Woody and Steve. That's from Casey. AKA my mom. Oh, okay. that's from your mom? <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe you did make a reference to uh, people submitting a haiku.
0: Okay, I did. I <laughs> so, did. That's amazing. And um, I, I was imagining, like, the you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, but, like, no. there there are haiku scenes in that that I'm imagining, like, your mom, like, <laughs> reciting them by a pond. Sure.
1: My yeah. mom, big fan of Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> of She's course. A big Sucker point, Punch oh, fan girl. She, oh, definitely. Be it, be it the uh, development studio or the visionary movie by director. <laughs> zack snyder my mom <laughs> loves that movie loves it um hey steven woody that wait sorry that was my mom's haiku. that's the whole letter okay. the next one is hey steven woody thanks for all the hard hard work over the years you guys have created a great show and i appreciate that you stuck with it until the end now that the list is finally complete what five games would you hand to someone that uniquely show how awful the n64 could be <laughs> that's the goal is it just the bottom five from the list or a wider selection also, a small correction from the last episode. I think you guys said that there weren't any good four-player co-op games on the hmm. system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's at least two off the top of my head in Gauntlet Legends and Hexen. I don't remember Hexen being four-player. Oh, co-op I don't there. remember that either. But that's yeah. cool. That's those awesome. Are, those are both good games. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Enjoy your break, and good luck with the new direction from the show for the show. Cheers, Jesse. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. I'm um, Five... I, I don't think it. I think mostly it's the bottom five games, but not exactly. Like, I wouldn't do no. both Carmageddon and the whatever the Monster Truck Madness is. No. Those I, are both going to fill a pretty similar niche of just terrible racing games. But I think you pretty safe bet with anything near the bottom. Superman, be, probably Beast Wars, just to be like. That'd be the down change. there. I, I would put Tonic Trouble or Starshot on there just because those are not mm-hmm. like the worst of the worst. But
0: you need to represent like the bad. Like Mario sixty four. Yeah, knock-offs. exactly. Like, like the that weird, was a thriving genre. The weird
1: sort of jaggedy design characters and a terrible platforming camera. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't think we need multiple racing games on there, but maybe like. Carmageddon could kind of represent yes. all the mediocre racing <laughs> games.
1: Carmageddon like, supplies enough crap for uh, a <laughs> right, for a right. lifetime.
0: You know, maybe we could throw like the Powerpuff Girls. Well, I mean, that's not even like bad enough to be. Cons- it's, it's it's not n- it's not bad in an interesting way. No, it's just bad in a no. Completely so I
1: I would say uh, the Carmageddon, Superman sixty four, uh, Tonic Trouble, Beast Wars, and I don't know
0: something else. Yeah, <laughs> <Sure>. something else. <laughs> Batman Beyond. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe not even that. Yeah. I
1: don't, whatever. Yeah. That maybe an NFL me. quarterback club. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the really terrible NFL quarterback club that had the awful frame rate. Oh, God. Yeah. That was. I think that was 2000. I think that was like or the Or that terrible college basketball game with the terrible, terrible graphics. That's
0: right. Or Mia Ham yeah. Or Mike Pizza. One yeah. of those bad sports sure. games. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, the next letter says, H- Hello, Steve Woody, and what I'm sure will be a cavalcade of stars. Yeah,
1: we brought every guest we had into your office because that's the way to do it. <laughs> We're
0: going out with a bang. We're Everyone all
1: getting ourselves sick.
0: Cram in here. Lick yeah. each other's eyes. Uh, thank you so much for a wonderful trip to a console I love. I've loved remembering the good, bad, and mostly ugly. Oh, so very brown and muddy. Yeah. I've loved listening from early on, and my excitement when you covered my favorite game, Ogre Battle 64. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited for your dive into the Wii U. My question was inspired by your Mountain Dew advertising note. As children, my brother spent one of our rare video game buys to get Jeff Gordon XS Racing for the Game Boy Color. The N64 port was canceled, so lucky for you. Uh, So not only a racing game, but one where all the cars are different Jeff Gordon cars with the specific sponsors. What games have you encountered that in hindsight just turned out to be
1: ads? Wait, I'm so confused. Like, I've never played this game. Okay. But there's multiple cars, and they're all Jeff Gordon cars. So is this game multiplayer? No, I guess not, because it's Game Boy Color. Yeah no but, yeah yeah I think like, it's, if it's multiplayer do are you all clones of Jeff Gordon I is, think
0: you're yeah I think so and I think like each car it's just kind of like okay this is the sprite car this is the Tide detergent but who's car. driving like, them yeah Jeff a bunch of Jeff Gordi? <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that what they like, call them? plural Jeff it Gordons? was like the uh, Jeffs Gordon
1: <laughs> when uh, Street Fighter Two Mania had swept the nation and everyone was so excited when there was a cheat that lets you play as the same character as no. your opponent and you're like this <laughs> is content yeah this yeah. Is, <laughs>
0: with <laughs> a bar was lower. Yeah. Um so that's from Benjamin Curley. So what games have you played that in hindsight just turned out to be ads? I remember I had a very weird discovery with there was a game like I uh, to be fair I bought it after I figured out what it was, okay. but there was a game that like I was very intrigued by when I saw ads for it in EGM.
1: It was called Playboy the mansion. (laughs) I did play that game. It's
0: terrible. (laughs) Uh, But no, this was, it was called Darkened Sky. Do you know the one I'm talking about?
1: It rings a bell, but maybe it's just because you've talked about it
0: before. It's like a generic looking GameCube fantasy game starring like this redhead girl with like a pixie cut. And like, and like you, yeah, you, you know, it's an action adventure kind of thing where you're traveling exotic worlds. And it's not until, nowhere in the ad does it mention this, but this is a Skittles game.
1: It's a Skittles
0: branded advertisement. So is the
1: premise of this game that the rainbow has been essentially covered so people can no longer taste it?
0: Kinda. So you need to go around collecting, you need to go around collecting Skittles and like gathering up Skittles to, to restore the rainbow energy. This is also where I learned that uh, a singular Skittle is called a Skittles.
1: So like, it's
0: it's not just like you have a bag, you have a bag of Skittles and that each Skittles is something that you it's an it's irritating okay. and it bothers me, but sure. that's that's uh that's an example I can think that of.
1: That may be the best example that I've heard because most games to me that are advertisements are like gonna be fairly obviously an advertisement, like Chester Ronald, Cheetah. yeah, Ronald McDonald in Math Magic Land or cool whatever spot. that game is, yeah, cool. yeah. School, cool spot. I didn't know because I didn't, I'd never seen a seven up commercial, like okay. I, I didn't know that character. It was a
0: brief push like in the early 90s that they were
1: trying to make the spot a thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so well, yeah, that's the answer. Dark and Sky because that, that is, is that is that is real stealth
0: there. It's really yes. stealthy. Like I, I think I, I eventually like poured over the ad again just out of curiosity, and you do see Skittles brand trademarked down in like the legalese down at the very very bottom of the page. But it wasn't
1: like Skittles presents Dark and Sky.
0: Or no, anything. no, there was no image of a Skittle in the ad at all. Like so, that felt really yeah, deceptive. That's pretty dirty. Yeah, and it was a terrible ass game too. Sure. <laughs> Um, all right. So we have a couple of tweet responses uh, that people sent in kind of in response to our little uh, cartridge ad. So I just wanted to read a few of those. Sure. They're, they're short and sweet. Uh,
1: this is from Great Bite. Great. Wait, I don't know. I don't know how to. Uh, I always want to call it Tinder. And I know oh, yeah. there are different <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep getting say... confused. I just keep putting short messages out on my, <laughs> my Tinder. And no one replies. Um <laughs> You kept me entertained and let me relive childhood memories while I paced around my flat trying to get my baby daughter and now oh okay wait okay well I, this is this is this is punctuation in okay <laughs> Well, <While> I <laughs> yeah. paced around my flat trying to get my baby daughter and now my son to fall asleep I'm oh. assuming you know I'm this assuming like that you, there's well, you had a baby daughter yeah. then you had a baby the, son the, your baby yeah. daughter did not go through a transition yeah um thank you for giving me the strength and looking forward to Wii U episodes. Very
0: nice. Thank, thank you, you very much.
1: Oh, that's from Great Bites at Great Bites. Okay. I think.
0: Uh, do we say the at? I actually don't I, know. I
1: think you do say the at. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> all right I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to say the ads on mm-hmm. these. At the back tiger says, my favorite episodes were all the boring racing games. <laughs> well, thank Not you. take your commentary <laughs> has brought those drab games to life. Also, my favorite game on the N64 is Banjo Kazooie. Thanks for a great podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, going back on the tweets again. All
1: right. Uh, cold Pie 1. Oh, I, I'm, I'm doing two here because I just yeah. skipped one. Yeah, go for a it. favorite Ultra 64 memory was when Emma's increasingly drunken excitement and <laughs> bewilderment at Hey You Pikachu. Oh, also Ultraman. Oh, <laughs> Ultraman. I, I, pro- I forgot it where we watched the Ultraman. Yes. Yeah. That was a quality episode that of our Nintendo 64 was- podcast. <laughs>
0: You guys were spared by COVID 19. We were going to do like an Ulta beauty episode. Yeah, we're just going to have Nicole and Michaela on it. We <laughs> were just going to talk about makeup. Like we
1: had all kinds of different <laughs>
0: stupid puns, but COVID saved you all. Yeah.
1: Um, and the next one is from at Juno 2023. Oh, also, there was an Ultraman N64 game. We oh, know, really? Import that we never played. But I yeah. don't think it had a translation, so I didn't mess it Okay, this, but... all right. All At right. Juno 2023, my favorite moment of your show so far has been when someone went back and tried playing all the garbled noises backwards, <laughs> thinking that they may be secret messages, only to discover that no, they were not. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to the Wii U. Maybe all those I remember that that was yeah. the noise. Maybe all those noises like made the sound that said if you played them backwards, they're like wee you you yeah. yeah we were hinting the next the entire the time.
0: Going. I I love that people thought we were capable of playing that kind of like four D chess. You know <laughs> that we were we were thinking and hiding these little encoded messages rather than just having outdated equipment. <laughs> uh, at Let's Go Anderman says been listening since episode five and I risked it all on a Facebook ad. Glad to hear you guys are still going. Also, a buddy of mine had a Beast Wars Transmetals phase and made me play it constantly. Ooh! I don't take pleasure in your pain. Just know that I'm not alone. I uh, just know that you're not alone. You yeah. need to play it constantly. Who would Who would opt to play that? Who would opt to force their other people to play that? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read another one because I want to save yeah. the last one for you. I think it's perfect. Uh, Huber for at Huber for a Z says definitely the letters. Even when you review really bad racing or sports games, I will skip to the letters. Also, Woody's off the cuff Race for Space recommendation is one I keep going back to.
1: Nice. So there nice. you go.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. The, we love the letters too. Kind of a signature <laughs> section for us as well. Well,
1: well as of now. As I mean, of that now. Was the last like 100 episodes or something. Yeah. Um, and finally, a tweeter theater one favorite moment when Woody shared his Mortal Kombat cooking Kano show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That. Uh, that video came up on uh, a giant bomb video once. They were just, like, perusing old GameSpot content, uh-huh. and they just found my video and all laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? I'm proud of that video, even Dang. though it, uh, I am clearly even younger and stupider <laughs> than I am now. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, that's all the letters and all the tweets. Thank you so much, everybody, for writing in and flattering us and for letting us uh, uh, take this extra indulgent moment to to talk about it. We love getting letters from everybody and hearing from folks. And uh, thank you again so much. We are going to tune out now.
1: Save up your Wii U letters. Okie Um, I think we're about there. We hands. should wrap up. We should write, like yes, let's against, do it. it's against protocol, but... Good yes. job, Steve.
0: Good job. Three. Likewise. I think we you know, we set out to do something, and we did it, and uh, I'm I'm proud of this goofy little show that we put together. Uh, I'm excited to move on to the next chapter. So stay subscribed mm-hmm. if you're listening to us now. Uh, this, the next show, the Wii U show, is going to be in the same feed. It's going to be starting the first week of March. We're taking a little time off so that we can recoup and kind of uh, reconfigure a few things. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, if you miss our voices, you can check out uh, ultra64.r it's at patreon.com/ultra64. Can't imagine
1: anyone would miss our voices after this episode. I know
0: <laughs> you you should have a lot to tide you over, but we'll have uh, a whole bunch of Patreon content on there. We're going to keep producing Patreon content during this month that we're off, so you will still have stuff to listen to before we jump in to Wii Universe. Starting in March with Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land will be the first one. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. I'm I'm very uh, I'm I'm feeling wistfully reminiscent of the N64 already. It feels <laughs> weird that we're not going to be blowing what if we in just any start, more cartridges. What if we just
1: started again and just did Space Invaders next week? Okay, see,
0: I feel less wistful about that. <laughs> okay. Thinking about that now, yeah. I'm like, no, I think we got it. I <laughs> sure. think we got it. Uh, Thank you again to everybody who has listened uh, and supported us throughout all this time. And uh, hopefully you will continue to support us as we go into the Wii U. And uh, with that, we are signing off on the N64 for the very last time. So cheers to everybody. Thanks so much, Nintendo 64. And we'll see you all on the Wii U. Bye.